0: Everyone, we're back. Victor Podcast, we're doing all the Matrix films starting from this week on. And I was going to do something clever, but then I freaked myself out by putting my screen up before the intro. I saw that too. It'd be like that sometimes. It'd be It'd just be like that. So we're back. Episode six, episode 268. I'm all over the place now. That's okay. The random what we like? episode six. Yeah, what episode did we get
1: back to 2016?
0: 268 um i'm brandon c mcclure with me as always on this journey through the matrix is uh pen
1: magnet that's me i wish i had some cool sunglasses right now but i don't
0: sparks witty
2: i'm here i'm here with a cat it's deja vu all over again <laughs> and ryan Iliopoulos. hello welcome to the
3: desert of the real
2: god damn it it's a good line it's <laughs> a good line, line. um good
3: jack in jacking in jacking off <laughs>
0: Uh, so, like I said, we're we're starting our uh, our three week long discussion of all the Matrix films, and this week I we'll be talking sure about. I sure hope
3: you guys like the Matrix, because otherwise, you are skipping these episodes. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I love <laughs> no, the Matrix, shit. though, so I'm excited. I'm
2: like exactly, it's <laughs> for us, baby. <laughs> Tune out.
0: Um. Yeah, you guys can skip these next three weeks. We'll be back with Scream, I guess. No, um,
2: I, I think Tra- Travis and Travis and Marissa watched our top ten, mm-hmm. and uh-huh. so he hit me up, and he's like, "Look, man, like." Everybody's got their own taste, but how did you put Matrix Resurrection so high and above arcane? Because <laughs> I, I, like, I knew he didn't like it. He did not like Matrix Resurrections. At uh, that's all. it's a it's a it's a prevailing thought a lot with yeah. a lot of people. So yeah, we'll talk and about that. In- hopefully, he'll watch all the Matrix episodes and then he'll learn
0: and <laughs> find out what we thought of the Matrix Resurrections. Shit, we already did our top tens. Anyway, um, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> we like it. Spoilers. Um, yes, real quickly though, we do have links in the description. Um, Ryan. Just before we recorded this, you did a Downright Annoyed.
3: I sure did. We talked about uh, now one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, The Night Comes for Us. It is, without exaggeration, you guys, the most brutal action movie I've seen in my entire life. Um, It's insane. It's The Raid times 100, uh, and those movies are already insane. So if you want like the craziest action movie ever made where you're convinced some people probably died uh, because the stunts are so crazy um it's a joke like no nobody dies movies but like it's so good uh check it out it's truly insane and it was a
2: really good episode of the show uh we were all passionate about it it was great i forgot i could megan and i could hear ryan downstairs like shouting with enthusiasm (laughs) i'm like wow whatever they did i didn't realize very passionate about (laughs) i didn't realize how much i liked the movie until i started discussing it and it's
0: like oh
3: yeah this is a winner
0: uh i forgot to put this in the news but there's a raid remake coming from michael bay i guess
3: that's been in the production works for a long time. So, like, yeah. whatever. whatever.
0: Alright. Uh, yeah. I have not seen the raid yet. I bought them. I'm going to watch them this week. I've made a plan. So I had time to watch Ooh, them this week. Spicy. Um, And uh, there's quite a bit from me in the description. Um, like I, like I said, my screen rant work will always be linked in the description. My author page, I got some fun bits about, like, Sam Raimi. I found another excuse to talk about Dragon Ball. Um, I did... Uh, other things. Oh, I went on Reddit for the first time. That was awful. I'm going to do that no. again. Oh no! Oh. It. I was glad to get to write that piece because it's the it's it's about the Guardians of the Galaxy video game, and so I was like, but the only way that I could. Oh, I hope they're not watching this. The only way that I could is through Reddit. Like you have yeah. to be like Reddit suggested these characters, and I'm like,
3: Re- to be fair, <laughs> like Reddit is huge. It just so happens that I, I, like we don't use it. That's all. Yeah,
0: I've never Sweet. been on Reddit before, so it was a it was a learning curve and a half. Let's put it that way.
3: I, I was glad to get to it. write the
0: piece though, and it is up there.
3: Sweet.
0: Good. I was going to say
3: I find it to be a worse Twitter, and Twitter already sucks. So like, I can't. Yes. I can't even it. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was. My, I my was, main
2: experiences with Reddit tend to be like. I need to google a specific thing about how do you fix or solve xyz and then you yes. find a reddit sub thread about it and i'm like well fantastic thank it's you it's great to go yeah. to and not actually use it's a great it's yeah. like wikipedia yeah
1: yeah there are times where it's like hey here's the a question for a video game i'm playing that i have yeah. a really hard part with how does it how do you get past this one part and then there's a red thread and then i try to go to the red thread and then there's a whole bunch of other stuff i'm like i don't care anymore i'd go now yeah, which one
0: The one I was very happy to get to do was the Dragon Ball one. I was in such a fit about writing it because that I ended up, I pitched it as the 10 strongest Dragon Ball movie villains ranked. Um, And then they were like, uh, this is 1600 words. How'd you do that? I go, I don't know. And then they counted the entries. There were 12. I somehow in a weird haze of loving Dragon Ball ended up writing two more entries than I needed to. Mm -hmm. So it's 12 entries. So there you go. Um, You got two bonus entries for the price of 10. That's true. Um, really, really, I just want, I excuse to, to talk about Broly. <laughs> Broly's number one, right? Yes, Broly's number one. No, Beerus is number one. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Spoiler. Yeah, Beerus is number one because he's the God of Destruction. Yeah, Broly yeah. from Dragon Ball Super Broly is under him.
1: Uh, yeah, that makes sense. He is. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: I, for, That's I, my... forget, I forget about Beerus, but because, yeah, Broly. Well, right. Because I counted Battle of Gods. Battle of okay. Gods is a movie. So it was.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Broly really a villain or is he just the antagonist? is it Frieza really in this the
1: essay? I will. I wasn't
0: willing to do those semantics. I wanted to excuse to talk about Broly. I found one. I'm happy about it. All sure. right. Um yeah. all right. Um, I did a letterbox one too. What was that? Who cares? Um I also put up a piece on our on our blog. I like I mentioned last week, our top ten. I got really behind on my work this week, so this ended up being really late. But if anyone gives still gives a shit, my top ten are now on my blog. You can read some of my thoughts about what I did on on those and I worked pretty hard on it. It looks, I think it looks pretty cool just like aesthetically. So, you know, there you go. Um, And then I started a series on Atomic Geekdom that I've been working on for a couple of years called Revisiting the Infinity Saga. I initially pitched this as a book that was turned down. Uh, So I uh, decided to do it as a series of weekly essays uh, about what I think are like the 50 most defining moments of the Infinity Saga um inspired by ken sock's book why we love star wars um i'm very clear that like he is the inspiration for that um and uh, I, that's started this week and i was really excited i was really happy about it i've been thinking about doing it for a long time and it finally happened so both those li- so all those links are in the description below you can check those out now and i believe that's all the work i did this week that's that's published i did more but nothing's published yet yeah, um, and i want to make a quick note about a website because Oh, thank you. Um, I want to make a quick note about what I, our website. Our website, for some reason, is not playing the live streams anymore as episodes. I don't know why. I'm working on it. But right now, you can watch our free guy review. Um, just not our latest episode. will be up there for a while. So, Okay. All right. That's it. That's all I got. Who wants to go first?
2: Mm, uh, I'll go. Ben. Ben <laughs> will go
1: okay shit I guess I'll go uh let's see media wise not a whole lot um the other things were coming into other things like other things were coming into my, into my life that were a whole lot of like oh shit good things though um I guess really the only nerd media I really besides the matrix film besides Animatrix matrix and the matrix. Were um i just read another volume of final fantasy lost stranger and also i was getting pumped because this weekend i was supposed to go to a final fantasy concert down in la jolla and i was really excited for it fanny was like oh yeah i'm i'll listen to a final fantasy concert it's a small it's a small venue it's by the la jolla music society it's a it's not like this grand orchestra it's just like a band like a cello a cello player a pianist a violinist a flute just like one major one instrument and it's just like a few a few of them it's not like a huge giant band but of course, once we get there, I notice, hmm, everything looks quiet. There's not a lot of people here. And they had a sh- then the show, because we had the later show, there's a show that was scheduled for five o'clock. We walk right by the theater. And I'm like, why is the theater doors locked and the box office dim? That shouldn't be, that isn't right. But oh well, we're just going to oh, go see, grab it.
3: Man, it's actually this brand new thing called a dark concert. It's just in pitch black. And you just have to
1: like vibe. You just vibe with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess so. Yeah, but we just got working a little bite to eat. And then I just decided to check the website just to double check, to make sure the show was, on, show was still on.
2: It got postponed until May. So I drove. That's, and now, that's the way to do it. You double check once you've driven to the venue. Yeah, you that's double check. And I didn't want to say it, but I'm like, yeah, this, is, this is on you, my guy. I'm sorry. I know. And of course, I
1: checked my emails. Like, well, why wouldn't they email me? They did email me. Problem is, the email went to my spam folder. So I had no idea part is the
3: bummer yeah. yeah
1: so i drove all the way down there and of course as we're walking back we're like looking at this the, the signs and they had signs up on the box office window we just didn't really seek care when we first walked past it so i mean it, it was a bummer what's that? I drove,
0: what's that closed for who cares let's just keep going <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so it was a bummer we drove an hour and a half so essentially three hours of driving i mean but the concert's in may which is good um So it's still happening. My tickets are still going to be accepted. So I just have to wait a few more months. And yeah, besides that, just driving down there, we were listening to a whole bunch of Final Fantasy music. And I was hoping to listen to certain tracks. But of course, that never happened. So we had dinner there. We just went back home. And then we watched The Matrix. I don't know what it's
2: been like at your work, Ben. But at my work, I'm getting usually one, but sometimes two or three daily emails about somebody in my area testing positive for Mm -hmm. COVID. So, like, my automatic assumption is anything like that. I'm going to be like, is that actually happening right now? I don't know if it is. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I probably should I definitely should have checked beforehand. But uh, uh, speaking of speaking of my work, um, yeah, they don't tell us daily, but they do say it's like, yeah, we've had some or multiple people getting sick with COVID, but we can't tell you who, when, or where because it's a 24-hour, seven, 24-7 facility, and they can't – explicitly tell us where these people work but if they're doing a contract tracing thing now so if they trace it where i was could have been exposed they will have given me a call but of course with my work that might or might not happen because we all know that they can't communicate for shit
3: oh yeah i also
1: in the restaurant industry
3: uh it's just awful and everyone's sick and mm -hmm. they don't care about you and they want you to go back to work five days after you get covid uh so like i I feel you, Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you just got through
3: through a, a stint of it, too. Dude, two years of, like, being a loser, and I still got it. Like, made me so
1: mad. Made me so mad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, speaking of work, this this past week um, it was apparently my five-year anniversary of working at my job. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Brandon left. His internet's His bad.
2: internet's going in and out, so he's going to uh, try. Oh, okay, okay. Did you have a pin, out.
1: Ben? I do have a pin. Hell yeah. Yeah, I have oh. a pin. It says five years. Um, and something I never wanted. Yeah, no, I get Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it. I was looking at because all right. So the the good stuff that happened to me this week. So obviously last week I announced that I'm officially getting published in an article for Old School Gamer Magazine, right? Hell yeah. The very next morning I was reached out by a website that I applied to be a, a staff writer for. They want me to work for them, and I accepted. And then on Wednesday morning, out of the completely out of the blue. I get a, a direct message from Fusion Gaming Magazine, which is based all the way out in England,
3: Ooh.
1: asking me to write for them. Hell oh yeah, baby. Yeah. The only interaction I've had with them. Hi Brandon. The only we'll interaction I've funny. had so far it's working so far it's better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my uh, uh, my internet, my internet when I was before was saying medium. So I've bounced out and restarted my router and blah blah
1: blah. Uh so it now says strong. So we'll see if that works out. Fingers crossed it does. Apes together strong. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, the only interaction I've had with Fusion uh, Media or Fusion Magazine beforehand was just like tagging them my OSG articles, and I did interview one of their staff writers for an upcoming episode of Base Market Pause Menu, and all of just all of just them coming out of the blue asking me to write for for them. It was just like it was like a cherry on top, and for some reason later that night when I was at my regular job, as excited as I was. I was freaking the F out and not in a good way. Mm. And I think I've got it down to this one bit. Whereas for all these years of me working at that job and trying and just trying to get out of it and, and like making some real headway, I my brain just got used to the rejection.
3: Oh yeah, oh, yeah.
1: In the past like 72 to 80 plus hour or 90 some hours, I didn't get just one but three big steps. Hell yeah, baby. So I don't think my brain was processing it correctly because there's one, po- there one point I was working, I was actually hyperventilating. It was hard for me to breathe.
3: I'm not it's, just saying that because uh, I
1: was wearing a mask because I was like, what? No,
3: yeah. Uh, well, first of all, like, that's great, Ben. Like, truly, really, like, this is what you've been working for. And, like, imposter syndrome is something we all face. And even when you make it, you still face it. So, like, the mm-hmm. fact that, like, you've worked so hard and it's finally, like, paying off, it's not believable. Because like, because like, and you just like you you won, bud. like you did it. Like keep going. Like you, like, you are doing the thing that you want to do. And in and maybe the next time, like in like, a ne- you won't be a six year anniversary, right? They'll they'll stay at five. Let's let's fingers it's like, crossed. This, was, this
1: is awesome. Like I'm I'm very happy. Yeah, I mean fingers crossed, but at the same time, it it was also I feel like the rush of all like just um, I mean the high of me getting officially posted in OSG was good enough for me. And then just getting those two other like rec- or rec- I don't know what to call them requests, but just them asking me if I want to work for them was like okay, like what of like one of yeah, call them what they are, job offers. Yeah, yeah, yeah essentially they're job their job offers. So yeah, so that, that's it's pretty much my yeah that has been my week. So yay, what's go next? I will because I was I was still getting over COVID, so I just you watched. Got,
2: you got no other media stuff, Ben.
1: Uh, oh, um, speaking of other media stuff, I I was playing um, Godzilla for the Game Boy because I'm writing a piece for uh, Kaiju Ramen about that game. Beautiful. There you go. Yeah, so I played I a think little that bit. Was
2: of... First game I ever played on a Game Boy. What's up? I think that was the first game I ever played on a Game Boy.
1: Really? You too?
2: Yeah. Nice. I have
1: nice. never played that game. That was the first game I ever asked my parents to buy for me. Because I just saw it at the Best Buy, and I was like, "Oh, Godzilla!" And I was a huge guy, and I'm, and I was a big Godzilla kid. So I was like, "I want that!" And then I started playing. I was like, "Why do I have to punch boulders?" I think Why it was that pod...
3: it scares on a small screen.
1: I think it
0: was that that Pod Racer game, the Game Boy Pod Racer one, where the like the oh, really? overhead and you... he uh-huh. ended up crashing Ooh. because he can't steer. <laughs>
1: oh man! That's... Anyway, that was you wanted to go? Sure.
3: Um... I, I basically moved to South Korea for this week you guys
1: <laughs> I watched
3: I marathoned uh, two shows uh, that, that are based out of South Korea uh, I finished Kingdom which is a South Korean like medieval zombie show and then I watched um, the Silent Sea which is a uh, futuristic sci-fi uh, a South Korean show and they're both just just fantastic and i remember I had a beautiful conversation with our friend Forrest like weeks ago months ago seven years ago what is time anymore but we talk, but I was talking to him about South Korea. And I looked this up and it's really, really fascinating because like South Korea right now is putting out like the best shit, like in every genre, whether it's like drama, sci-fi, fantasy, like it's all like everything's hitting on tens. And I looked it up and like the South Korean government helps fund their movies, but not in a way where it's about like um, propaganda. It's about it's about keeping people happy. And it's literally about like keeping art alive. And like South Korea, they they fund 50 movies a year from the government to and it has nothing to do with like it could be whatever you want. It doesn't have to be about, you know, you know, like government shit like America you'd think it'd be. Right. But like they are a country that from the ground up is 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 in love with art. And that's something America kinda of is not like it's very much a lot of products. Well, not in America. even a little. Yeah. Not even a little. Like, you know, like it is very much like you're getting products a lot of the time in America. And they can still be good, but you know you're getting a product. Everything I've watched in South Korea the last couple years is just like it's everyone they just want to make art it doesn't it, like obviously everyone everything's about making money it's always about money but like the artistic value coming from that country is truly insane. Uh, and we watched the trailer today that's from South, that's South Korea and it's like it's another the banger. Um, Kingdom is incredibly incredibly well well produced and one of my favorite versions of what zombies are it's not just a traditional like oh they become zombies um. Highly worth checking out. They made a hour and a half um, prequel movie called Ashen of the North. Um, I'm going to talk about it real quick. And I don't often go in depth about things on here. But like now I want to because it's like this is a show you guys aren't going to probably watch anytime soon. You're definitely not going to watch the movie. So I'm just going to talk about it. Um, Ashen of the North is a prequel about the final character you meet at the end of season two. The final shot is you get introduced to this new character. You don't know anything about them. And then the movie comes out. It's all about them. You think this character is like the Michonne from The Walking Dead of the universe, this cool, badass lady. And it turns out you're watching the prequel for the Negan of their universe. You're watching the villain origin story and how the zombie apocalypse started and how she's part of it and how this woman for 20 years was abused, uh, uh mistreated, like her family was killed and she was taken and she was basically like a slave. And how her hatred against humanity turned into the destruction of humanity. And mm-hmm. it is a beautiful, beautiful thing about like, just being a human and, like, what that means, and, like, that's my favorite shit of, like, like once you become a zombie, you're not a human anymore, right? But if you're a monster when you're a human, what does that mean? And it's, like, it's just really beautiful stuff. And the final image I'm just gonna talk about, because, like, again, like, I'm just gonna spoil it, and I don't care. Um, her village was destroyed, like, 20 years ago, right? Her, her like, not by zombies, by the government. Just brutalized. And then she was captured and, and like, lived somewhere, uh, and wronged, right? Uh, she kills all the, all the people who wronged her, starts a zombie apocalypse, and then she goes back to her village, but when she goes back to a village her village is completely fine all of her family members are alive it's her walking like with a pack of stuff and you don't know what's in the sack but she's walking and she's saying hi to her family she's saying hi to all this stuff she goes to her house and she has a dozen family members and they're all just waiting for her inside the house and they're like and they're all just like ha! i'm so happy to see you it's all lovey-dovey and it does a camera turn from the living family back to the ruins of the real place that she's at now and it does a full turn again. All 12 members of her family are zombies and she's been feeding them for decades. (laughs) And she is, she's the, it's, it is the most insane shot of a zombie thing I've seen in a long time. And I think like me spoiling it won't even do it justice. Uh, I highly recommend Kingdom. It's definitely one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Moving on to Silent Sea, the second best thing I've seen in a while. Holy shit, guys. That is a story. I don't want to tell you anything about this one because it is like, it is a secret, but every episode gets crazier and crazier with the conspiracy. Uh, It's about, Silence is about a a moon base, and they've been. Uh, it's Event Horizon. It's a story of Event mm-hmm. Horizon. There's a ship on the moon, and no one's been able to talk to them for five years, so they don't know what's going on. So, uh, so a mission, uh, uh, a group of mercenaries goes there to figure out what's happening with like doctors and scientists and stuff, and really bad shit happens. And it's not the it's not what you think it'll be. And it is, I've never seen this type of sci-fi thing in my life. The way, uh, what the plot's about, mm-hmm. and like the moon specifically, and it's super unique. And I'm like, God. Damn, South Korea you guys are just putting out like everything you put out is everything I want in my life like you guys just know exactly what you're doing uh, highly recommend both those shows they're both on Netflix Netflix and South Korea like they're keeping the lights on over there
2: man I, I saw you made some comparison to Silent Sea being like Waylon Wayland, Utah yeah
3: oh yeah stuff. it is it is 100% the best like evil corporation willing to do anything and everything to get rich and the Silent Sea takes place in the future where water is like there's no more water and like water is a crisis and like that plays into the moon and all this stuff. And it's like, the, the depths these people will go for some water is truly crazy. Um, and I just, I uh, I haven't been captivated, ca- captivated in so long by two shows back to back. And it's like a lot of the same cast goes from one show to the other. So I'm watching like the lead in one show go to the lead in another show and I'm like, oh, and all these people are also in Squid Game. And now, now I know all of the South Korean Hollywood elite people. Like I know like the Brad Pitt of South Korea and like, it's like, oh man, these guys all rule. And, like, they're just like, oh man, I love it. I love it. I lived in South Korea this week, my friend. I'm sure I did other stuff, but that's all I really care about. I read a Is lot, lot comics? of comics. I read a lot of hmm. comics, but I like, going to say, you read a lot of comics. I probably read like a hundred comics this week because, like, I just laid in bed feeling like shit. A uh, lot of X Men. I read some Spider Man.
2: I read a comic this week that weekend. You watched movie. another show that. You really needed to tell me about. I don't remember Peacemaker. Shit, <laughs> guys, Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is not really um,
3: I, I was talking to Sparks about this. Sparks and Megan, when we were driving somewhere, and I was like, "It's unfair to to compare them. It really is." But I watched three episodes of Peacemaker, and then I look at every single thing Marvel has and, DC, and Marvel and uh, Star Wars has put out on Disney Plus. It's amateur hour, dude. It is truly amateur hour. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like. When I'm watching Boba Fett, I feel like I'm being served a product. Peacemaker is a work of art. Peacemaker is a show that is about real character growth, like really good action. It is the best written comic book thing, like since James Gunn's last good movie. Um, Peacemaker is the show I wish we were talking about, if I'm being honest. this week, Like on our fake nerds watch. Uh, Can't wait for you guys to watch it. It is, the the three episodes are like some of the best things James Gunn's has ever made. Because it's just allowing him to have room to do what he excels at. Uh, and john cena um maybe not a better actor than the rock but he gives more than the rock will ever give uh the rock will never be as rated r as john cena allows himself to be being naked for half an episode um yeah i'm not joking um it's insane no um, no
0: like the rock the rock kind of gave up on being this type of actor
2: yeah yeah he, like
0: he years ago doing, he, was he was just right, like i'm not doing that anymore
3: and
2: i'm not doing the that rock anymore. figured out that he could be be prosperous being the rock
3: yes and that's fine but i'm glad that john Cena is now here to be like no i can be you but like have some death, huh and i'm like sweet i love it uh peacemaker is not a show i ever expected to like want right because like it's a character i don't care about uh in a movie where like that character dies almost like spoiler for last year's movie um but it's truly like such a beautiful redemption piece of a character who he is such an asshole and it's him finally realizing oh my god i'm the asshole in the room and it's him constantly battling it nonstop. Um, it's a really intense and gross show. Um, there's like some real like racist shit, but it's on purpose to like make you realize like who these characters are, and who they shouldn't be. Um, it's like the bold, it's also like the boldest DC thing maybe ever made because they throw every reference that you can. Like this is a this is a TV show that lives in the DC universe. And they're not afraid to talk about Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, a bunch of spoiler stuff I'm not going to tell you about. Cause it's like, they hit it. They hit it from the trailers and I'm so glad. Um, I can't wait for you guys to watch it. I am, I can't wait to watch it with you. I've been wanting to watch it again on my own because I like, I can't wait for the next episode. I love it so much. And I, hopefully that's the last I have to say about
0: something this week. You brought up that you wish you were talking about only fake We haven't decided what our next fake news watch show is going to be. We could yeah. just do Peacemaker. I-
3: I think it, I really think it should be. And like, we can still talk about Boba Fett. That's not me disparaging that, but it was like, I, I watched Boba ha- Fett and then I watched Peacemaker and I'm like, can we not I'll talk be, about one of
0: these? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I love Boba Fett. I'll get That's into cool. it in my week. I love Boba Fett. I understand. Okay. I don't want to talk to it. I don't want to talk about it. I am happy yeah. with loving that show in silence
1: and private. That's the other thing I watched. I watched Boba Fett this week. Yeah.
0: I, I am it. happy. I am happy with enjoying that show in, 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 in private and talking about Peacemaker. I'm happy with that.
2: Brandon out here saying I don't want anybody making me feel bad (laughs) I love Boba Fett because I think I'm alone you are not an island I also am enjoying Boba
0: Fett okay well Um, I appreciate that actually
2: well that's shop talk we'll talk about fake nerds watch later (laughs) Um, maybe one last thing you want to talk about but it's part of my week so we'll talk about it together Scream oh Five Cream Five Cream I don't want to talk about it too much no we really can't but it's I will say it's worth seeing I'm very happy I think it's worth seeing one Hundo. I'm very, very I'm, happy I'm, for
0: it. I am excited to see it. Film,
2: a screen film made without Wes Craven, I am quite pleased. Um, he would be very, very happy with it. I think he would be. Uh, it ranks high for me. It ranks high. Hot cream, baby. Um, well, well, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was very, very good. Go yeah. see, go see Five Cream if you like Scream.
3: Let me tell you an embarrassing story. I said Five Cream to the attendant lady, and she said, "What?" <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> I should have known it was it was ten o'clock in the morning.
2: <laughs> Matt, Matt, judgment. he's like, "So, what's your current ranking of the Scream?" Ah, <laughs> like, so oh good. my God, get out of here! That's so funny. Um, slightly related, like to to Five Cream, uh, Megan and I are still chugging our way through Scream season three um we we saw the new one and then we had downtime and we're like i don't want to watch the show right now because like <laughs> it is it is a significant step down yeah um i would i would almost argue that if you were interested in watching the scream series at all if that's something that ever appealed to you like one and one is sincerely worth doing two a little less so but i feel like you have to because of the way season one ends Let's wrap it up yeah but season three is like I respect the ambition of what it's doing. It's bringing a lot of race to Scream, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, of Black uh, characters, and, black, and the fact that they are Black means something. And what that means in relation to both talking about the horror genre and also just as representation is cool, and I appreciate it um tony todd was back again with a hook on his hand in the episode and i'm like so funnily uh because we talked about last time the second episode starts with a shot of the girl watching um the halloween rob zombie remake Mm. but we didn't know that's what it was at first at first all you see is a shot of michael myers mask and we were both like are are is every episode an homage to a different serial killer but no it was just it was just that um it's it's not bad, but it's very uh, it moves very quickly and it's very very dramatic and it it very much there's no levity in it, which the first two seasons had a lot of levity in, mm-hmm. and it clearly wants to set itself like far apart from that, but I think it does it to its detriment. Mm-hmm. I think all Scream has levity. Um, Dewey himself is walking levity. Throughout the Scream movies.
3: Oh, okay. I thought you were about
2: to say Dewey's in the show. And I'm like,
3: oh, I no, do No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean,
2: like, Dewey, Dewey, he's like, the Joker. Yeah. All Scream things should have some amount of levity. Yes. Uh, at points. And this season does not. And it's just kind of like, uh, ugh, I just feel like poop most oh. of the time. Okay, I guess.
0: Um, Is this the one that not. brings back the, the ghost face mask?
2: Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it does it in a way where, like, again, it, it, they do all this work to justify why it's this mask, why it's this voice, because it is the voice again, which it hadn't been before, but now it's the same voice from the films. Um, why they call him Ghost Fate, like they do all this work to make it like a new original thing of why it's this and why it's that. And I'm like, you could have just said it's set in the world where Stab happened, and this is just the costume that people can put on and then like you can have the interpersonal stuff about why is this person killing them but like you did all this work to create an origin that wasn't necessary it sounds
3: like it's like not the same analogy but like like the the new child's play movie where they took a completely different approach like they wanted to make their own mythology for Ghostface for this yeah 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 and it Uh just might not have worked Yeah, yeah
2: yeah yeah it's just like why why go through all the steps of having him look and sound exactly the same but have to go so very far to make him not the same yeah. Um, anyway, that's enough about that. Uh, Book of Boba in the Fett. Chat, I...
1: Real quick, in the, uh, Mag is in the uh, chat, uh, of course. Yes. Uh, he said he just saw it, and by it, he means Scream five, 5 Cream.
3: Mag, Scream 5 doesn't exist, my
2: friend. It's Five Cream. Thank you. I will not be taking any questions. Um, Book of Boba Fett, I liked it a decent amount. Episode 2 still my favorite so far. I do want to talk about it somewhere. This is not the time. Um, And the last thing I'll talk about, which I'm going to kind of like torch pass, because I know, I know that Brandon's ready, is I watched the last episode of Arcane. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I believe Brandon watched all of Arcane. I did. (laughs) So, welcome to my playground, sir.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to say your thing first?
2: Uh, I really love that show. Uh, having seen the last episode, I probably maintained my rankings from last week. It still would probably stay at number three, but very, 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 very very hyped about that show. Uh, I think about it a lot. I'm I'm practically vibrating with how much I'm waiting for the next season. Uh, you're sure. going to be
3: waiting a long time.
2: I'm well aware. Oh yeah, that animation took forever. Forever. And it shows. And it shows. Oh, it shows so good.
0: There's, there's, it shows there's, so there's, good. There's a couple episodes in, I realized, <laughs> you know, if you if you like really pay attention, in every frame, every scene, there is something moving. Every yeah. single scene, there is something moving, and you don't that see that. Money. And you that don't see that in a lot of anime and in a lot of animation, especially a lot of Netflix animation. If especially. anything, Netflix takes away.
2: <laughs> yes. Right. Um, Megan, Megan saw part of the animation while I was watching it. Is like oh, this just looks like a really pretty video game cutscene, and I'm like, I mean, you're right, like, it is an extremely pretty video game cutscene all the time, and yeah. those things are expensive. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's 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 on the level, I would say it's on the level of, like, Spyverse or Mitchell's Versus the Machines. Yeah. Like, I would go uh, so far as to say, like, the the blend of 3D with 2D is uh, on the, the, the care they took into the animation right up there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, love it I, I love it i'm so glad that you saw it um i assume that you are over the moon about it well,
0: yes i uh so zara really likes league of legends he played it uh, when she was younger so when she heard the show she really wanted to watch it so finally this week we sat down and watched it uh i was like watch an episode and i finished the whole show um it's they're they're 45 minutes long which is impressive for an animate for an animated show um just right. in general uh um but uh it's incredible like believe the hype everything that sparks has been saying is completely 100% true i don't know how much more i have to add to it it the, the i fell in love with the characters i love the voice acting i love the animation i was there Were this is not the fault of the show this is a fault of me because there are emotional moments that are very good emotional beats where i was like oh man this animation is gorgeous oh shit i'm supposed to be feeling emotions right um (laughs) no i would forget to be in the moment because i am just admiring the animation um they do this thing with with uh one of the main characters that i won't spoil where whenever she remembers the past it's not different it's just got like scratches all over it and it's marked over like like her memories have been corrupted, but not in a way that she misremembers them, but in a way that she has a different perspective. It's such beautifully done. I, I, I can't say enough good things about the animation, but the story is also there. All those characters are incredible. All those all the, all the voice actors do a wonderful job. Um, I am so excited for that second season. And take all the time you need. I don't want to. I don't want to see this animation dip.
3: That's not. I like. I only watched first episode, and I will catch up eventually. Uh, but like, that is not something that you can cheap out on or <laughs> or like be lazy about. Like that is, once you've committed to making the greatest looking animated show of all time, you can't not do that, right? right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, because like, I was thinking about it. Like, if if they took a year, like if they took a year, then it wouldn't then it wouldn't be as good. Don't yeah. take a year. Take five.
3: Take sixty. It's, I don't care. It's, it's the thing about Invincible too, like. Those are also long episodes, right? And like, yeah. don't don't cheap out to make it come out faster. Like, we, p- people waiting is always good. Yes, right. We don't mind waiting. Yeah.
2: The, I, the part that's driving me crazy is it's one of those times where like I come out of a thing and I'm like, I am ready to be absorbed into the world of League. No, language. you. No, you're not. No, but here's the thing. Here's <laughs> the thing, though. But like, not in like, oh, I want to start playing the game. Like, I want to read some books. I want to read some comics. comics. And like, yes. there is a there is an unfortunate. Dearth of that material. Yeah. Like I basically want to learn more about characters. So I gotta to go to wikis. And I'm like, no, no, no. I want books. I <laughs> that's want see, that's the thing. Like
3: now that Arcane is out, we are going to get all of it. Oh, that. of course. All of it. Yeah. It's just it took League of Legends being out for 10 years and only the hardcore PC players kind of playing it. Yeah, yeah. And like that is not a game I i like whatsoever. It is just not my type of game. Sure. Um, no. but like again, a, a cool
2: world I will go into. I will read a comic book, absolutely.
0: Yeah, there's it's also a... one
2: of those things where like they're they're floating around still wanting a live action League of Legends project down the road. No, like never. No, like the Oof. animation looks so good. Like, why would you ever why would you... It, would, it would only the animation's perfect? Always do the animation. There's... If they were gonna do that, they shouldn't have put out Arcane first. Yes. No. No. There's
0: a there's a fight sequence that nobody will get except for Sparks, and anybody who's watched it, but there's a fight sequence with a hammer that I thought was one of the best things I've ever seen in my life.
2: It's real good. So um, all of the fight choreography is immaculate, and the like. This is arcane is art. Uh, that's hell, the thing. Yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. The, like the people who are animating it and the people who are making it, like they think about how can we make this visually the most impactful and thematically relevant to the characters at every single moment. Yes, the choices they decide to make with color, mm-hmm. with music, it's a, it's amazing. Yes, What's crazy uh, is
3: that riot games like made this too like yes. they're like mm-hmm. they didn't get like some random company like they're they no, on it they that's crazy that like a new studio was able to put out the like arguably greatest looking animated thing of all time like their first thing that's crazy yeah that's the, because, that's so crazy
0: it's because they took the time.
3: yeah I cannot
0: stress yeah. enough take the time yeah I I love dota I love Invincible take the time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Give me
0: some of that good shit. Like now um, that I've seen Arcane, like I I have to lower my standards.
3: Yeah, the bar, yeah, the bar is set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I I
0: <laughs> I will never see anything better than Arcane. So I have right, to be going like
3: back, going back to Invincible with like just like the ba 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 and like
2: <laughs> there's the yep. uh yeah. there's the like there's the uh basically like the saloon showdown that happens at the last drop. And you know what yeah. I'm talking about where they do like they, they do like a lot of pink and blue as representation of characters mm-hmm. and then they blow the lights out with the fight. And so it all becomes like <sighs> what you can see with color and lighting. And oh, I'm that like, sounds awesome. This is, yeah. this is the way that art looks. This is like very on topic this is the kind of thought that they put into every frame of animation is the kind of thought that the wachowski's put into every frame of the matrix yeah, it yeah, is yeah. it is that immaculately well paced and like we know exactly like there is no wasted shot there is no wasted moment and no wasted line it is all the, of it is in, so incredibly uh impactful and meant to be it is the it, highest rated like thing
3: like out right now live yeah. action or not like no one said a bad thing
0: i uh, that the, 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 you said that I made that same same compare. I made, I made the same observation. When I was watching it, and there's a moment where, like, a character will be looking at a character, and you see, you see their eyes moving, like a human's eyes do constantly. Right. We're constantly shifting focus. We're constantly moving our eyes, uh, even if we're looking at something, we still get the slightest, the slightest uh, uh, little switches of, of focus. They're and they not
3: stationary as people, yeah,
0: right. And they do that in the show, and I was watching right. that. I was like, that's not a real person, like an animator had to make a deliberate choice okay that eye is going to slightly flick to the right that eye is going to slightly flick to the an animator had to make that choice to make it seem like these things are lifelike and you don't have that thought in anything else in animation as far as television goes and especially
3: you know especially on took, Netflix you know how long it took the show to make how long no, many years 6 years 6 years so now I'll that they wait. Have, now that they have the base down it will not take 6 years for the next season but it's not coming out
0: oh okay? wait you want to take six years do it i'll wait i'll be here i will be here waiting for you
2: hell yeah yeah i'm i'm ready when they're ready um all the voice actors are incredible uh there's something i did want to spotlight and i i didn't want to spend too much time on it last week but um i mean this as no particular dig and i'm only thinking of harley quinn because jinx and harley quinn have a lot of like they appeal to a similar demographic of like what they're aiming for and that kind of thing. Sure. I, I don't know, I don't know really that there would have been much more or I'm not familiar with Jinx prior to this show. But what this show does is makes Jinx Jinx's madness feel very sincere. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I feel a lot of the time Harley Quinn can feel like performative She's madness. She's just crazy. To be crazy. It's, it's performative yeah. madness rather than like, Traumatic madness. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And Jinx, they do a very good job of crafting what I feel is traumatic madness. Uh, she could very easily fill the Harley Quinn archetype, but I feel like there is much more behind a sincere reason for Why every beat the of the madness that she displays. Whereas Harley, sometimes it feels like... She's the crazy Just filling just into that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I'm very impressed with them threading that line as well. There's
0: something sad about Jinx. Right. Right, Which yeah. which I think really helps. Uh, I, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, the actress who plays Jinx is also an actress on Star Trek Prodigy. Um, she plays Gwen on Star Trek Prodigy and she's wonderful. I, I, she's a, a younger voice actress that I think has got a long career ahead of her.
2: And for all you Steinfeld fans, Haley Steinfeld is uh, Vi.
0: That's true. I uh, love Haley Steinfeld. Um, Alright. I shouldn't gush too much about Arcane. no you
2: can continue that was the end of my week so you can No, it it's arcane it, it's like uh i talk a lot about Every the animation a place yeah
0: i talk a lot about the animation but like the story was there too like it it, it oh. is a, a perfect show through and through absolutely um i watched uh i read a bit more of my book i watched some episodes of tv that i won't talk about um you know i'm just kind of trucking along through something i'll talk about it when i have more to say i really am liking boba fett i don't know why it's just clicking all my buttons and I, I, I just really like it. Um, I watched Dragon Ball Super Broly because that's my comfort movie and I was having a rough week and I was like, I need to watch some art. So I did. <laughs> um, Dragon Ball Super Broly is a wonderful movie. There's an hour long review of it on our, on our channel. Check that out. Um, I watched Bumblebee. Speaking of Haley Steinfeld, that movie's really good. I like the movie a lot. Can't wait for that sequel. I hope it's is a sequel. Ha- is, 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 is it happening? It's, it's coming
2: out this year. Is this the Beast, Beast Wars movie? Yeah, the Dino yeah. and Beast. That oh, that's was a sequel to Bumblebee.
3: Oh, I thought okay, I thought they were disconnected. Oh. Well,
0: I mean, Bumblebee and Optimus are in it, so I don't. As long as you and don't say set. nothing happened.
2: And it's set in like the the nineties. The well, nineties, no, okay. like right after. No, that's fine because, yeah. like, I just i
3: I guess I just forgot that. Like, I thought Bumblebee two and the Beast Wars movie were like Transformers seven is Beast Wars. Bumblebee yeah. two is okay, but gotcha.
0: No, this is still a prequel, and like as long as they don't be like. Yeah. Bumblebee just got to earth. And yeah, it's a, it's a sequel to Bumblebee. I don't care. Cool. Um, More that traffic. opening, by the way, that opening sequence, it, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, boy. It's still the
3: best scene in any Transformers movie? Yes. It
0: might be the mm-hmm. best Transformers movie. That in scene. 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's wonderful. Like I was like, I was cheering. I forgot how cool that was. I
3: should I, I should rewatch that scene. Cause I, I want to watch a really good Transformers
0: movie. Yeah. And I, it it is that. Yeah. Um, then I watched, um, I read some X-Men books. Um, I'm still kind of going along through the X-Men books.
3: Just, just real quick, just so I can talk to somebody about X-Men, about anything. Just tell me something you read. Something All right, like... so I finished
0: Cable. Um, so old man Cable.
3: Made. Yeah, Cable. Um, it's really sad. Spoilers for a, a many months old comic now that old that young Cable had to die. But it's part of playing of old Cable.
0: Yeah, um, really enjoyed that. I read some X-Force. Uh, I, I finished like the Hellfire Gala like a week ago, so I'm not I'm not if you too. Read
3: Planet Size X Men. That's the only one yes. that's important. That's yes. the probably the coolest single t- uh, X Men book of the whole era besides box. That is a sensational book about terraforming Mars and the power of mutant mutant power. It's like, it's, mwah, I love that issue so much. That's, yeah, it was one of my favorite things of the year. Yeah.
0: I also read uh, X Men One. Uh, so Jerry Duggan and Pep LaRoz mm-hmm. X Men One. Um, yeah. Really beautiful book. Um, really liked it. You
3: met, did you meet Cordycep Jones, the international, the space alien monster?
0: I did meet him, but did I he, don't know anything about him yet.
3: He owns an evil space casino, and he's yes. really cool.
0: Um, and then because because Sword especially connects connects to Guardians of the Galaxy, I started catching up on Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so Ali Ewing's Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm only two issues. Uh, uh, I'm about to hit the last annihilation, which is the Dormammu planet-sized or mamu event Beautiful. um there's a r- really great scene with rocket i think you tweeted about this rocket and doom switch and it's Dude, awesome that, i
3: lost my shit i couldn't believe that was little yeah. little rocket dr doom 11
0: um there's a bit where it's like the they th- kind of tie into the hellfire gala and nova is like so sick uh like richard Ryder is so sick of, of playing playing nice with bad guys and then he sees magneto is like oh hell no we're
3: i'm done <laughs> he starts like making <laughs> magneto
0: excited. And
3: Magneto kind of sucks too, so he's like, "I love a fight." And He's yeah. like, "I'm sorry, I'm trying to provoke you."
0: Magneto, Magneto's like, "All right, this is how it is. We're gonna get a fight." And then at the end, um, Abigail Brand is like, "No, we're not doing this." And um, Magneto and Richard Ryder just kind of have a talk. Where he's like, eh, "I was a dick. Da- I was a dick. Yeah, I was a dick too. Okay, well, <laughs> Igons be Igons. <laughs> um, great, great stuff, man. Cool stuff. I'm really excited to re- to keep reading that. I got a very large stack. I got to get through.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was lucky. I had almost two weeks off, so that's how I was able to.
0: Yeah." Um, I'll talk a little bit about Star Trek Destiny, the book that I've been reading. It's very good. Um, it's bouncing around between like ships and things. And it's very emotional, like Will and Riker. Uh, Will and Riker, that's one dude. Uh, Riker and Deanna, um, if you guys remember from Star Trek Nemesis, which we did a commentary of, they're married now. This takes place after that, um, and they're have, trying to have a child, but they can't. And so, like, there's a whole chapter dedicated to how they Thank can't. You. Oh, sorry, yeah, the goatee dude. Um, the uh, uh, there's a whole storyline. There's a whole chapter dedicated to the fact that they just can't have children and, and the emotional impact of what that's doing to their marriage and their life. And I was like, oh, emotions. Shit. Yeah. Um, good stuff. Uh, Dragon Ball, Curse of the Blood Rubies. I started going through all the Dragon Ball movies. I have read. Uh, I, I've seen half of them a decade ago. Yeah. So I just decided, like, more than that. So I just decided to kind of go through all of them. It was perfectly fine. Um, I haven't seen anything Dragon Ball in a long time um, because Dragon Ball Z aired forever for like a million years. It's still airing. Um, they're still rerunning Dragon Ball Z um, never saw and it. I uh, found it strange that r- really they did was I thought it was gonna be weird when when the opening intro to Dragon Ball starts and it's not part of the movie because it's not the events of the movie. it's the events of the show. And then over the Dragon Ball logo, this is funny. Over the Dragon Ball logo is a giant white block with black text: "Dragon Ball Curse of the Blood Ruby," and that's how the sh- that's how it opens with a poppy English remade version of the Dragon Ball theme song, Hell yeah. which is definitely not the lyrics to the Japanese song. Don't to be fair, I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, and like it, it's all right. It's a fine movie. They made it like when that show aired, so. I'm going to keep going because I've never seen all the Dragon Ball movies or all the Dragon Ball Z movies. So stay tuned for that. will be a lot of that. That's there's, it.
2: Um, there's one, I forget the name of it, but there's one you'll get to later that like completely changes the origin of Tien and Chiaotzu. Oh. And it's like bizarre. Oh yeah, that's the one with General Tao. Yeah, General Tao is then also part of that story, which he wasn't, but now he It's it's all... It's bizarre. I don't know... I was like, have I seen any of these Dragon Ball movies? Yeah, old school Dragon Ball. There's four. there's oh, four of the no, old. I've seen,
3: I've seen Sleeping Princess and Devil's Castle. Yeah, I've
2: seen one.
0: Twenty um, years ago. Honestly, I prefer the Dragon Ball Z movies anyway because those were different stories. Uh, the Dragon Ball movies just kind of retell the Dragon Ball series in a, in my opinion, less interesting way. Yep.
2: Except, um, to, I think Path to Power is the good one. Yeah, of, of the Dragon Ball films, Path to Power is a pretty decent. Like, if you just want to get all all the important content of everything from the beginning of Dragon Ball to the Red Ribbon Army saga, Path to Power is not bad, and it does something that I think is pretty cool with uh, the the uh, guy who's like under Commander Red. Yeah, uh, like the the assistant to him, he becomes like the main bad dude.
0: I've heard good things about that one which is why i just had to do this um but like i, I said like i prefer the dragon ball z movies because they're different stories um they're they're not retelling animated shows yeah.
2: path to Path to power is also helped by being like way better animation because they made it for like anniversary celebration purposes so they made it right before they like made dragon ball gt
0: yes oh yeah um all right but that's my week boop,
2: boop, 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 boop.
0: should we get into our bread and butter yeah yes final destination is getting a sixth movie made by john watts
2: that franchise rules i still need to watch the fifth movie
3: is that the newest
2: one yeah the newest one
3: i okay i also have not seen the final
2: destination yeah that's true which i really want to because okay. like that that marketing like had me and i still just didn't get to see that movie because that's the one that made the the fake Save by the bell style music video i where they yeah i murder. saw that yeah, yeah yeah
3: that's fantastic um so, John Watts, before making Spider-Man, was a comedy director mm-hmm. uh, uh, and made, like some, like, some deep dramatic stuff, but also some really, really funny stuff. So, like, uh, this is actually perfect for him. And, like, he himself sought it out. So, like, he loves that franchise. And now that he's, like, the most sought-after person in the world, he's like, can I make this spooky horror movie about people dying early? Uh, that's awesome. I love it.
0: And what's interesting is that like they specific specified it's, it's Final Destination six. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It, it, we're we're doing the sixth movie. He wrote the treatment and he's and he pitched it to HBO and HBO Max. HBO Max. Uh, that, by the way, it's going just to HBO Max, not theaters, so far as we know. That's okay. So
3: um, that seems perfectly fine. For yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Devin Saba, who is the star of like the mm-hmm. first one, uh, he was on Twitter uh, uh, going like, "Hell yeah! Can't wait to come back." Oh wait, no, I'm dead. <laughs>
0: that's good um director Michael Sonosky who is the director of Pig um has been tapped to direct the Quiet Place spinoff film
3: so this this originally was going to go to a when it was announced uh like a really like artsy farty director and then he left the project and that made sense because I didn't think he would do it uh this Mm -hmm. makes sense for this guy Pig is awesome um he handled the guy director this like uh uh he has such a firm grasp on like emotional uh uh emotional like uh compromised situations so like i think his his like the way he handles like
2: tension and dra- and drama will work perfectly i am yeah. so much more interested in a spin off within that universe at this point like two is f- good yeah. but like as we discussed it it, it definitely went like the anthology format works so well for that.
3: You don't need to continue the story of a single character. That's what yeah. I keep saying a- about
0: Cloverfield.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Quiet Place should have been Cloverfield. Been... That's
0: monster. true. Um, all right.
2: Ben's favorite franchise.
0: Right? <laughs> he's muted. He doesn't know he's muted.
2: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that when he started like, mm, yes, I was like, Ben. We I
1: didn't start talking. Otherwise I would just been
0: talking to absolutely no one. Um, yeah, I think the uh, um, I, I do. I, I I know that they're making a Cloverfield movie like from the ground up, which means it's going to be like, we're going to finally make sense of these universe. Don't no, just make an anthology series.
2: Well, anthology
0: you. sci-fi love- shows. Isn't
2: that what Paradox did.
0: Yeah, but this was this was in response to people not liking Paradox.
2: Whatever. Yeah. I don't like now now Cloverfield <laughs> is just gonna be a franchise constantly trying to explain how the first two films exist in the same universe, yes. <laughs> like just constantly making movies trying to make them fit rather than just being like weird anthology. It's films. eventually gonna turn into
3: like the scream franchise where it's meta about their own franchise, about right. what it is like it's killer, killer. It
0: all you needed to do, all you needed to do was intend Cloverfield Lane, when she goes towards the city, you see a giant monster and not aliens.
3: Yeah. I, but I don't
2: i don't mind the aliens thing though.
0: No, like, I don't the, either. Like but if you want to connect them, that's how you do it. You don't make like a whole movie about why. Aliens. Or
2: or you end 10 Cloverfield Lane as you did, and then you're just like Cloverfield's just the name we use for like a set of anthology films that all have weird similar the, um, tone shit.
3: Like in the first Cloverfield movie, like they call the monster Clover, but it's like it's like Project Cloverfield or like something. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. like it's it's like the name of the, the franchise in a way. Yeah. They, we,
2: you just make a Twilight Zone movie series that, that's
3: called Cloverfield. That franchise, especially after that, those first two movies, that franchise should have been like
2: still awesome. Whatever to this it day. wanted, yeah, yeah, like
3: crazy. those first two movies are very good. And
2: then they made Paradox. They're like, we need to explain, and then they're like, that didn't explain it good enough. Make another movie to explain. <laughs> All <laughs> right, we
0: need um, to make
2: Ben Magnet like this series. Damn it, <laughs> it's gonna happen.
0: Um. Okay. The Justified Primeval crossover series is happening, if you guys know. Um Justi- <laughs> Justified no, Justified City Primeval. Uh Timothy Olyphant uh was announced this week to be returning as his character from Justified.
3: Uh so we're God gonna be we're gonna be re-watching it. Justified. I'm ready, baby. It's been too yeah. long.
2: Um uh I I really want, I want be... best crime shows. I ever want made. Megan to watch it and she loves, loves Timothy oh, Oliphant, love so it. like I'm oh. I'm all about like let's do it. This is perfect.
1: Justified was like I love. I watched like the first two seasons Justified religiously because when Sons of Anarchy wasn't on the air, Justified was on the air, and I'm like, hell yeah, I'm watching, and I loved Justified. Like the ending of season two was like, holy shit, and then I just dropped off after season three, and I just kept seeing some stuff about it. I was like, man, I need to get back on that show, and I never did. I'm bummed.
2: Now it's time. Man, Let's I'm start. all about I'm all about Walton Goggins being on that show with Timothy Timothy Oliphant and playing Vegeta to his Goku. I fucking love oh that guy. It's so true. Yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. See, Walter Goggins is like a force in that show. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Walton Goggins oh, the is. Finale. Just... God, the finale of that show. Like, I still think about that last scene. Uh, I, I'm so ready. I'm so happy. Do we that have he's coming back.
3: Uh, news about like when it's coming out or anything? Not yet.
0: They haven't started filming yet.
2: Okay, so
3: probably like in a year or two. We have plenty. I we have to
2: rewatch it though. God bless it. I hope a couple of other characters who it would make sense to see come back. It doesn't need to be Walton. Also, he's like, he's moving and he lives in Detroit now, I think. Yes. That's what they're which saying. Which is he's super going, interesting. Which is him going back to Detroit, or did he come from Chicago before uh, when I the series starts? I don't remember. I don't remember if he came I from Chicago say or Detroit. It would make sense. For he comes Detroit. from one of them because he comes from the city and goes back home. And that's what Justified. It, it's, it's been like ten years. Because he leaves the city because, like, they're like, "Dude, you're too happy with your gun for the city." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to go to the outskirts, but <laughs> you need to go be a cowboy. Go be a cowboy back home. And he goes and be a cowboy back home.
0: <laughs> you got me thinking about Dragon Ball Super brawling. <laughs>
2: Man, Brandon, you would love Justified.
0: <sighs> I'm sure. I gotta just. I gotta carve out the time to, to watch it though.
2: It's not too bad because it's five seasons, but it's it's an FX show, so it's like you know twelve to episodes.
0: Yeah, it's like 13, 12 episodes, give or take. That's good. I did sit through all breaking bad, which is like twenty two episodes a season.
2: Besides Brandon, the do you know who the last big bad is for season five? Is it the guy from Briscoe uh, County Jr.? No, it's Sam
3: Elliott. Ooh.
0: I like Sam Elliott. Raylan
3: Givens is native to the rural eastern
2: Kentucky mining area. Right. Kentucky. That's where he goes back to. That's oh, his home. That's where he's native to, his home. But when the show starts, he was oh, like right. in the city. I and he leaves. No, he was first. in Miami. The first that's episode what... was that he leaves the city. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. That,
1: that, that first episode, funny. he was in Miami. He was in Southern Miami. Thank you. He Miami. was in Miami. Oh, no.
3: Yeah. Can't choose nobody there, bro. No cool. No.
0: forgot what I was going to say. All right. We're,
3: we're <laughs> really we're really excited about this show. That's all. I'm glad. I, I, it's just like, again, like one of those like things like, like, with enough time everything can come back and it'll make sense and like Dexter's back and like people like that season would have had like a horrible finale I'm like it's nice when you get the comeback not that uh, I heard like that bad
2: finale no yeah. I
0: heard that people are loving this uh, the season of Dexter
2: yeah uh, I'm probably gonna I've heard watch Mix, it soon. but I'm not deep yeah. invested in Dexter so it's I'm from people I like though yeah uh I will yeah we'll rewatch that for sure god love that awesome show.
0: Uh I remember it. I was thinking uh I brought up Briscoe County Junior cuz the Jack of All Trades theme song showed up on my on my Twitter feed which I love. Uh but Briscoe County had a was a really cool sci-fi show that nobody nobody watched. Nope. Um
2: you're you're a fan of um Walk Hard also, right, Brandon? I love Walk that's Hard. The oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah.
0: Dewey Cox story. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. I've only seen it through Osmosis.
2: Oh, gotcha. okay. Then you they, haven't seen his it. his dad <laughs> in that movie is Raylan's dad in Justified. It was, I, it... And the mom's in it too. Yeah, yeah, it she's, makes, a, yeah. she's the baddest season two.
3: It makes Dewey Cox 100% funnier. <laughs> I it does. I
1: Dude, <laughs> do you know how long it took me to realize that the dad in Dewey Cox is the same as the dad in Justified? I was like, wait a minute. The wrong kid, dad. The wrong, wrong kid. kid, dad. <laughs> we'll, we'll do
0: that one day together. Alright. Um, the CW, is in the middle of being sold, but they've announced a new show. Um, just as you will see David Ramsey returning to the role of John Diggle uh, cool. to train five young metahumans while they go to university.
3: Okay. Mm, okay.
0: So, it's Teen Titans, I guess.
2: Kind of. Like, I guess. Like Titans Academy? Like, well,
0: they yeah, just, they did like, this in the Smallville season I 11. I just don't series.
2: understand why he's training them while he's being a Green Lantern. He's yeah. not a Green Lantern. Huh. Yeah, about that. <laughs>
0: I remember they did the interview where it's like, yeah, he 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 declined the ring.
2: Yes, I understand that that's what happened. But then they did eight, sorry, not eight, six episodes of him appearing on all the different shows progressively. And mm-hmm. it was all about him wrestling with the fact that he'd said no. And then the they were essentially getting in his head and being like, you have destiny responsibility. And he's like, migraines. And so he's like going to a doctor in Gotham and he's like, yo, can you help me out with this? And they're like, no, man, that sounds like destiny. That's more important. That's, than like uh, what I got no prescription medical, for destiny. What we can <laughs> medically deal with. And then he helps Barry with a thing by the end of all of this. That's like the the like last point. Okay, it's actually super confusing because of Supergirl scheduling with all the COVID and everything. It's not clear if the Supergirl episode Actually, takes place after the Barry episode, or if it just aired after, it, it's very unclear, but it seems like it would take place before. But, um, Diggle is talking about having his sense of responsibility restored by Barry, and he's Ugh. like, I gotta go deal with something I tried to put off, but I need to do it to be a hero. And that's how he leaves. That's how he leaves. It's this last year, last last year to go be Professor X at the school. Yeah, he- that's stupid Did, <laughs> and if he's and, not a green lantern this is stupid
0: and the it's season not... 11 smallville comic that's revealed that jay garrick who is is training uh the younger heroes of the series so making like the teen titans this sounds this is what this sounds like
3: yeah mm-hmm.
2: it's just interesting that i guess i need to know who these heroes are too yeah is the thing is yeah. like we've thrown so many people into all these different shows i'm like who who are we getting? who do we have left who are we getting? Well, right. are we going to make them
0: stars it's, it's not clear is it what's not clear is is if these are new characters for the show or established dc characters
3: i would have to assume a mix of both i have to assume, but they like have to almost all be new i can't it just this just screams like confusing because if he is a green lantern and not that like a green lantern can't be you know like a, a school teacher you like, shouldn't you're be introduce your green lantern
2: the only thing you're going to have him do is be teaching a bunch of children on earth that yeah. just like that seems like a waste right? and like and like and like i really like david ramsey i do yeah. want him to still appear in all the era i like, like Diggle, Yeah, I, I think it would be a crying shame if he's not green lantern after they basically gave the fans the absolute Bro, the green of in his face absolutely 100 is going to be the green lantern especially with his episodic appearances last year i saw green on his face however taking all that away if he's not a green lantern i don't understand what kind of business he even has training metahumans every time he gets speeded around by barry he almost throws up he can (laughs) barely deal with metahuman shit why is he the dude training people shouldn't this be i don't know black lightning jesus that is that is the right answer who is literally a teacher
4: (laughs) oh this makes no sense
0: they asked him first and he said no
3: jesus that'd be funny um
0: David Ramsey is the substitute who got stuck with them.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> either way, yeah, Green Lantern or not, I'm like I 100% believe that if they'd asked him, he would have said yes. Anything yeah. to keep being Black Lightning. Also, that would make sense if like hit one of his daughters is part of it too. Lightning, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, um, it's not been given a green light yet. Is important to say. Um, it has obviously, just obviously been...
2: he's still not confirmed as Green Lantern. Damn. <laughs> Damn <Jackie>. you.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Michael Narducci, who's was a writer on Superman and Lois, and Zoanne Clark, there um, was a writer on one of the shows, but I, I forgot, uh, will write and executive produce.
2: Superman so. Lois is good, so like maybe you know, know, is one of Superman's kids going to be one of the? Kids? Oh shit! Oh,
0: what business does he have training what? Superman's kid?
2: Uh-huh. hey he showed up in yeah. an episode there to talk to yeah. clark about yeah responsibility so like pfft. that made me just like five percent more interested in the show but still not enough for like <laughs> but then but then like you're getting that kid going over to this show not being on superman low as oh is he just gonna be like, like on vacation like hanging out with them like yeah, like what yeah yeah
3: he went to college
2: super college they're all right. still in high school they're like 16 yeah <laughs> they look 20 yeah season two isn't out yet yeah yeah
0: all right NBC has ordered a sequel series to quantum leap. I'm very excited.
2: I'm Um, frankly surprised it took this long. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There's been talks for a long time. Um, Scott Bakula, I think a couple of years ago said that they were talking to him about returning for a sequel series, but nothing came of it. And what, what, so I got a couple of thoughts about this. So anyway, I really like quantum leap. I think it's an awesome show Um, real quickly. um, The, this new show is a sequel series. Um, and we'll follow a new team of scientists as they restart Dr. Sam Beckett's experiment the the leaping experiment to try to find out what happened to him and where he went
3: it's the force awakens of quantum leap
0: pretty much now yep. when i first heard about this i was interested i i i've always been interested in making another quantum leap series i like i said i really like that show um the ending is super dark um and and it's kind of like having this idea is, is cool when i first heard about this i was confused like you do this before dean stockwell dies not after
3: it's unfortunate yeah
0: yeah um because al can't come back and i guess if you're and then i like heard about what the show is and like i guess like okay well it would be some years later so al will probably not be alive anymore anyway um and as we know from the final episode of that show that old show scott Bakula is still leaping around the the universe forever um yeah. so having like this new team try to like try to figure out where he was and leap in the same area is is cool to me i'm actually really interested in seeing that no
3: yeah like like i i I say the force awakens approach because like that's what it is but like logically that's the kind of story you would tell that makes sense to me yeah like that's like i that sounds cool to me yeah
0: because in the if you guys if you guys don't know spoilers for an eighty year old series um not eighty years old nobody is that old <laughs> Max boy the, two, the
2: quantum leap the first television show is finally the- getting <laughs> bible it <laughs> looks so good
0: um at the end of the series he decides to keep leaping and then it says uh, Doctor Sam Beckett never returned home so essentially he's leaping for all eternity um uh, so like having a team. I, I think it's kind of cool, like having a team try to leap into, like, hoping that they'll leap into his area. Yeah, and that's how they interact, and that's how they talk. I think that's a really cool approach. I'm really excited. I am, too.
4: yeah,
0: sure. Um, that's the first surprising TV series news that happened. The second one was the Santa Claus is getting a TV series adaptation on Disney Plus. Really, the Tim Allen Santa Claus trilogy.
2: You out? I'm out. <laughs>
0: I wish I had a green screen, that I can, I wish I had a green screen. Um, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> just lift up your shirt. Yes, I did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that
0: the green screen?
2: Yeah. Be, woo. <laughs> All right.
0: Uh, um, so the Santa Claus series, will see Tim Allen returning to the role of Santa Claus. Um, and uh, the show is about Scott Calvin being 65 years old and realizing he can't be Santa forever. He's got two kids and he is going to retire, so he's finding his new replacement, supposedly to kill him.
3: Yes. Because <laughs> that's how that works.
2: They are, they <laughs> were to, were have him, to have him kill him! <laughs> yes,
0: uh, that's what that series is about. You kill the Santa Claus, and you become the Santa Claus.
2: Um, Because it's Tim Allen, I highly doubt that this story will involve him making a black Santa, but that'd be cool.
3: Yeah, it would be cool.
0: Yeah, because
2: it's Tim Allen, I highly doubt it. But, like, that would have been cool.
3: I've
0: been over
2: Tim Allen my entire life. I (laughs) I mean, like, in reality, like, there are only two roles I would still watch Tim Allen play. And it's this one and Buzz Lightyear. And then outside of that, like, I have no interest in watching him do anything at this point. I don't even, like,
3: the first movie's fine. I have have no care for this franchise.
2: That's totally fine. Like, that's totally cool. I am far more interested in, like, what this means is that we'll get a new one and if disney wants to do anything with the franchise past this it means it won't be him yes which is cool which is is where i go back to yes exactly which is again where i go back to uh it'd be cool if it could be a black santa because i think that would be a really cool power move and i bet under different circumstances disney would do it but tim allen's not the person who would ever really be okay with that yeah um but uh I, I'm definitely, that's, I guess that's kind of my point is like, I'm very curious who the new person's going to be because that's the part I'm really invested in mm-hmm. is going forward. Like, oh, we could do more Santa Claus stuff because I think the Santa Claus concept yeah. is really cool. Yeah. The way that its world functions around him. Um, I like those first two movies a lot, honestly. Me, me too. I, I like even the third one has stuff about like the lore of the North Pole yeah. that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow.
0: Oh wow. <laughs> I'm not
2: saying it's a good movie. I'm just saying there's like lore stuff I really enjoy. Yeah. And so like the yes, idea the idea of having like ways to further do that, especially in a show and explore that more or uh further in the film, I, I'm totally down for. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I agree with
0: that. Um two things uh, two two thoughts that I had. Interestingly, this this implies that the Santa Claus it was never meant to be a permanent thing, so you don't aren't granted like some sort of longevity. You age
2: normally, but as Santa Claus. Uh, real quick, Mag is correct. That is the other thing I would watch. Tim Allen is a Galaxy Quest. Anything yes. if they do, a Galaxy Quest. Oh, anything God. I would watch him in Which, which would that's, have happened if Alan Rickman hadn't passed. That's away. fair because he, he's yeah. got an entire supporting cast. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair.
0: Yeah, if like you get the whole cast back, like if it's not just Tim Allen, because there's right, no
2: exactly. way. Exactly. Like I, I would, I would totally like. That's another thing where like yes, I'm invested. Uh, Galaxy Quest, is that, so but good. there's not a lot where you can get yeah. him to be like, yeah, Tim Allen. But you're right, Galaxy uh-huh. Quest is the thing.
0: Um, and then the other thing I wanted to bring up is, is, is they they completely were like, yeah, Charlie's not going to be the next Santa Claus.
2: No, it's got to be Neil. <laughs> yeah. is that the neighbor? <laughs> no, that's no, the dad. That's the who always wears like terrible sweaters. Yeah.
1: That's the that's Charlie's stepdad, the guy who married Scott's ex-wife. Um. Yeah, I.
0: I'm happy for another Santa Claus endeavor. I like I said, I enjoy those first two movies quite a bit. Um, and I, I'll I'll give it a shot. I just hope that the, the next season doesn't have him in it, you know? Yeah, like see, this season yeah, is this well, season is him I retiring,
3: season two, So I don't have to support Tim Allen, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um,
2: I'm very yeah. curious to hear who
3: the replacement will be. If it's a black channel, I'll watch the show, yeah. One. If it's not, like, I mean, I, I was probably not even then, I might not watch it, but or like, or a lady, if honestly, if it's a non
2: white. Yeah, or that's all a I. Non-male I'm just expecting Santa. like I will be
3: like like blow just like me away. Just like Chris Pratt or some bullshit guy like God. me God. Santa Claus oh huh? like I'm just like the worst. <laughs> I you were about to do like Chris
2: Pratt doing a Jar Jar pink <laughs> <laughs> Santa Santa Claus Santa? <laughs> like Santa just... Claus crossover. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, but yeah, I think I said all I need to say about that show at this point. Yeah, we'll, for sure. we'll wait. The other thing, the other surprising uh, television news happened this week was Disney Plus has also ordered a Real Steel adaptation for their yeah, service.
4: Wild,
1: wild. Yeah, that, this yeah. one threw me off when I saw when I saw this. I'm like, is this real? This this can't be real. But yeah, it's Real Steel. It is Real Steel. Is real steel. So, um,
0: real. So, real quickly, Ben um, Sean Levy, who is the director of that film, um, and the, I believe the co-writer, and he also directed uh, Free Guy this, from last year. Um, oh, okay. He he is returning to adapt it, so he's doing this, not directing it, um, and probably won't be like the writing staff. Um, he'll probably like he oversee it? it. He's making it, um, so this is gonna be like his concept, his design. He's returning to this world. It's unclear if it's going to be a reboot, like a complete adaptation of the of of Real Steel, or a sequel series I in some way.
3: So. I want it to be a sequel series with the kid grown up. Yeah, honestly,
0: I'm okay with either.
3: Yeah, I mean, I am too, but like, yeah. I'm just a fan of of my that's my favorite thing, you know, progression of time. Uh, like, oh, right, like having a character actually grow up and seeing them from 15 years ago, yeah, for sure. Um, but I,
2: I, I agree, like, I'm happy yeah. with either to be honest, yeah. This is definitely one of those where I went, it's not April, April Fool's Day, this? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no,
3: more this this out today. movie,
0: this movie, um, yeah, I really love real steel, I think real steel rules.
1: I need to rewatch yeah, that movie, sure. but I do remember liking it a lot.
3: It's it's not like one of the greatest movies ever made, but I do think it is one of the most <clears> underappreciated <throat> movies of our time. Yeah. Like nobody gave that movie a shot and it didn't do well at the box office, but everyone who saw it really liked it. Like I, that movie's really fun. I, Robot, uh, that every,
1: everyone who I told saw you the last Territory, time movie. real well, quick, again,
0: I, I told you last time I watched it when when um you know at the end of the at the end of the film, like I always get into the fight, like you know, I'm watching the end of a Rocky movie. I'm like, hell yeah, let's beat that guy's ass.
1: Yeah, the trailers shot Hugh Jackman jumping up and Adam following, uh, following the moves and smacking um, Zeus yeah. in the face. Yeah, because when the trailers came out, I was one of them saying this. This is just Rock'em Sock'em Robots the movie, but they couldn't get the Rock'em and Sock'em and Robots license. Rock'em Sock'em I mean.
0: Robots wishes it's real steel.
2: Yeah, Rock'em Sock'em Robots does because anyway, man, that
1: would probably... the, I would not
0: be as interested in this if Sean Levy wasn't coming back.
2: Yeah, I would still what? be like damn curious, but it does make me very happy that Sean Levy's there. Yeah,
0: yes. Um, okay, like I said, I really
2: is that on what? a streaming
1: service? Does anyone know?
3: Which one? It's
2: on. It's on HBO, I think. Well, it'll just be you? on Disney Plus when this show drops. It's on Disney it Plus. Is. All right, then, yeah. <laughs> I it, is a, it, on it
0: is a. It is a Fox. It is a Fox movie, which means Disney now owns it. But it might still right. be on HBO Max because of a pre of a pre deal. So,
3: yeah. I I don't because I, I have all of my streaming services like on my disc right here. Like it's one of them. It's definitely on one of them. I saw it. I I
0: gotta
1: say, Free guy's so good.
0: Yay for Sean Levy! He's also got a movie coming out this year on Netflix with Ryan Reynolds. I'm excited
1: about. Hell yeah, good friend. I want to watch Free Guy again. I haven't seen that movie since theaters. I want to watch Real Steel again. All right, comics. I want to watch Real Steel too. I need to rewatch that movie. Comics.
2: Comics.
0: Comics. I don't want to talk about this one. Uh oh. Flashpoint Beyond. Oh, that one. We're returning to the Flashpoint universe, and normally, you know what? I would not be as opposed to it. But Jeff Johns know, like, returning to the Flashpoint universe.
3: I would still be opposed to it because, you know, originality does still exist and it, you don't have to do the Civil War II. You don't have to do that. But the fact that Jeff Johns is back really bums me out. Not just yeah. for this book, but just DC's letting him do a big event again. I was
0: certain they cut ties. Because I I talked about it before, like um I collect the uh uh the the complete collections and I I really like a Screen Lantern run. I don't mind saying that whenever it comes up. Um That's true. But I've been—I was collecting those complete great, collections.
2: Great, sorry, got a great Aquaman run too.
0: Yeah. Oh well, yeah, um, his new two Aquaman
2: run was kicking. That happened.
0: And and uh, so yeah. so I was collecting all these comics, and but but like the they stopped publishing them. It's been two years since the last one. So I was like, oh well, that's what they did. Then they just cut ties. He did these three Jokers, whatever, and he and and they were like, we're not, no more. And then this happened. I was like, really?
3: Yeah. Well. <laughs> enough people will buy that book so they.
1: does he he us. doesn't have any seats of power at DC right now right he's like off the board off everything
0: yeah no he. Well, he's never on the board um, but I guess he's no, no longer the chief creative officer yeah,
1: that, that's why I meant um, yeah
0: that's Jim Lee
3: so okay. uh, hmm. he still sells comics he has he's Geiger there. which is out now that independent book oh,
1: uh, I forgot about that
0: yeah
3: yeah it's doing pretty good which is unfortunate but there's plenty of shitty white people in the world so you know
0: so he's got Jeff- an audience jeff johns will 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 write issue zero um it's gonna be a seven issue miniseries because they're doing zero issues I never understood' zero. just make it one and have it seven whatever um yeah. so issue zero will be written by him totally uh on his own with art by eduardo riso who um did a bunch of bullets and uh uh specifically the flashpoint Batman with Brian Nazarello he works with Brian Nazarello
3: a lot he's a terrific artist
0: yeah. Um, and then one through six will be written by Johns, Jeremy, Adam, Jeremy Adams, and Tim Sheridan with art by, I can never pronounce this guy's name, but Zermanico? Yeah. Just one word. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, this is the sequel to Flashpoint. It's the, you know, where Flashpoint isn't supposed to be around anymore. The plot is that Batman, uh, T- uh, Thomas Wayne Batman, has been bouncing around the multiverse since the button. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, no, he hasn't. And he is. Tom King's Batman, he's in a bunch of those issues. No, he's not.
0: No, but like since then, like he's been, like he's been. No, he was in the Button, isn't he? No, but the Button
2: happens right. right. But after the Button, he's in like the Batman run with King. That's what I'm talking and about. It's...
0: Like he's been bouncing around. Like he did the. So, Bat- the button... He was in the Batman run. He was in Justin uh, Justice Incarnate, and he. Oh, okay. That... Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Justice Incarnate. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Right. He's been doing. He's been doing the thing. He's been. He's been around since the Button that reintroduced him to yeah. comic to comic continuity. After he did, um, after he did *The stint in Justice Incarnate or the book that was beforehand, now he's going back to his universe, which shouldn't be around anymore. and He's going to figure out why that is. Yay!
3: Uh, um, I'll I'm waiting for the return of the ultimate universe, that's the only one I care about coming back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Venom, is, if you guys are reading those books,
0: yeah, Ven- Venom was the last time we we saw it, I think.
3: No, it's not Miles Morales.
0: Oh right, he just did a thing with with the Ultimate universe, right? Because the Maker ended up back in the Ultimate universe towards the end of uh, Venom.
3: Uh, ultimate Goblin is in the main universe.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah.
3: Um, that that Miles Morales is basically like a side ultimate book. You guys should check it out.
0: No, oh, yeah, I, I know. Um, all right, Knights of X. <laughs>
4: um,
0: there's Teeny Howard and Bob Quinn. Uh, they're picking up. It's 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 Excalibur. Um uh, Captain Britain is on the other side of Otherworld now. She she's in Otherworld, um, can't get out, and so it's it's um, the Excalibur team is going to try and save her, uh, and try very, to stop King it's Arthur.
3: Very, it's a very different Excalibur team though, which is Yes,
0: because it's, very- it's it's not Jubilee. It's um,
3: go, her dragon baby.
0: Right. Who else is on the team? I forgot to write it down. I apologize.
3: Uh, Gambit. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, uh Bay of the Blood Moon. I think is on it. Um, yeah. some other Richter.
0: Things, Richter was on the Richter. team.
3: He's already on the team though. That's right, right.
0: Yeah. yeah, this is so. This is a different, but what we're talking about it's a different Excalibur team now. Um, so the Knights, I guess, they'll probably redeem the Knights of X, just
3: like Marauders is getting a new team, like X Force or X Force doesn't get a new team, but like X Men got a new team when it got relaunched. Like every new relaunch, there's like a new team,
0: yeah. I'll yeah. we'll talk about this one next. This was after X Men 92 is getting another series.
3: Wow,
2: House, this one's crazy!
0: House of X C I I. Which I think is a Roman numeral, but I don't know how high that goes up. Um, Steve Fox is writing it with uh, art by Salva Espen. It's going to be a 5 issue mini-series. Basically, it's House of X, but through the lens of the, 90, the 92 X-Men animated series.
2: Which is what everybody was saying they want the show to be.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this is crazy. Um, and I don't know if this is going to be like like an ultimate universe where it's like a whole bunch of side comics or it's just going to be this one like miniseries. Um, but I think it's a really novel idea. I think it's really cool. Cause yeah. like you you're, you take something from 30 years in the future and then you devolve it into what it would be from the nineties. And I think that's a really cool idea. And like, there's so much room to do different things because so much has happened in those 30 years. Like what would you do if you didn't have that, all that information right? mm-hmm. uh, and you had to start from the beginning. So I think it's a, it's a really cool idea.
0: Was Moira in that show?
3: Yeah, Moira. Yeah, she's been a prominent X Men character for the entire.
0: Oh, I, time. I, I yeah. know, but they they mentioned in the, the what, what confused me about it because I haven't seen all the episodes of that show. I watched it, and, it but when they, when when they did the thing, when they did the solicitation, the solicitation when a mysterious woman shows up, knowing the future uh, and talking to like that's Moira. So it was weird that the way they phrased it as a as a, a mysterious woman, um, uh, like so whether or not Moira. Moira was in the original show. Uh-huh.
3: I don't think they're talking about Moira. I think they might be talking about a new character who probably comes from the future to the past.
0: Mm. Moira so you don't is... think they're going to make like Moira uh, a mutant like they did in the comics?
3: I don't know, actually. Um but Moira Taggart is like in the first like episode of X-Men. Like she she is like She's very involved in that show. Not as much, but she is the number one human acolyte ally. No, I understand.
0: Her. I was just, I was yeah. just suggesting that the the wording of it is strange because in the House of X, that's Moira. That's Moira's role. Yeah. Um. But so she's not, doing she's not it un- differently.
3: Yeah, I got you. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. I think that might just be bad phrasing, but I don't think it's
1: Moira. Real quickly, um, Mag is over here talking about he's a Hawkeye saying don't give me hope on Spider-Man ninety series having an actual ending.
3: Oh God, that's I didn't. That's 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 next, baby.
1: Do that because that's like the, the last episode is him and Madam Webb going off into whatever to find the real Mary Jane, yeah. right? Yeah,
3: yeah,
1: that's that, that's, that's, a, like that. that's a very good point. They could do a TV series.
0: It's weird that they said that X Men is getting one when that doesn't have such an open ended season finale, whereas Spider Man does, and they chose to do X Men and not Spider Man,
3: uh, like the shows, the Disney all, Plus shows, I think because they got Spider Man, the new animated freshman, one, yeah. freshman, and then like. Mm yeah uh they're still not doing live action x-men so i think they're going to double down on everything else they can do with x-men until then yeah,
2: yeah i think that's right
0: all so right well X-Men. we we talked about a bit but beyond the beyond era of spider-man is ending um I amazing mean, spider-man is getting relaunched for i think it's like 60th anniversary i think it's that yeah maybe that wells will be writing with john Romita jr on art um Uh, basically the idea idea is that Peter is alone and no longer, uh, he's on the outs of the Fantastic Four and the Avengers, and now he um, is being hunted by Doc Ock, and he runs into Hammerhead as well, Uh, that's what we know so far, A Tombstone sorry
3: Yeah. Um, so Zeb Wells has been writing Beyond and I was really, really, really scared that uh, he was just a stopgap guy until they got the next guy onto the book Uh, and Zeb Wells, who wrote Hellions uh, which is one of my favorite comics of last year um, he's a tremendously talented dude and he gets character better than almost anyone in the in the office. Um, this is such a win for Spider-Man fans because one, the the god of Spider-Man himself is coming back. And I have specifically have really come to appreciate JRJR J.R. as I've gotten older because when I was younger, I really didn't like his style but as I've gotten older, I really appreciate him now. He is such a, he is like the, the Spider-Man artist. He worked with him in the 80s. He came back 20 years later, worked with him with J. Michael Strinskensky in the 2000s. He's 20 years later coming back again.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, what a legacy um and the fact that like Doc Ock is going to be like one of the main characters who uh the only really great thing Dan Slott ever did for Spider-Man is make Doc Ock the person that he is today um that's so good because so many fans of Doc Ock want him to be in the center stage again of Spider-Man's life uh and getting Tombstone a relatively smaller character who doesn't show up all the time right. uh he's in the book and he's actually portrayed as a is a black albino which is sometimes that people forget that he's a black man um so it's really cool like I'm really excited for this book and like this is like the most excited Spider-Man. This is like Jonathan Hickman coming to X-Men in a way. Like the the talent and the love and like we are. I'm so excited for this book. Uh, I'm glad we're not getting, uh, uh, like four Spider-Man comes out like four times a month, so I can't uh, even afford that. So mm-hmm. like if it's going to just back to, to regular weekly um, or monthly, that'll make me very happy.
1: Right. I think I think
0: uh, John Ramita Senior also did a did a long run on Spider-Man. Yeah. They oh, yeah, for
3: yeah. Sure. the Ramitas are like. The, ar- the artist of Spider-Man, in a way. It's, re- it's really cool that, that he gets to come back and do this. Uh,
0: Marvel is also teaming up with Webtoons, much in the same way that DC did. Um, Webtoons will publish a uh, series called Eternals, The 500-Year War. It's going to be different than the other Webtoons that have happened. This is going to be an issue format. Um, yeah. uh, because it's also going to Marvel Unlimited.
3: I've already read it. It's fine.
0: Right, the first issue is out now. The the first um, five. the the the, the, the fir- so seven issues in total, um will be out, um and it's gonna be written by an international cast of creators, um so all over the world like when the when the book when the book goes to a different part of the world a person from that part of the world is writing that section. Um
3: it's, it it, it is neat in concept. After reading Batman <laughs> Wayne Adventures or Family Adventures whatever, and then seeing this, they're not the same. Hmm. Eternals feels just kind of like a comic that's coming out, if I'm being honest. Right, Especially right. if you've seen that movie, they're just doing movie shit, and that's the eternal stuff I don't care about.
0: Right, that's the, because uh, the Batman one is a webtoon. It's published like a webtoon. It's drawn like a webtoon. It's yeah. got webtoon creators. This is a comic book.
3: Feels kind of like, it, it is definitely a little more cartoony in style, but it is not, it is not a webtoon in my, like, that. Does, I, my opinion doesn't matter, but you know what I mean.
0: Um, It'll be on webtoon on the 20th. It's already on Marvel Unlimited. Right, trailers.
2: What trailers?
3: I like that we both did it. Ben. I'm happy. Yeah,
0: I was interested. Right I wasn't sure if you guys were interested in this, so I put it on there. Uh, Studio six six six. This is the Foo Fighters movie.
1: I'll, I I am definitely interested. <laughs> I'm interested too. I love the Foo Fighters. One of my I, I love that band and uh, um seeing them do a crazy movie of them doing a trying to record their album in a haunted house with where Dave gets possessed. I'm like I'm kind of for this.
4: Anything?
2: i think if it weren't the foo fighters or like a band i i liked i wouldn't give a shit yeah like presentationally i'm like i don't really get what this is supposed to be mm-hmm. um, it feels almost just like like a youtube video extended to a movie yeah yeah uh yeah. and and like that's all it, it's very strange um i'm open to it i'm just not like it's definitely a unique thing yeah um the guy who directed
3: it, i looked it up like he did, he's done a bunch of music videos in some smaller like smaller horror movies um so like this is definitely up his alley uh it just like it's it looks like an interesting product like it's shot it like it's very cheaply shot i don't mean that in a negative way it's just like it's a very low budget movie you can tell it's like a bunch of people in a house being possessed by monsters or whatever um if the reviews are good i'll watch it but like <clears throat> didn't grab me totally
2: yeah it, i think mean, the part like... i like the most is like the concept of like musicians going to a house and like in a particular room when they when they make any kind of like rhythmic sound and like the clap something they tap into something. Yeah, yeah. I like that as an idea. Yeah. For sure. For sure.
0: All right. Big bug. Big bug. This was this weird. Was the, this uh, French, this is the French yeah, yeah, one. This French one, this one is yeah. The French one. Yeah.
3: So this is the French prequel to The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um yeah, this is about uh uh France and they have like you know AI and robots hopping in them and then like it looks turns into a smart house, where they get trapped in a house, and a robot tries to kill them.
0: Yeah, like the whole world is automated at this point. Like they have to talk to like a robot to open the doors and what. And the oh, robots
3: right back. Prequel to Mitchell's and Mitchell's the Machines.
0: Isn't that Mitchell's versus the
3: Machines a prequel though? Well, so like well, whatever this would be two minutes or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I thought this looked uh, hmm. weird, and it's
1: um, yeah, just weird. It looks very weird, but in kind, kind of in kind of a charming, colorful way. It looks weird, but I like the style of it. I like how the robots are designed. I like how the world is designed. I like the, like the bright pop fifties ish colors, where Mm -hmm. it's like it's a it's a retro style, but it's also futuristic at the same time. Kind of like the V and um, what's call it? It might not be the best comparison, but in like some of the Fallout trailers before the bombs go off, where it's like Mm -hmm. it's like nineteen fifties, but everything's everything's futuristic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense.
3: Um, It's like a
2: spy kid style to it. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. The I love the, the thing I love most is just like the, the like the main android guy, like the bald
1: robot man with like the wind. Yeah, I like yeah. him. I like Ooh, his design. He looks pretty cool. I'll he looks pretty dancing. Yeah. <laughs> that smile is gonna that's a creepy ass smile. But I mean I, I, I might give this a watch. I mean if we decide to review it cool, but um this looks good. I actually kinda dig it. I just I kinda dig it.
0: This is when you can watch it in your own time, Ben. Yeah. Right. Kimmy. Yo this is the new
3: Steven Soderbergh, baby. Mm-hmm. Man, the second
0: movie he's directed during the pandemic right
3: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, first i know no i've seen more of his
1: movies what other movies has he directed the, oh, the oceans
3: movies uh contagion um god uh jesus he's done a lot of movies that uh not all of us haven't seen
1: oh, damn i don't think i've ever seen seen Silverberg movie shit <laughs> you never seen the oceans movies never seen the Ocean's movies interesting I, you should watch that's, those
2: that's unsurprising
1: oh i'm a little surprised
0: i like those movies uh, a whole no.
3: Uh, uh, I'm going to look up Steven Soderbergh, but talk about Kimmy real quick. What's I believe,
0: I, uh, I believe this is following up his uh, Anne Hathaway movie um, they did last uh, last year, I believe. Um, he, did no,
2: he did No Way Out last year, which was the one with uh, Brendan Fraser and Don Cheadle that came to HBO. Max. Yes.
3: That's the one. Yeah,
0: yes.
2: I okay. was thinking of someone else. Oh.
3: Okay. So um, he has directed. Oh, he's directed a lot of movies I've seen. Um, yeah. Let's see Oceans movies, The Informant, Haywire, Magic Mike, Logan Lucky. Logan and Lucky
0: is so good. Oh,
3: Magic Mike's <laughs> real good. Yeah, Aaron a Yeah, he's more like an indie kind of. He's never done like big blockbuster kind of stuff, really.
0: Yeah, um, I really like him. Uh, this yep. thing this looks really good. This is a um, pandemic Zoe movie. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yeah. um, she plays an introvert who doesn't like going out, but she's got a, a job of like um, what? A,
3: she's like, I, so she, is she, she she's like a she uh, she, she she monitors. Audio streams, so basically yeah. like a stream, but it's only audio, which is like a it's like a weird future thing. I think the movie's trying to do, uh like yeah. subtle future stuff. Um, and then she hears like a murder. You made a great point of what it's this is a movie, modern rear it's window. It's a modern rear window where she sees something bad happen and then she has to like try to fix it, but then like everything crashes on her at the same time. Uh I just love one Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. and Zoe Kravitz. So like I, just, I thought this was cool. Yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm.
0: agree. Disturbia.
3: Yeah, that's another Child, modern style <laughs> buff. Modern. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, All right, yeah, this was really interesting. The Bob's Burgers movie. Finally. Cool. Uh, Ryan, you and I, I think, are the only two who have watched Bob's Burgers, probably.
3: Yeah, that show rips. It's so good. Uh, Like, like some of the best, like, family wholesome comedy while all being, like, still being, like, really stupid and, but with a good emotion to it. Um, Mm -hmm. This reminded me of the Simpsons movie trailer so much because the show looks one way and then the movie has a bunch of gloss on it. Yeah, and I'm like, those characters are double shiny, and I'm like, oh, that's what happens when movies get made. I
0: guess it's the they have like the, the, like, the cinematic shadowing. Look,
3: the
2: cinema, the, the yeah. animation has to look better, so like they just like, but the, it still has to look like the show. So they're like, oh, just they Hyper do, like a detailed cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds
0: <laughs> it reminds me of like I I, I noticed this a, long, a, a lot, but like when a TV show gets a movie, like a like a cinematic movie, doesn't yeah. quite happen as much anymore. But like it used to happen a lot. But like the so going from like the show lighting of like this flat like LED esque lighting to like cinematic lighting, which has had a lot of dark shadows and it's and it's a little warmer.
1: Like it's like right there's a there's a difference what we're doing here. Yeah. These don't match. You got that movie money. You got more of a budget. And uh, Max says he's about to finish season six of Bob's Burgers.
3: I'm definitely I, uh, definitely some seasons behind, but I've watched like probably the first six as well. I think, I think I'm
0: almost done with season
3: eleven. Yeah, there's, that show's been running, man.
0: I've just been watching it. Like, I well, noticed, notice like, last year, I was like, oh, right, I've seen every episode. Weird. Yeah, I
3: think now that Bozberg is, like, is back on the brain, I think I'll, I think, I know it's a show you guys really like, too. Um, so either I'll start watching it or I'll make them watch it with me, maybe. We'll
0: see. Yeah, I'm excited for the movie, though. I like that show.
3: Yeah, Aliens. Interesting. Yes, very. Making, we're not making it a realistic show anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, the, le- out. Out. the
0: Legend of Vox Machina. Ben. yeah
3: boy howdy this has All been in the work. works for so long that's a that's a campaign i watched 160 episodes for like f- hundreds of hours of my life dedicated to those characters on that screen dude, uh,
1: me, dude I, I would listen to vox machina while i was at work i remember getting to like the final fight with the big bad at the end of the well, podcast it was like
3: the coolest coolest like it may just be, like, a bunch of people playing a board game, but that that couple hours and then fighting the final boss, that's hundreds of hours of build-up, is one of the most exciting things I've ever watched in my life. Like, truly.
1: Uh, you should said, have seen my face or me raising my arms when I finally heard Matt Mercer said, how do you want to do this, when they're fighting Vecna. I was like, yeah! I mean, yeah! Even the Cinder King, moment. I was like, yeah! I was like, we missed the
0: comic right you, you had the comic as a book club right yes
1: yeah, so i had the first volume yeah. of, of course the first volume wasn't the good one but then they these two accidentally read the second volume which is yeah. the better one you got the good one <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah you read the good one um which i still need to get the good one because i have that first one i was like i need to get more but i i love i did try listening to the second campaign i yeah,
3: just, i promise like, you it it when you start a huge DD campaign like that, it takes a couple episodes to really get into it. I felt the same way about the second season. I like the second season more than I like the first season.
1: Okay, I so think, like, <laughs> I think my problem was just because I fell so much in love with the characters, like the original characters, like Percy, Pike, the Scanlan, yeah. Grog's my favorite. Like every, oh every if I ever meet Travis Willingham at IRL, I'm gonna look at him, and shake his hand, and so and say, "I would like to raise." So,
0: so this is an adaptation of the first campaign?
1: Yes. So yes. um
3: okay. so yeah, it is yeah, it's basically exactly that. Yeah. It's gonna be obviously probably not five hundred hours long, <laughs> no. but um it will be a a animated retelling of their events, yeah, in their in their campaign. And for those of you who don't know what this is that we've been talking about for so long, it's it's it is a fantasy D and D show that they've actually turned into an animated show. So it's D and D in animated form. But the thing about And it, it all the sense.
1: original and all the original players are come back to play their characters, they voice them again.
3: Yeah. Um. The thing about Vox Machina, or or at least uh, Critical Role, is like it's so funny. Like like it runs the gamut of being like funny, dramatic, crazy. Like, uh, and you have the most talented people on the planet doing these roles. And like, you really do get invested hardcore. And I oh, yeah. I have to imagine if you don't watch Critical, if you don't watch Critical Role and you watch this animated <laughs> show, you won't get a much, You don't get as much out of it. You can still enjoy it as a show,
4: no.
3: but it definitely feels kind of like a fan show in a way. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Cause like this was a Kickstarter by the fans kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, just the, I mean, cause I thought this was dead in the water for a while. Cause like they, we found the that they, they it, well, first it was like, okay, we're just gonna do like a quick little thing. Then it became more cause the people just kept giving them money and now Amazon picked them up and it's like, what's going on? Well now of course the pandemic happened, but the fact this is coming later this month, I am just so excited to to see Percy, Scanlan, just all, all of them. I'm ready to see all of them again. I'm excited. That's, I missed them.
0: That's really cool that it went from a Kickstarter campaign to Amazon Prime.
1: Yeah. Uh, um, and it, they, they
3: said, like, like, a goal, like, a decently modest goal because they want to make, like, a cool animated thing. But they made – they asked for hundreds of thousands, and they made multiple millions. Yeah, so they yeah. they couldn't help but make it into a full show, which obviously takes so much longer to do. Uh, but Amazon came in and helped them, too, and I'm like yeah. – I am excited to watch a like rated R fantasy show with a bunch of like dipshits who also mm-hmm. save the world. That's not something yeah. you really get very often.
1: One of the things, I, I mean, a lot of people could probably say this as well. I, I got into Critical Role. That helped me get more into D&D. And also because of Critical Role and because of um, Dungeons & Dragons has now become a more widespread accepted thing i'm going through instagram i see so many people doing the, the dungeons and dragons stuff i see complete randos wearing dungeons and dragons uh apparel out on the street now it's yeah. cool to be part of dungeons and dragons whereas before it's like oh you played you have to be very quiet very secretive about playing dungeons and dragons because that's like the ultimate really thing now it's the coolest shit ever the the number one
3: twitch stream last year was critical role they made the most money and the most viewers out of any any mm-hmm. twitch streamer live because every thursday they go live they have thousands of people watched them live like yeah. like a real tv show like their finale yeah. had like million people like that's unheard of yeah and on
1: mag mentioned Harmon quest oh i missed Harmon quest also like he also did some cool like let's play dungeons yeah. and dragons and man they I'm,
3: normalized D for literally the world both Harmon yeah. quest and critical role like opened the world like hey dnd isn't something you think it is it's more than that
1: yeah mm. Makes me just want to play more. Makes me want to play D and D again.
3: <laughs> you guys have any interest in this? Like honestly, like yes, yeah. Oh yeah, looks really good. I, I figured I'd let you guys talk about no, it. I'll, because yeah, I have yeah.
2: minimal experience with it. No, yeah, and that's why I was wondering.
3: Like, will, will this trailer do anything
2: for you if you don't know what this is? I mean, it's one of those things where I've been wanting to put the time into Critical Role on my own for a while. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, like. Are you gonna watch 500 hours. I don't know. <laughs> it, well, no, more likely I'll listen to it as the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what audio I, that's what I do. So, like. That's, so... that's probably how I'd be able to catch up on it, would be that way.
1: Yeah, um, um I and... don't know why. I'm oh, um, mm-hmm. well, sorry to interject real quick, Sparks, but I don't know why. But for some reason, the first campaign I can't listen to it on iTunes anymore. I don't know why.
2: It's they probably took it down,
1: probably.
0: Sparks, you were saying.
2: Uh, I was just gonna say that uh, the the show like it appeals, um, but I I think like I would have more vested interest if I at least start the.
3: So have like a yeah.
2: the, the actual campaign, and then have that in my brain, and then go into this, even if I don't get all the way through before I watch the animated show. Yeah,
3: I
0: thought this was awesome. Cool. Hell yeah, I thought this looked really awesome. Um, I love uh animated fi- animated sci-fi fantasy shit, yeah. animated fantasy shit. Yeah, shows, um. So I'm really excited to see more of that because, like I said, Dota: Dragon's Blood is good. and This looks pretty good. Hell yeah. also, um,
1: one, of th- one of the things I love about the trailer is that they're like um, Vex and Vex, like the two half elves, they're like flipping each other off constantly, and then there's this giant middle finger that rises. It's like that is exactly what they would have, what they did in the campaign when I was listening to it. It's like, it's like, so it's like I wrote was like cool. It's a giant middle finger. That is. I think honestly the most exciting thing about this
3: show because the unexpected moments of that show are like are, are the best like th- th- somebody does something that the, that Matt Mercer would never expect and it ruins his plan for everything and it's like oh we have to do something completely different all of my hours of work are thrown out the window and they're going to put that in animated form so like you'll be watching half an episode Then it just ends and something else happens because somebody did something stupid. And I'm like, that's what I'm excited for. uh, I hope it's it's not traditional. I hope it keeps to the, and it looks like it, like the, what made that show
2: special. Yeah.
1: Hey, Ryan, have you heard of the Meat Man, Burt Reynolds? It's been a while, but I have,
2: yeah. It's been a while.
1: (laughs) Okay.
0: X. A24 is X.
2: So
3: Texas Chainsaw the porno looks excellent. (laughs) Yeah, i think it looks really cool like it looks it looks like it was shot like in the
2: 70s like they, they could put like what they did for halloween kills yeah. yes they uh, did a very good job of recreate i honestly even better than halloween kills yeah. of recreating like what a film like that looked like like it feels like you could put it on the tv and say like yeah this is from 1978 you could be like yeah, yeah. it's just it's like oh this is the
0: blu-ray of it and then <laughs> right, i'd be like yeah, i yeah, believe
2: yeah, it yeah uh-huh, yeah uh it's it's like watching
0: it's american like, psycho and be like this was made in 2000
3: yeah, yeah yeah um so, yeah, like a porn studio goes to like in, in the middle of like somewhere, and they shack up at this place with this old couple, and then the the old man's like, "Don't go near my watch. she might be crazy." and, and then it turns
0: she's... Up, she's a monster <laughs>
3: she uh, yeah, like it's
0: it's like or we're, we're all monsters on the inside, um, but like she yeah, she's like haunting their their rooms and like touching them, and she's
2: just like a, being like a weird naked lady. Which yeah, is, if that's all it is, might be old, old naked people like the way that they're framing it is like can make people very uncomfortable. <laughs> so uh, like, I see that her her what they're Terry. going for. Oh, yeah, um, uh-huh. yeah, exactly. If it
3: Mag
1: if it himself, up... he saw the trailer before Scream and it has his full attention.
2: Oh, I wish we could have saw that. Gosh God darn Dan. it, Mag Five Cream Five
1: Mag Five Cream
0: Mag. You gotta
2: boot him out of. You got to boot or oh, one fan out of the show. Sorry, <laughs> I'm
3: not going <laughs> to
0: boot him, right. boot him out of the
3: show. Are you kidding me,
0: Ben? What? I demand that you boot him out of the show.
3: No. How many creams are we talking about? Not one or two or three or four. It's,
0: it's, it's I do enjoy how literally you take things sometimes, Ben. Um, yeah,
3: I think this looks really cool. A24 doesn't miss. So like.
0: And then finally, speaking of people who don't miss, South Korea's All of Us Are Dead.
3: So this looks rad. I saw on Twitter, somebody said that this takes place in the train to busan universe so that made me really excited but then they just talk about no we watched the movie train to busan in the in the tv show so i'm like okay it's not in that universe that's cool uh still looks sick uh train to busan does it but like the zombies are like <laughs> like their bodies yeah. contort and like you hear the cracking you got the one shot of her like yeah uh kingdom has okay. those zombies too where like they're like super crackling their bones are always like that is so unnerving and like yeah like that I'm very excited for this. I um,
1: really, that the girl when she was like crawling, like doing a spider crawl on the floor, I was like, Ugh. She's like, gonna I get
2: your ankles yeah. under your bed I, bed. I hate
1: that, but it looks so good. And I'm like, and at the second, of course, when the kid said, i it's like, man, this is like Training on I'm like, fuck, I still need to watch Training on And okay, then I'm watching, wait. like, man, I really need to watch this too. <laughs> All right, I, mean, I need I need to have a talk
0: with someone here. You um, he see, but you see, see, Sparks. Um, I said
2: it to Ben. I wasn't trying to <laughs> traumatize you. You
0: see, Sparks. I have not been sleeping very well this week because I have been plagued by night terrors every week, where I am waking up screaming. Uh, I do not appreciate you reminding me of the one I had a couple nights ago.
2: I'm sorry, <laughs>
1: uh, I didn't hear what. Do I even want to know what Sparks said? Because I did not hear that.
2: Oh yeah, I said check under your bed, Ben, because she's going to get your ankles oh the ankle monster
0: <sighs> looks very good i'm very excited
2: we are all all of us are dead
3: i i hope that's true i'm really happy like, if the thing selfie is really good at it's having incredibly depressing but beautiful endings so like yeah. kill them all baby
0: yeah all those kids um it's a, a, a zombie outbreak in a, in a like a school and like some kids are, are trying to escape while the it also happens all around the around South Korea.
2: Yeah, you can't even be mad if you get to the end and they're all dead, like they told you. Yeah, like we yeah. didn't. <laughs>
0: it's in the title. So, yeah. All right. Should we enjoy our main topic then?
3: Oh, I know kung fu.
0: <laughs> okay. Now we're gonna be talking about. The matrix films we'll be we talking about the matrix and then the and then the animatrix um and this episode so um i guess i don't need a spoiler warning it's the matrix probably you've seen spoilers it
2: spoilers for the matrix animatrix probably a little bit of reloaded in revolutions and a little, a little bit, bit of resurrection bit. so
3: like listen, this was, this was, it's all one synergistic thing yeah.
0: um all right where do we want to start with this one i don't i feel like we, i know where we all sit with the matrix so let's just so, get going
2: it's fin- obviously the shittiest th- film in the franchise one Clearly, of the worst I,
3: like i i can see all the action like what what is this like shaky cam doesn't exist yet get your get out of here where's christopher nolan please
0: the 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 cgi is uh, too good
3: doesn't hold up at all it's, like not it's, at all like no movie has ever taken anything from the matrix and thank god they never did
4: yeah
3: anyway the matrix is one of the greatest movies ever made <laughs> arguably the most important science fiction movie of the last 25 years i, I actually i wouldn't argue that i would say it's true um I before watching this, it's been a long time since I watched all these Matrix movies, and I know they're good, but truly watching this again in the modern day of Hollywood, there is nothing like the Matrix. No, nope. it is it is so good. There is not a it, waste of frame. Everything is perfect.
1: The the great thing about the Matrix is that what the second Neo wakes up, you you're falling into a completely different film. It's like you have no idea what the heck is going on. You think you're just like some weird sci-fi and then the the stuff, with the mirror happens and you're like, what the heck is going on? And then legitimately Ben, uh, we bring up a good point. Like, like it does because the color tones are drastically different
0: in both, in both, uh, sequences, um, Mm -hmm. in the real world and not admittedly, but when it happened, when like the green tone disappeared for a softer blue light, I was like, Oh, right. Movies. Yeah. Right.
3: Um, the marketing didn't tell you what the movie was. No. it it just looked like an action movie so the matrix stuff was hidden so like i i was too young to like see it in theaters i probably would have but like uh, i wouldn't remember it uh it is such a it is such a reveal and it is so cool and i just don't know if any movie can like capture like what this movie does in terms of like turning into something you don't know it is and then it's like it is it's i don't even know where to start i love this movie so much you
2: guys. i think i think you brought up a good point and i think the place to start is with what you just said like Let's go back. What's your history with The Matrix? Oh, man. Where where oh, did it all begin I, for you?
3: I saw oh, The Matrix okay. after it came out on on VHS or DVD, and then I saw The Matrix movies in theaters, and I did uh, the sequels. Sure. And I was 11, 12, whatever, and I didn't like them because I was a very different person back then. Right. <laughs> but I uh, loved The Matrix like, from an early age.
1: It was. Oh, my my, I remember my dad bringing home the first Matrix DVD, and of course it was Radar. So of course he didn't allow my, or my myself and my brother to watch it. But then I guess he would talk about it with his friends at work. He, it was just the Matrix became this huge global thing that he finally brought my brother and I in. And he showed us like select scenes and parts of the movie that we all we had a family movie night where we watched the Matrix together. And I remember parts of the movie really traumatizing me as a kid because I hated me. Need- I really hated needles as a kid. Especially the part with the acupuncture and the whole when he wakes up and the pop, 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 pop. But then you get to the the action scenes. You get to Morpheus doing Do you know how many kids on my playground did that in when in 1999? Every one, one every, of them. Yeah, how many you know, kids
0: I, do you know how many kids I knew who did
1: oh. All <laughs> of them? And they were covered in dust on purpose to like shake it off. Or people were like having nerf guns and trying to do like the neo-dodging thing. Breaking it your went, back oh man it was, I, it was a time it was a time in our lives when the matrix like took everything over and every time we saw someone wearing uh sunglasses and a black suit we always would go agents
2: i remember none of that yeah um because that's awesome <laughs> because um i saw the matrix the first time on pay-per-view with my dad mm-hmm. and probably probably not that long after it it came out obviously it was pay-per-view so um and i went to a very small school and like I- i'm sure there were other kids who saw the matrix but no one was really talking about the matrix yeah that wasn't a thing that was happening around me so i wasn't really thinking about it after i saw it uh and like the age that i was it was all just like yeah cool like, oh no yeah
3: i saw it early but i didn't graft onto like the mean yeah like
2: it right was now. all just like yeah all right i mean cool uh oh, yeah, I and i didn't i didn't give it a lot of thought after the first time i saw it and i don't think i honestly don't think i saw it again until a couple of years after i saw revolutions the first time which i also didn't see in theaters i saw none of the three matrix films in theaters the not a one. the
3: period uh because it took a couple of years for the sequel to come out but when it was announced that reloaded was coming out that's when i was old enough i was 2003 yeah and like and uh and the, I was like, oh, of the Matrix. The uh and then i remember specifically like i literally remember at school i saw the reloaded with my friends and then we saw the trailer for the next movie at the end of the movie right and it was coming out in six months and that has never happened in a movie before and i lost or since mind. or since and i lost my mind even though i didn't i didn't really love the movie at the time i was like i'm getting the the next one so soon and this is what it looks like holy shit it, I, it blew my mind
0: i do you mind ben no go for it um I uh, will say this every week. I adore this film. I adore all the Matrix films. There is not one film I dislike. I love it. I do not know when I saw the first Matrix films. I do remember seeing the second two in theaters. I don't know when I saw the first one. Um, I don't have a I don't have a clear memory of it, but I do remember connecting to something, and I never knew what. And to the, honestly, to this day, probably still don't. But I remember connecting. On a on an, uh, one of the first films ever to connect with me on an emotional level, like I got it, I understood what Damn, it meant to me.
3: Young and young and emotional, I love it.
0: And like I and so like it, it became a very important franchise to me. And I had forgotten it. I had forgotten how important it was. Much like I forgot, like you know, Dragon Ball Z. Like you know, that was Godzilla for like many years. Stop talking about it, kind of lo- you kind of lo- forget the feeling it gave you, and then rewatching them was such a godsend to me like oh right i love this movie
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um matrix reloaded i'm pretty sure travis showed me when it was like on dvd but like revolutions wasn't yet and i didn't see revolutions for like a year and a half or so later when a friend michael made me watch it Mm -hmm. um because he was like you really gotta see that finale and like all that stuff uh so, like, my whole experience with The Matrix was extremely disjointed. And I didn't see Reloaded Revolutions again f- f- till probably a few weeks ago. Hell yeah. Uh, and, like, the original Matrix I had seen again in that time. So, like, the original Matrix did get its, like, oh, cool. There's, like, there's good stuff here. Yeah. I get it. Now. The Matrix definitely um, It took is, a very yeah. long time. Like we were, we're, Like, we're at that age where, like... I've listened to a lot of other people who are slightly older than us talk about it on podcasts. So, and like <laughs> they were, they were at the, I know you have sure <laughs> You And I have listened to a lot of the same ones. Yeah. And, um, and and like I, there, they were at the age where like they could get enough of some of the deeper stuff at the moment when it hit. And like, I, I definitely missed that train. Yeah. Like I couldn't, uh, that, that it didn't have the same, like it it was influencing my generation, but it wasn't influencing me. Yeah. Yeah. um, and that was weird. Uh, you mean to
0: tell me that you have never played Enter the Matrix?
2: No, I did play Enter the Matrix. Um, oh, good. Oh man, I did not work. play it all the way through. Uh, <laughs> I say, I did. You clip off enough enough walls and do bull time enough. You have it.
3: That's all. You yeah, yeah. You I, gotta,
0: I gotta say, like, it's never. I, I I remember exactly that year of like, you get the Animatrix, you get the Matrix Reloaded, you get Enter the Matrix, and you get Matrix Revolutions, so and I'm like, hell yeah, I didn't all of play- it.
2: I didn't even see all of the Animatrix until just a few weeks ago. I'd only seen a few mm-hmm. of them. Um, so, like, it, 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 the, I always liked The Matrix. And I really, really enjoyed it, whatever the most recent time I saw it before this a few weeks ago was. Uh, and recognized, like, oh, this is, like, a really good movie. Like, well done. Awesome. But it didn't make me like go, maybe I need to reevaluate everything else in the matrix. I was just kinda like and it wasn't even that I didn't like like I had revolutions and reloaded on like a, a double copy DVD or something. Like I thought they were fine. Uh-huh. Like I, I didn't dislike them. I just like didn't think about them a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, honestly
3: a lot of people did for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And
2: and uh and so but it's it is nice to like be going back and like looking at all of this and oh, this is like a really important film yeah and like really really well it
3: only it. honestly it only gets more important over time yeah uh just because to see like where hollywood is now and it is which goes to the final movie we we'll are talking about in a couple weeks it really sucks that
0: we didn't pick up action sequences like how to shoot action sequences from this film we took it from jason Bourne.
3: man th- there was it's unfortunate that like a lot of the bullet time stuff just was relocated to like parody movies and stuff yeah. well i mean you get yeah. you get equilibrium is a type of matrix thing that came out after that was trying to be, that was not taking the lessons from the matrix. They just took the aesthetics from the matrix. Yeah. Cause that is a movie with them looking like dudes in the matrix shooting guns.
0: But you know, it's like, it's like the idea of like the camera is part of the choreography of the action sequence. You know, it, it, yeah, it, you're, it you're, 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 you're watching this action sequence, but like the camera is moving with the action and not cutting around the action. Well yeah. it's because yeah, they, they are taking
3: it. influences, real quick, man. They're taking influences from like Hong Kong cinema and Eastern yeah. cinema. Yeah. They are not making an, an, anime. an anime. They're not taking this is not an American movie. This is basically yeah. might as well be like, like an Asian movie, you know
0: what? And this is why I'm really sad that like, you know, this movie being so influential, one of the things that didn't influence in the future was how to shoot action sequences, because we don't well, get enough it, of this.
2: But it did, it did, but only until Bourne changed it. Yeah, was the next because like thing. because like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, you get the same fight choreographer Wu Ping coming from The Matrix, and he makes Crouching uh, Tiger, Hidden Dragon after this. So like it it did have its mark. Like Kill Bill wouldn't have been the way it was mm, if true. The Matrix hadn't happened. Like it had its mark and its effect. It's just that nothing that something else it. changed it. <laughs> yeah. a um, worse thing, if I'm honest, it's it's more like it's more that that trend didn't last as mm. long as what came next. It's
3: also. Like the Matrix is like one of the like most like well shot, well choreographed action movies of all time. That's because they put the effort and work in, and quite frankly, people just don't want to put that much effort into something if they don't have to. We talked
0: about a lot of money. We talked about it with Arcane. With like, um, the Matrix is definitely an example of every frame is is created uh, to be this kind of the perfect. Like, how do we get the perfect amount of information to the audience? Um, in the perfect way and it's so it's like the frames are crafted rather
2: than kind of set this this topic is more attached to matrix reloaded but i think it's relevant to what we're saying right now of the matrix effect which is that jeremy brought this up to me when we were talking about the matrix movies and i lost and i last saw him which is that film learned the wrong lesson from the matrix reloaded because you have the freeway chase scene right
0: yeah
2: and the whole point is that collateral can be insane because you're in the matrix yeah so the collateral isn't as relevant or important mm-hmm. but every action movie goes well we got to do that but bigger and then that's when you get all this shit blows up for no reason Well, for no reason <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. it's meaningless even though it takes place in the real world it's just as weightless as it is in the matrix but it can be weightless in matrix because it's in the matrix yeah. and yeah. films just saw oh it can be weightless like you think about like the way Decepticons and Autobots like smash through cars and people in them on highways in like the Transformers films. Yeah. And it's like that's entirely influenced by like that Matrix reload freeway chase scene. But the weight behind it is different. Because
3: it's all special yeah. effects.
2: And so it becomes like <laughs> bleh, but but also because like the sense of of the sense of like characters and people mattering and existing in the world dissipates. That's like one of those like things that the matrix reload did cause that effect in action movies where we cared even less about the collateral yeah. of big action set pieces. We
0: really stopped seeing them as people and more as the as right. matrix avatars.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Like it, it just went, well, it can be just as weightless as the matrix, which doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, um go
2: ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, you go ahead.
2: No, 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 I, no, I ben,
1: saying... you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Cause uh, I was going to say even this film is like what? Oh, it's over 20 years old. Right.
3: 1999.
1: Yeah, 20 years old. It's over 20 years old. It still looks gorgeous. Yeah. Like, I, I thought when I was sitting down to rewatch this movie, because I remember, because it's been years since I last seen the first Matrix film. And I'm thinking, okay, the CGI is probably not going to look as good. It's probably going to look a little clunky. It's probably going to look a little silly with the bullet time and all that stuff. But when Trinity does her kick at the very beginning of the movie, I'm like, oh, no, this movie still slaps. This movie still kicks oh, yeah. everyone's asses. This is great.
2: To the credit of the people that did the work, the 4K remastering of the original Matrix films, very good. I have listened to people talk about this, and I've read the reviews about it. Like, the 4K upscaling is one of the best. Like, one of the industry's best. So, like, those movies look incredible on HBO Max. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. It, it looks go- it looks gorgeous. Even the CGI of the Sentinels, I mean, you can still kind of tell that it's like, oh, that it's early-ish CGI, but it still looks really good. Watch the,
2: oh, yeah. watch a watch a watch the Matrix trailer under the Matrix on HBO Max and it's in its original quality. Original quality level but like but like what would have been screened on a theater not like a YouTube rip yeah. kind of quality mm-hmm. so like it's still just as good as it could have been at the time for what processing allowed and you can see how much better the processing is yeah. for the film. Like that's as good as it looked at the time. Yeah. And wow. the Matrix film looks so much better in this upscaling remaster, which like is an, incredible. Like a fine wine.
1: It, it's weird rewatching this movie today. It was, it, I mean, yeah, I saw like all the like when the ki- when Neo goes to the Oracle for the first time, and then like the kid says, "There's no spoon." It's like, well, that's some really some deep philosophical shit, and all this stuff. Like, it's a great action movie, but it does have some good like philosophical. Let's uh, let's talk about things. Let's let's uh, go into let's go into the old noodle and just talk about things. Are we in the Matrix? What's um, what's there? what isn't there? what is real? Is this real is is that is like the just old <laughs> the desert yeah, just, all the all the philosophicals as I was re-watching this movie, it was like damn they made not only a great action movie it was my one of my favorite action set pieces of all time being when they first go into the building and just everything gets shot up. and you also have a movie that makes you think that may, that's which is why a lot of people were talking about The Matrix because it's like are we in The Matrix? and it, the joke persists and oh know, yeah it, it screwed people up for real yeah.
3: because it, it, like they all live not real quick they all live nine to five mundane shitty jobs and then it's like oh my god is this am i is my life so bad that i like i have to pretend that the, the matrix is real well, like well, oh shit it, man it's part of it, it
2: part of it is also the marketing which was what is the matrix and it's like making you question it yeah and so yeah. like the film almost feels like propaganda trying to <laughs> shake you out of <laughs> it and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, 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 and wait.
1: not only just <laughs> another great thing about it is just not only do you have the, the great action the 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 mind the screw you over mind the i'm sorry i'm gonna say it, the mind fucks you also have uh-huh. really good characters you have like um cypher i hate oh, cypher but oh, yeah. i get why he's doing it you get also you get like Performances from Hugo Weaving. I forgot how menacing. I mean, I knew Hugo Weaving was always menacing, but his first ch- seeing him as Smith for the first time was like, "You are terrifying."
0: His it his scene with Morpheus, oh, so yeah. good. It's yeah, so good.
3: Hands like on his head, and he's, like, he's, "Yeah, it's like, like, like he smell smells. of you, <laughs> smell." Oh God. And he's yeah. just, like putting like seduce, and he's like, "I want out. Get me out of here." It's like. He, Hugo Weaving is is so dope, and like the character of Smith is is so fascinating because like mm-hmm. he starts off like he's just a program, and then he realizes like this kind of this, this kind of sucks. Yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like he 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 gains emotion being an artificial intelligence and whatever. And I'm like, he hates this shit so much. He doesn't care about the agents either. He's I need to get out of here, and you're the only way I can. So like I'm going off. I'm a rogue program, baby. That is such well, a awesome
0: so no. He he says he says specifically. He's like if I if I get you. If I get you, they'll like take me out of the matrix and I'll just be a program out there because he, he wants yeah. to be a machine, right? He wants to be mm-hmm. in, in one of the machines flying free and not in the matrix.
2: Yeah, he, he is yeah. as much a prisoner as the humans, but yeah. it's in, but it's that scene is so important because that's the first time you clearly get a recognition that a program has sent sentience as its own identity. You don't sometimes you don't know the first time you watch the matrix that you actually already got that with the oracle, yep, yeah. yes, but. You did. Uh, That's but, so brilliant. But, about, you're, not, oh, but yeah. you're not, you don't necessarily know that the first time you watch The Matrix.
1: Yeah. To even put more, just to put Hugo Weave on even more of a pedestal than he already should be on, um, the other agents in the movie, like the two other agents that flank Smith at all times, they're robotic. Like the way they deliver lines is very smooth, very monotone. Whereas when Smith is talking to like, Morpheus, or, he, or when he's even talking to uh, the, the cop at the beginning of the movie, he's like, then your men are already dead. He gives personality to it, and you yeah. know from the get-go that he's not like the other two agents who are just like.
0: Yeah, I think I mean that's deliberately to show that Smith has um, evolved past his programming.
1: Yeah, yeah um, this movie's great.
0: Yeah, I um, I, I want to raise you though, Ben. A couple a couple minutes ago, you talked about the best action. You said your favorite action sequence was the one with all the guns. I want to say that the best action sequence, bar none, is still the fight between.
3: Uh, Morpheus and Neo. That's oh, all. I thought you worried. were going to make a joke and say my uh, my no. The best scene is actually the one with all the guns. Oh, I definitely think no. that the
2: best action scene is the subway fight.
3: That's a pretty oh, good
0: one. Oh
3: yeah, that's a pretty good one. Uh, Morpheus versus uh, Neo. Morpheus
0: when,
1: versus Neo. When he does the... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But that's I'm, a I'm that's a New very a good sequence. That is also yeah. a very good hand to hand combat sequence. Come on, stop trying to hit me. I, but see, like
0: I've I've I go for I I go for the uh, I sparks up probably um agree uh i don't go for the gun violence anymore for the matrix i much prefer the the hand-to-hand stuff i think that that's far more interesting to me at this point in my life well this, uh, is, something that,
2: this is something that i was looking at and i'm like you know it's not really that prominent in the matrix no it's not be honest. uh like it, a lot of people talk about i think, think it's the one here's the thing the one scene i don't think we would think about the gun scene as much if uh, the narrative of and I get it of the time period hadn't tied that scene so much to Columbine. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't think we would talk about that scene as much. I don't think we'd think about that scene as much. Uh, but because we did, I think that scene comes up more often than than it would otherwise. It's be, it's the gun stuff. It's again
3: again because of bullet time as well. Like, right. Even though yeah. it's not essential to the movie, it's what everyone thinks about. Right. So you think of it, it's like the gun movie, but it's 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 like forty percent guns. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah, it's it's even. Like it's so minimal. Like the the specifically like the resistance fighters. So so often this doesn't come to like gun foo, This comes to like other kind of confrontation. And even if it is
3: like Trinity using the gun on the agent, that's not her shooting a thousand miles away. That's she just walking up. It might right. as well be a melee. Like kill. Matrix. Like
2: yeah. the the way chasing in Matrix Reloaded has guns, but the focus isn't on that. The focus is on the physical confrontations that come up on top of the semi or yeah. things like that. So like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I also don't think that the gun scene is anywhere near my upper echelon. I, I also but think it is of, still it's, it's a dope. kick-ass moment. It is
3: still dope. Yeah.
2: Um, th- we're here, so let's talk about that moment. Um, wh- I've heard a lot of people talk about this, and I've I've thought about it before, and I've kind of had my own head cannoning for how it works. But I, I think my head cannon would fight the cannon of the Matrix. Uh, how do you guys feel about them killing people who live in the Matrix? um for some people this apparently is a deal breaker this is like the main thing that makes them like the movie less is the gun scene and is the fact that they kill cops so people who who yes. are plugged into the basics yes, so and their
3: cops. this is a thing where I, having extra knowledge outside of the movie helps my case for that yeah, yeah. because i know if people are killed like if they're not doing neo shit if they're a regular person who dies they that consciousness base gets transferred to like a new body So they can re-keep...
2: Okay, see, so that basically was my headcanon, is that if you are plugged Mm -hmm. into... So you if you die... Because the film frames it as... If you die in the Matrix, that means you die in real life because your brain uh, assesses that as real death. Yeah. But if you're plugged... They never, like, explain if you're plugged into the Matrix, like, then when you die, you just are reinterpreted into the matrix yeah i didn't yeah. assume that when they're killing people but it's interesting that like neo's not told that no so you're not sure that neo knows that so neo is still killing people he would suppose all neo all,
0: yeah. all, all neo has is the line that morpheus says until they're unplugged from the matrix they're all our enemies anybody exactly can be an agent it. anybody can be a blah blah yeah. everyone yeah. is out to get us yeah,
2: right they're then, all a representation like, of the system
1: yeah, yeah like because random because the way i saw it is like when like Okay, when agents take over people in the Matrix, I always interpreted camp. that. I they're interpreted camp. that as um, like these are these are people. These are just like random programs that they, that they're in.
2: No, and
3: no, they're then,
1: people. No, they're yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't. No, yeah, well what's it? His
3: cause, again, because like it's all about the brain just... the brain computer thing. Like it is the mm-hmm. agents doing a hack on the human so brain. This is to where, become that. This
2: is where the matrix and the then its sequels get kind kind of funny because when you watch the matrix, you are pretty much given the perspective that everyone who's in the matrix is a person, unless they become an agent. But the agent just takes over the body of a person and there's nothing mm-hmm. else in there. You learn that there are other programs in there. In fact, there are quite a lot. Yep. <laughs> but but uh, to the point where, like, all the characters you'll meet are programs, <laughs> and you'll stop meeting people. But well, it's just when we people. see
0: when we see all when we see the agents die, I don't know if this is every time, mm-hmm. but a lot of the times when we see an agent get down, we see them turn into the old body, the they old do. program. Yeah,
3: they were yeah, yeah, right. And so, like,
0: they spend they spend time to show us that happen and not just pass over it. So they want us to feel something in that moment.
2: Yeah. Right and that's where like I just I wanted to bring it up as a point of discussion cuz like I find it fascinating that there are people where like that's kind of their deal it's, not, it's not the thing that it's not the deal breaker like they still acknowledge that they like the film but their main hang up the thing that they keep coming back to is they have a problem with the fact that these people are supposed to be the liberators yet they will murder willy-nilly yeah. the people who are who are in, in their way yeah. even if they don't understand that they're in their way there are people that could potentially be freed and I'm like I get where that can feel like a gray area. Yeah. Your interpretation of what you said is also what I was interpreting without without having explicit knowledge of that being the case. Yeah, they they basically they repurpose your body so they don't waste an energy mm-hmm. cell. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they said because they said like, dude, we they keep these people alive for as long as they can. So I can only assume if like if someone were to die in the matrix, they just get u- uploaded to a new like slice of life, essentially. Like, yeah. yeah. Just like, okay, just essentially just a new character remake just new character reset with but same physical attributes
3: it's what basically would have
2: happened to cypher yeah this is um this is very much like the the thing i find really interesting that i don't think like the films explicitly explore it's all subtext but is the the concept and i think it's the reason resurrections works for me so well one of the main ones is that um technically everybody's a program technically everybody's life is written out by the machines they're they're what they do and who they are is designed by the machines even if they are a person they are essentially and they're not they're not born
0: they're this is the thing that we
2: learn with yeah this is the thing that we learn with neo is that neo has been programmed more than once um and like to to do certain things so like it 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 kind of recontextualizes all that and makes it so yeah it would make sense that like as long as they are part of the system, when you see them that way, when you see that they are, even though they are people, they are also just the programs. You can take that as they are the enemy. And like, it's only when they seek freedom that you can truly engage with them on that level. Yeah. Uh, But I do find it interesting that like the text of the matrix creates a barrier for people where they can't get past that kind of gun violence because that, uh, that is not explicitly, especially with just isolating the singular first film, not stated and is like a barrier of like, Oh, but they're just like, Murdering people yeah. who are in their pods. I feel like I feel <laughs> like the Wachowskis
3: would have made a bigger point about it if if they thought that it was a negative thing that they were doing. You know what I mean? Like if like mm-hmm. if Neo and Trinity and were killing people, I don't think right. Wachowskis would have made that. That's exactly movie. that's exactly
2: yeah. like yeah. what I think. But I I get how like there are there are like good film critics who I hear who this yeah. is this is still like, I see that point. I just don't agree with it. I think know. I think also like again I do think like the Columbine connotation. Just unfortunately has a lot to do with it, even though it shouldn't. Yeah, true. Uh it just does.
3: Let's talk about real quick, just
2: like like we know the plot of
3: the matrix, but like humans are used as batteries to power a machine city. That is there are millions of those pods. Right. That's that is I, I remember like I still think about that and how just crazy the concept is. And like the entire movie takes place like in a computer, and then like mm-hmm. half of it they're just like in a bunch of rags and hover cars. And I'm like, what what is this movie? <laughs>
0: i really i'm glad you brought this up because i want to talk about the the design aesthetic of this film um i think is entirely unique even now we have not seen much we see a lot of people recreating like the feel like the, the 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 matrix stuff of the matrix but no one recreating the outside of the matrix stuff so that the technology that we see in the matrix of the machines of the nebuchadnezzar um things like uh, the sentinels like that still feels wholly unique because nobody's Done it like that since Nobody's oh, yeah. tried, really.
3: Yeah, like Sentinels. I don't think there's anything like they're just squids, right? But like, there's never been another enemy on screen that are like the Sentinels. No, that are, like, there's never been
0: like, like, there's like there's never been like a starship like the Nebuchadnezzar.
3: Yeah that that is a that is a hover car uh, that uses electricity to bounce off walls and stuff yeah. so it can like so it can stay
2: silent. That's uh, so cool. That's so cool.
3: I yeah, like the fact again that we don't see that kind of thing we haven't seen hover cars like that at all ever until no. the matrix movie. And I'm like, man, like they really didn't take the good stuff from the matrix.
0: No, they really didn't. Like, the, like nothing like, like there has been matrix parodies. There've been people trying to mimic the, like the fight sequence of the matrix, but tons of that stuff, but nobody's really doing anything with the post-apocalyptic stuff. And I found that so fascinating, but it has made the movie put in a very interesting spot of, as it ages. Cause since there is nothing like it, it, it kind of like sticks out as it ages of like yeah. a thing, unlike anything else still
3: right there is no
2: spoon no I, yeah i agree i i like i think they do a very good job realizing this real world and and making it like you can you can really relate to cypher's dislike for mm-hmm. what reality is and it makes the choice feel it makes the choice feel more impactful it makes it feel and it's, like and it's and you... leading the audience to think a lot harder about would you take yep. that pill would yeah. you come out of the matrix if this is what life is? If this is what life is,
3: I got I love Cypher that piece of shit so much. Joey Pants, <laughs> Joey Pantaloni. Yeah. Um, I, for, I forgot how instant it was. He's like, if you see an agent, Neo, you run. And then the second later, he's eating steak with an agent. Uh, I'm like, yeah. oh my God, that's so good. Yeah. And like his whole thing about like, you know, I know this isn't real, but I don't give a shit. It's so much better than the real world. And I'm like honestly, that is a position he's a, a lot antagonist. of us, yeah, that a lot of us would take 100%. If I found out, if I got brought out, and I'm like, oh man, this rest of my life. Oh, I like steak a lot. This
2: is one of those things like I was one of the podcasts I was listening to at the end. They were like, you know, would you take the blue pill or the red pill? And the, both of them were like, I would have to take the blue pill. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they were like, and they were like, like, I have a wife. I have kids. They won't come with me if I go. Yeah. Like under the, the laws of what the matrix is, like, I would take the blue pill. I can't leave all the people I love. Yeah. It's, it's,
3: it is a crazy thing to think about. Like if you truly were given a choice of like, this is not your reality. Yeah, right. that, that's not to say the next reality is any better. Well, but like,
0: <laughs> like, Cypher also says, and like says, like, Morpheus lied to us. Like, he promised us reality, but this is what we got. Like, like, because Morpheus and supposedly other people who are freeing people aren't saying, you can take the red pill and you can be freed, but like, this is what freedom looks like. Because he, like, you know, the subtextual, you can, can, can kind of think of like he knows what it looks like. Um, yeah. But it's more important to be free. Is, um, so, like, it's almost like, so like, like a grip. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't so know like, how like bad you is. have to he's, he's because we wouldn't know, we wouldn't know theoretically, we wouldn't know if we're like presented with that option what reality would look like. Right. So he's, we're thinking, like, oh, did. it's
2: better. All all of Morpheus's uh dialogue and his presentation is written like a cult leader. Yeah, like he's mm-hmm. written that way. And he, and, and then he, in the
3: sequels, he is he is a
2: cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, and that's what he is. Um, it's just you happen to agree with what he's wanting generally there, but is, like,
3: there is an entire other side of the matrix where there's a bunch of commanders who hate morpheus and think he's going to ruin everything by trying to do this one this one man mission that is so cool that like there is there's divides on who believes everything right uh, and again having so much how much this computer program movie be about faith it's really yeah. cool well right. speaking
0: of morpheus one of the things i totally forgot about them about this movie watching it was that within the world of the matrix to kind of cue you into that this world is real because for most for the beginning runtime, they want you to think it's real to some degree. But what, like when, when Neo uh, is told about Morpheus, he's he, like the agents are like, he's a known criminal. Like Neo has heard of Morpheus has heard of Trinity. It's like terrible. they're known, they're known terrorists. They're known criminals. Like there's a news broadcast being like, if Hey, if you see this Morpheus guy, call this number. And like, I forgot about that because knowing what I know now of the matrix I wouldn't catch that normally. That's that's incidental detail to me, but the first time watching it is very important because it yeah, cues um, you into it being real.
3: If yeah, you same. even real because uh, even if you like if you've seen the trailers um, and like if you know nothing about the Matrix, uh, have you listened to the Waypoint discussion about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody brought up a really good point of if you know nothing about the Matrix and you watch the first scene, Trinity's a villain. Because yeah. like, you have a bunch of cops and agents go into this place with this black clad woman and she starts killing fools left and right. And, like, again, if you don't know anything, she's the antagonist, right? Which is really cool. Yeah. And then it just subverts everything. Um, I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah.
1: It's then really good. Somewhat sad. Uh, I was going to say something, but oh, yeah, even like when Trinity meets an, or when Neo meets Trinity for the first time and she, he's like, wait, that one nudge, uh, that one hack, that was you. And she's like, yeah, that was a long time ago. I was like, no offense, I thought you were a guy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Trinity being like like a, a hacker in mm-hmm. in. Oh man, real quick.
3: So the uh, the Wachowskis uh, 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 like grew up in like Chicago and whatever, and they went to this bar.
2: I know where you're going. They're
3: going to this bar, uh, and it was called. What was it called again? Do you remember? Uh, it was called. Anyway, the 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 club that they go to in the first Matrix when Trinity meets with Neo, that is a real club that the Wachowskis went to, uh, and like they like. Discovered themselves. So I'm pretty a sure it's
2: called Neo. It, it's it's called Club Neo. Yeah, it's yeah, called Club Neo, Neo
3: in real life, um, which is fantastic. Um, and they had they had
2: like Trinity and Morpheus knights.
3: Yeah, and they would have like knights for, for that stuff. Like yeah, it's, it's called Club Neo. That's cool. Uh, that's that's so all cool. right. Um, yeah, I, the Dragula is, is is a bop. Like I always I always yeah. like Dracula. Like I'm always happy about
1: that. Yeah, I was like, man, that must be the first time I first heard Rob Zombie's Dracula. It was a uh, question for the three of you. When you watched Matrix and Animatrix. Which one did you watch first? The Order of Release.
3: The Matrix.
2: Yeah, I always, I always watch the Matrix before I watch the Animatrix. Okay. The Animatrix
0: is more of a, was more of a. I can understand why you would, but like, I would never watch the Animatrix. It's, it's the kind of thing where
3: it is a prequel, but it's information that you, you're not supposed to have before you watch the Matrix.
2: Yeah. Well, only this only time, time prequel. But, but, but it gets a, in Everything this... after that like takes place post the Matrix because you've got. Geo and the, stuff. Oh, you yeah, got the yeah. story of him saving that's true. the boy. No, you, true. I, I guess the story of Trinity trying to save the
0: No, well, him saving the boys before.
2: No, it'd be after the the, the boys before. It'd be after this one. Because because yeah, Neo that's saved- what I
0: meant. I, I, yes, I understand what you're saying. I misinterpreted what you're saying. I apologize. Uh,
3: gotcha. So, like, uh, it, it doesn't, like, that's, I mean, it's fine that you watch it, but I do think it, it kind of gives away stuff that you shouldn't have knowledge of yet, even though I know you've seen The Matrix before, but, like, you yeah, should watch sure. them in. In release order. Yeah, because
1: this time I yeah. watched the Animatrix first and then watched the actual Matrix, and I feel like watching the, the Animatrix, there are shorts that I feel do benefit if you watch them first, but then you're right, it kind of does give away big plots of the first film. Like, uh, obviously the second Renaissance, that was which is the history of the war between the humans and machines and why everything got screwed up.
0: Pause, Ben. Do we want to get into the Animatrix now, or are we do we have more for the Matrix?
2: Oh, I definitely have oh, both yeah. for the Matrix, but I don't mind if we're bouncing around a bit. Yeah, we can bounce. Oh, okay, we'll
0: yeah, you, you, you don't
2: you need, need a the hard line. No, yeah. divide.
3: Uh, like, well, yeah, the, the second Random Souls parts one and two is some of the most emotional animation I've seen in my entire life, and it's all about robots. Uh, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, so watching that specifically before the Matrix, I guess, helps like to see, to show you like how we got to where we are. But again, I think it's important mm-hmm. to know to watch the Matrix first, so you don't have a preconceived notion of like how things are already are. Because like it kind of ruins the the plot of the matrix if you know what it's
1: about. It, it yeah, it totally ruins the plot of the matrix. But um I def- the second renaissance is something I would definitely say watch after you see the first movie. But the one short I would li- I feel there could be a- I can't think of it right now, but it could be a good argument to watch before you see the movie is the detective story with Trinity. Sure. Because I really like that's one of my favorite shorts of this whole of the whole Animatrix, and I really, really like that and because it's about a guy who's still plugged in the matrix and he finds out who Trinity is and he's like something's going my, on here.
0: That is my favorite. Yeah, that is my favorite one. Oh, your content might happen.
2: Yeah, we're losing we're losing you in and out, Brandon.
4: Yeah.
2: let's go back to the matrix real quick. Um yeah. Trinity
3: is awesome. Uh, Hollywood is. failed Carrie Ann Moss so bad. Uh, she what else did, was well, she
1: in besides? Um, because
3: she got screwed over by Hollywood. Literally, like, what's the last movie you saw? Oh, she was in Daredevil. She was in yeah, Jessica Daredevil. Jones. Jessica Jones. Sorry, Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones yeah. Um, yeah, she was a dope. Uh, had lesbian. Like, really good for star. her. I'm glad she had that. No, yeah, but it's like she is somebody who should have been acting for 20 years. Yeah, yeah. She made mm. Memento, and then she made The Matrix back to back, and those are she's excellent in both of these movies, and it's just a shame that like. She doesn't do much after that because Hollywood's really shitty. Right. Talking about
0: Trinity, Absolutely. how she's awesome. I love Carrie and Moss. Yeah. Um,
3: yeah. uh, like her introduction again of like like get get up, Trinity, get up. Like that, that is, that is, it's so cool. And I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like a character who just went through so much shit and then she has to will herself up. Um, yeah, that's really good. That that whole that
2: is the scene. moment where you start to, if you are watching it for the first time, you start to think maybe she's not the villain. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, oh, there's the... also
0: this that bit when when Agent Smith takes over uh, mm-hmm. it takes over someone, but it doesn't play the sound effect, so you just think that Agent Smith has been driving a, a garbage truck.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. that's the part that's supposed to kind of like wait, why did that truck turn around? I love it. That's so yeah, good. And yeah. um, she puts her hand in the window. Everything and it everything though. up to like when they cut to uh Keanu is basically a short and it's true because they shot that as proof of concept yep so it was it it was designed excuse me it was designed to be the opening of the film but it tells you everything you need to be sold and like if it was just released as a short film you would be like very like all right well that's pretty cool what's Mm -hmm. going on there uh
3: so the the first matrix it has this but not nearly as much as the next two movies like It is definitely the least emotionally, like, an emotional movie. Uh, But it does start to show us the love stuff. Like, this is the beginning. Like, the Wachowskis have changed so much as directors. Like, people wanted Resurrections to be just the Matrix. The Matrix is the only, like, after they made The Matrix, they're not the same filmmakers. Like, they truly are just not the same filmmakers. They are not, action is not their priority. Emotions are the priority. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool to see the beginnings of, like, this is a hardcore science fiction story, but still it's love that's going to save the day. Because Trinity saves Neo in this movie.
2: It's, yeah. it's surprising to me how many people, like, either if they do talk about the kiss, they find it stupid. Um, or they don't talk about it even at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and like, I... We were watching The Matrix uh, this first time I'd watched it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were watching it together. And I made a joke to you that I was also sincere about, where I'm like, oh, you don't become the one until you find the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and, like, that really is weaved in entirely throughout like the story there like the only thing is that you don't get it until you're watching it again but like trinity is constantly like not telling neo she's in love that she's in love with him there are three instances before she finally tells him with the kiss mm-hmm. that she almost tells him that she's in love with I, him but she I plays it. it off i love it. she plays it off three times and like that is always at the core of the movie yeah um and it, it's wild to me like Everything else is like way more presentational and bombastic. And like, you're right, it, but it is the underpinning through narrative that like it's love. Love yeah. is the thing that the machines can't understand. Love is the only yeah. reason why, and ultimately, Neo's love for Trinity is the only reason why this is going to all play out differently. And it's crazy because like we're talking that's, we're dealing with...
0: weaved into, real quickly, Ryan, that's weaved into yeah. all of the movies. And I even mean the new one.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, oh well, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I had it. It's gone. Ooh, no, sorry. No,
2: no, it's okay. No, it's okay. I'll
3: come back to it. I'll remember in a second.
2: Uh, but I, I, I think you're, the Wachowskis have done a lot of good interviews where they're talking about, like, you know, it, it, there's a conversation like now that they uh, have have transitioned and like talking about was, it, you know, they have admitted that they didn't feel this was a trans narrative when they were in the act of creating it. That wasn't the goal. That wasn't the intent. But they can recognize in retrospect where, like the feelings that they were feeling inside themselves were conveying themselves through that. They arc. were working on Even though they weren't the recognizing that that's what they were doing intentionally. Yeah. Um, right. though there are things like switch where switch was supposed to be even, and even more direct thing because switch was supposed to be male and female Yep. in the, between the two worlds, there was going to be a male counterpart, uh, actor, uh, for the real world. Yeah. And not like uh, this, the female character for, uh, inside the matrix. matrix. Oh yeah. yeah like
3: all, all the side characters, like, I think they're pretty good. Like, uh, uh, I like Tank and Dozer a lot. Um, switch, 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 and, and Mouse. there's another guy. Oh, yeah. uh, A-O, 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 hmm, I don't remember. They
2: all get killed A-Poc. in that one too. Thank you. Um I like, I like. All I love of the... it. Uh, the the crew is good, even yeah. if that even the ones that don't get like a ton of screen time, they are a good crew. And yeah, yeah. Still, I think it was
0: very yeah, smart. I, I think it was very smart that the se- that the second film de- like lowers the number of crew, but for this movie, I really liked the ensemble of the mm-hmm. side characters. I thought they all worked very well. Absolutely. I do too
2: and they they bring across an idea of like the multiculturalness that the matrix will further expand on as it goes which is a really nice thing to have yeah, yeah. um especially of the time and in such a big blockbuster film um i that that uh sense of like representation of trans also carries over to like the casting honestly of neo and trinity where they are more or less an interchangeable yeah. different sex version of each other absolutely and this mm-hmm. has always been like part of, like they are both the one they are tied to each other they are that representation of a male and female got it uh i remember my connectivity thing. yeah go
3: ahead speaking of connectivity yeah like this is a thing dealing with programs and like love love is a type of program in a way for for a human you know what i mean like your body is wired to like feel this way about a person that's like un- it's like. It's like incalculable, like you can't describe love. You can't, like, you can't. It's. I think that's just really cool that it intertwines. And like, again, like, talk about movie way later, but like, the fact that they were able to bring it all together in, the, in Resurrections is like truly really cool. And I'm so
2: glad that movie got to exist. But it's that's, like, but that's also like one of the things is that the machines can't program love because they can't, they can't understand it. Not to say that machines can't feel it because we encounter programs later yes. that feel it. Yeah, and we have the program. that they, explains they... it in Revolutions where he says like, you know, this isn't something we're programmed to do. Yeah, but I'm doing it anyway. They
3: could. Yeah, it's super later, but like, yeah, 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 like
2: it's just a word,
3: right? That doesn't mean they can't also do it, you know, in like a, in their own way, which is cool. Like, I can show love in my own way, uh, which
2: is beautiful.
3: That's the, my my whole thesis of film stuff is like, what does it mean to be
2: a human? Yeah, um, I think they do a really smart uh, inversion of subversion of what the male protagonist archetype of an action movie was at the time, and especially of uh something that like only came up to me on the most recent watch but like the subversion of neo playing the female role in a fantasy story Mm, they refer to him as dorothy and alice yeah for going into Mm -hmm. the rabbit hole going into uh going to the the world of oz yeah like he is he is taking on that Typical female role of entering this fantasy world, having all that change, and, and yeah. that is being subverted onto him. He is the princess, yeah, and he's the person who gets kissed at the end. He's the princess uh, anyway, by by true love's kiss. He's oh, yeah. the one who's unconscious when it happens. Jumpstart that uh, heart to bring him back. Like that's that's really a cool like that is that that is there that that is that subversion that it is like this story can be applied to w- you whatever the gender yeah. is.
3: Um, I think I can we can start to wrap it up a little bit, but like I think that final fight in the subway is still just one of the most perfect action scenes ever made, because it's not just great, uh, 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 nicely choreographed, but, like, it is an emotional battle, too, because these are two people who don't want to lose what they're fighting for. Mm-hmm. And, like, our villain is, like, so, he he's so insane. Uh, and I'm like, oh, man, I, he can't get out. He's a super virus. The greatest, the greatest, the uh, the fight, like, the part where he gets hit by the train and then comes out of the train is yeah. my, maybe my favorite moment. That's really you know? good. It's so insane. I love it.
0: um you guys talked a lot about uh if if i'm coming through okay i want to i want to rewind a little bit too uh you talked you talked about um love um and i firmly believe that neo and trinity are one of hollywood's greatest couples yeah
1: um
0: like 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 characters like i put them up with there with um um rick and evie uh elizabeth and and um yeah. will like the, these like epic yeah. love stories of, of the early blockbusters the early 2000s uh late 90s those like love those like big melodramatic uh love stories that I, I were missing in hollywood now and watching it again like oh right love i
3: wouldn't i wouldn't say that after the first matrix movie i will say it after the sequels because they're not really a couple in the first i
2: think movie. i think it's easy yeah. to sideline them because it's their performances are more understated yeah Both of them, it's the
3: sequels that like the the horiness is so they're just like they are eye banging nonstop.
2: Right? Yeah, it's it's it's, that is important. But like I do think that you know, in general, this specifically with this film, but in general, like that they get sidelined out of that kind of recognition and conversation. And I think a lot of the reason why perhaps the new one didn't work for a lot of people is because they're not uh, paying attention to what's really going on in their performances, and they're they're taking it for granted. Yeah. Um, uh, Trinity's like. Uh, uh, uh,
3: like reluctantness to like tell Neo about like how much she loves him and like, like we all we all heard sort of like oh like we heard that she would fall in love with the one I'm like oh my god that's Neo and it's like you can tell she's digging him. Uh, mm-hmm. But Neo doesn't believe in himself. Uh, but Trinity believes in him. And then when she kisses him, it's all so good. I just love it.
0: Love it's, it. A sen- it's a sense of understanding that this movie comes to comes to a close with of like you know understanding who you are and where what your place in the world is that really resonates with me.
3: Yeah, and like in sure. the Matrix is all about like. Your your fu- your fully I- idealized self. Like, who do you really want to be? Like, when you like, and that's like so important to like to like, just like people, you know. Like, how how do you want to be seen? Uh, I think it's it's really important,
2: especially especially
3: yeah,
2: yeah. now. Um, Morpheus makes a reference when he pulls Neo out that he owes him an apology because they usually don't pull people out after a certain age, mm-hmm. and later we learn that Cipher has only been out for nine years, and I'm like. Yo, he definitely was too old. <laughs> Yo, they
3: pulled him out. They pulled him out of forty. That
2: is so rude. Right. That is so rude. <laughs> I get it, Morpheus, but like, go for someone younger, please. Yeah, um, um, I'm really glad. Like we talked about the gang. Like I'm glad there's people like Tank and Dozer who are naturally born from Zion. That's and, cool. Yeah, uh, but it also well, gives yeah.
0: like, it gives like a, it gives like the scope of what the world is. How long they've been out of the matrix? How long people have been free? How late in the game Neo was coming to the story?
2: Which has to be like an even weirder existence, like being utterly unable to tap into the matrix. Yeah. So you just mm-hmm. have to interpret it from like the side. That you become like are the, the operator. Yeah. yeah. That is a cool
3: idea. Yeah. I love oh this man, the, the jacking in, it's it, I I've it's it's, it's still it still like makes me squirm because it's just like it's done very well. It's so it's done very well. It's not CGI back then. It's like oh man,
0: play. the the sound effect has stuck with me. They're like. Sh- yeah. The, like zipper noise going into uh, the in the back of the neck. Then
3: you brought up uh, when Neo gets like jacked off uh, out of the Matrix, and all the all the poof, poof, poof. that is such an incredible oh, yeah, scene yeah, yeah. of he's like Jesus, and then like the the pull 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 of all the wires going off and the thing all drilling wires just, oh,
1: God, ah!
3: it. oh, it's so it's so visceral.
1: Yeah, that was very it's traumatizing like... for me as a child. And then when he's on the and he has all the acupuncture, I was like, I don't like this. And I, I I was when I first saw that, I left the room. <laughs> I couldn't watch I... it.
0: When I first saw the when I first saw this movie, I remember thinking like, why did the machines just get rid of him when he when he came off? I was like, oh, because they're, he's garbage at that point. He's not a battery; they can't they can't plug you back in. Yeah, cipher yeah. is chasing and cipher is chasing something wrong. He can't be plugged back into the matrix. He, but like so, like when so like when Neo is freed and the machine like, oh, great, another one. it just drops him into this pod
1: because it's like that's garbage now. We can't use that. Yeah.
3: That's it's, what's so sad about I, also,
1: I also think that's how they get rid of. Um people like who like die like when their bodies finally just wither and give out. Yeah. It's like, oh okay, well this this battery's yeah. dead. We gotta and they just eject them and they, they just rot in the sewer and then they just gets recycled. It's a hundred yeah, years That's battery. what I I think that's what
0: isn't he in isn't he in a pool with other bodies? Did
4: I did I, no misremember that? Like there's
0: singular. other floating bodies. No it's a and, singular okay it's just, mm-hmm. just him. Yeah. Should we do animatrix then?
3: Let's talk
2: about it. I have notes before we move. Let's do it. I can talk about the Matrix Lily online. night. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So, uh, uh, Honestly, great visualization everywhere, specifically with like when Neo comes out of the pod the first time and all that stuff that's going on there. Um, It's, uh, I really love the way that it changes and retones itself when it does the Kung Fu battle between Morpheus and Neo, uh, how it totally changes itself to being a Kung Fu film, the way it shoots itself very well um fishburn's incredible uh i really love the meaning behind the first jump especially with neo um being so hesitant with uh the heights at the beginning of (sighs) free my mind and like what that what that is i thought that was really good especially then neo being able to fly by the end of the film like come on big change i love Um, that part so much uh this is this was the nip the this was, I rewatched The Matrix again after our rewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, So like, and when I watched it that time, I went, hold up a minute. And like, it's okay. Like the movie moves so well. It's such a tight script. Like this doesn't really matter. And I don't give a shit. However, I do have to ask, how does Cypher go to the meeting with Smith? Who plugs him in? Who gets him out? That's a good question. Good point. No, how does no one know he did it? Because like when they're all together,
3: he can run off. Right. But like, you just have you have to. Assume... You have to
2: just like let that. Yeah, one yeah, yeah. Go. No. yeah. exactly. But I like, feel you. but but based by the concept, like he needs an operator to pull him out. Like, how do he do that? Someone, someone has to be like watching him. You know? My presumption is that perhaps it's a flash, like a flashback? it has to be. A oh, it might be a flashback to another point in it time. Could be. Like it's him thinking about that conversation with Smith after he's just talked to Neo, and that's why yeah. you're seeing it at that moment. But like he doesn't say anything specific about Neo, so he doesn't necessarily have to have met Neo yet. That's true. It might be a flashback, so it could be. And but under that circumstance, I'm like, I guess there's a way he could do this without anyone seeing. Yeah, um, dude, I've seen this movie uh, uh,
3: so many times, and I never thought about it. I know it was yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time where I went,
2: how how the shit is he there?
3: <laughs> I
2: thought
0: I about
3: it this time.
2: Tank going like, what the yeah yeah, take <laughs> <like>, kill him. <laughs> Tank being like, yo, why you jacked him? What are you doing? <laughs> um, yeah, That's uh. Funny. I, I do love the scene with Mouse where he's talking about how do they make taste sensations? Uh, mm-hmm. How do they know what chicken tastes like? Maybe they got it wrong. That's why everything tastes like That's what they like think taste, what it tastes uh-huh. like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the whole thing. I yeah. think that's very good. Uh, oh, I like Mouse, yeah. Dude, he, Mouse he
3: gets, is very he gets taken out but he's just like, ah! <gasps> <gasps> <Yes, sighs> yes. like, I'm going like a bop. Incredible score. Oh, um, this was this guy's like first big score, too. Yeah. He was like a small dude. Don
2: Davis. Yeah, and like he made one of the most influential like cool yeah. noises ever. Um, that what? one... The, the one horn for the yeah oh name. yeah uh neo getting completely distracted by who mm-hmm. has a crush on him when he sees the oracle <laughs> um <laughs> the base line with the oracle's great like, yeah so good yeah. all, all the yeah. oracle's dialogue with him is so good uh she specifically says the line being the one is like being in love and i'm like yo yeah. come on it was always there <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah people just aren't paying attention you just know um uh the idea of the one being the one who will do what needs to be done, you got the gift. But so, like, Neo, I like that everything always comes down to choice. Like, it is Neo's decision to put Morpheus ahead of himself that allows him to walk the path that will lead him to being yeah. the one. He because he becomes selfless. Uh, the yeah. concept of deja vu is great.
3: Oh, God. Glitch yeah. in the Matrix.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, that shot. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite shots in the movie. The shot of them uh, in the wall.
3: Oh god, that's awesome! Yeah. And oh, it's yeah. all black on either like, side
2: as they're like moving down. Like you just don't get shots like that in movies anymore. Listen, like in American.
3: You know cinema. what's you know what's funny? Unless uh, it's a twenty-four. Cipher is in the Matrix. He could have held that cough. I'm just saying. Yeah, he could have. That's, yeah, that's a purposeful. Yeah, that's a purposeful. That's an evil cough. That's a evil <laughs> <a bad guy laughs> cough.
0: That's an evil cough.
3: That's an evil cough.
0: Oh <laughs> um, man, when yeah. when Morpheus got the. Uh, to the first when he's trying
2: to push himself through uh and also when he like breaks out of the chain uh, I so thinking. good I, watching, I i had to pay attention this last rewatch because when i'd watched matrix reloaded and they're talking about smith i'm like when did they learn his name and um it turns out that it's a it's right then when morpheus confronts me he's like y-, he says his name is smith and he's like y'all look the same <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um it's smith yeah uh, Cipher being super gross with Trin's body is a is a good yeah. moment. Um, really showing that like all Cipher really needed is some love and affection himself, like from the wrong person. it's like, messed up, but like that is the thing. Like once you're out of the matrix, what are you craving? You're craving human connection. True. Yeah. Um, uh The hint at the first Matrix designed to be a paradise according to Smith, um, but but humans but it, need but it it to out? be shittier because they're a plague. Not enough I power. Love,
0: I love every moment where someone's like you know. So the first time we did this didn't quite work out for this reason. Um, that's like my favorite thing in this franchise.
2: I love, I love the the idea that the machines were like, look, we tried to make it like perfect. We tried to make it win win, and you didn't like, like it. Like we know we're
3: the bad guys, so we tried to help out, but y'all are just y'all <laughs> yeah. are just too messed up.
0: You you, you uh, rejected this. How why? Yeah.
2: yeah, the agent super speed effect is still cool even today. Yeah. It looks great. Uh, the after image effect god the helicopter crashing into the building in the ripple still looks so incredible good. oh so great uh behind the scenes thing um one of the
3: shots of a helicopter is a toy model mm. <laughs> yeah a little just something they bought from the store
2: uh i love that we turn into a western film for the showdown between smith and neo uh for a bit um and and
3: then yeah like brandon i know you've posted the the gif a couple times but like him getting up and doing the sh- thing it's, oh yeah. It's truly one of the coolest things a person's ever I, done. I
0: <laughs> one of my favorite things in this movie it. is when he is when he like breathes in and out and the matrix. That's what doesn't what like
2: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that I, I lied about the, the in the wall being my favorite shot. It's the shot where he does that and the walls pulse yeah. around him. Yeah. Uh that's it's my good. favorite shot. Uh I love the way they do make him seeing the Matrix as, Matrix as code. It's so cool and that the way like freaks out the programs. It's
3: like he just bought like like he just bought like uh like DLC uh uh like uh, like a video game DLC pack to make him 10 times stronger and then he's going to go fight the final boss when you're overpowered and he's just like one-handing it like it's like me fighting Ganon at the end of The Legend of Zelda I'm too strong for you buddy.
2: Yeah, it's 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 crazy just how tight and like probably the best execution of delivering constant exposition. While never, like, bogging the audience. Because it never
3: gives you too much. Because it doesn't want to reveal itself yet. Because they're saving that for the sequels. But it gives you, like, just enough. You're like, this is mad interesting.
2: Well, and, like, even if they weren't, they knew when they needed to hold back. Like, when it would be too much for the audience. Yeah. You couldn't have the conversation about the Oracle being a program yes, exactly in the movie. Yeah. movie. would be Yeah. Like, been... that would be too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you just needed the Whenever exact are for the Matrix.
0: The, the exposition sequences are broken up with, like, wait, something's coming. You know, mm-hmm. they like break them up like that. Like something's happening,
2: right? And they and they know when it would be too much for a single film.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Uh Animatrix, exceptionally exceptionally smart movie. Yeah, yeah. ten out of ten. The Animatrix. So, man, uh what's your favorite?
3: You said your favorite is the detective one, Brandon. Ben, is that your favorite mm-hmm. as well? Yeah, yeah,
4: that's my favorite. Yeah.
3: I think I have. Do have to go with the uh, the, re- the second Renaissance? The second Renaissance because it's yeah. that it's just like. I think so too. It's just like a, a, a fake documentary about the end of the world. And that is beyond fascinating. It's also, like I said earlier, like truly, truly. Who's that documentary for? Truly, <laughs> truly heinous. Because again, the thing is like, it's in the Zion archives, but like, it's a weird robot lady who controls it at the end, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, Man, the the emotional devastation that I feel for these robots, I've never felt for like in, in anything else in the genre. Maybe, maybe Westworld. Is the closest thing I could think of. But hmm. a, a five-second shot of a woman getting killed, and then she turns out to be a robot underneath. God, so that I, I started crying. Did you get emotional during yeah. this? Oh, yeah. Dude, I didn't want to look at you. It's one of those things where, like, I'm crying. I don't want to look at you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know was, when you do that when we're watching this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was insanely brutal. And I'm like, this is, like, almost like a snuff film. And it's, like, it's truly powerful. Because, like, you, to understand, like, what the machines are feeling, you have to see what they actually are going through. And, mm. like... Now I get why you turned us into with into batteries. I get it. I no no yeah. problems. Everybody.
0: It's really interesting because like it may, like when you first kind of talk about subversion of, of expectations, like you know when you're first kind of watching it, like oh this is how the robots enslaved us, but it's like no, the humans at every step, every step instigated this. Yeah. There was never the robots were only ever retaliating.
3: And they were, and they wanted, they did so much for us when they did not need to. Yeah. Like it, it starts with them just being like, you know, like just worker boss, and then they eventually make their own city zero one. Um, sounds
1: a lot like, and then they go and then they go to the UN. Like the part where I'm like, where I'm watching this, I'm like, yo, if they, if they go to the UN, it's like, yo, we don't want to do shit, we just want to like coexist peacefully. And then of course they just get Well they said because yeah. they're like we, we can offer trade because you guys
0: like our technology so we'll keep offering mm-hmm. the technologies like we made hovercrafts we made blah 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 we made blah so it's like we we offer you a trade like no and then so the whole uh, like the like, like... black
1: like the black sky thing just the, as I'm watching it's like wow yeah I feel like this would
2: happen in IRL if this <laughs> was real
1: but man, people yeah, are
2: absolutely there there is an amount where like yes it makes like humans seem responsible but it also like makes it seem like both sides, bo- it, there's a little bit of both sides being bad yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing. And like one specific one, I know you heard this exact same point And so I paid attention to it too, but it's um, because of waypoint, but it's, the, Oh, the, the murder. Y- it's the it's bigger. B166ER. The trial that starts this thing. So when you watch the security footage that shows him murdering his people, you're, you're told that like, you are only shown the evidence of like, it's almost as if he snapped. He just killed them out of right? nowhere. Yeah. Uh, and then he says, like, I didn't want... He just didn't want to die. But if you really look at that security footage in the upper right corner of the doorway is a machine that is there to dismantle him right away. And take him which away. Which means that the humans were going to dismantle him in that moment. He was... The reason he murdered them is because they were about to kill him right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, like, like, the narrative doesn't tell you that entirely. Yeah. It's all in the visual. But also, did he need to... Split her head
3: open. Right, right. <laughs> so again, like I understand, yes, I wanted to die, to but like cat, that's, but pretty that's pretty, pretty extreme, Mister Robot. Right, exactly. They need to <laughs> kill the cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Oh. Yeah, it,
2: it becomes. It's it's just very interesting how like you you really gotta. They did such a good job of really needing to pay attention to everything. There's something so. uh long-lasting and horrific about like when when they are in war and and war is just bad for everybody this
3: honestly reminded me of like this is Westworld season seven
2: uh-huh yeah right
3: like like this is how far we progress um man so the robots they they eventually make their own city like in the middle of, of uh uh the middle east i think it's middle east right oh no it's in the cradle of, civil- civilization, in in the africa, cradle of civilization in africa in yeah. africa um and they build this massive uh, machine city and they're thriving and like their economy is doing better than the entire world their fake dollar is worth more than than the real dollar right and they're exporting cars and all this stuff um humans for some reason don't like that so they just try to kill them they just nuke them which yeah. is incredibly <laughs> shitty obviously um, there's but there's a lot of really go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because the robots like they get nuked and then they forget that, like, oh yeah, radiation hurts humans and flesh, which they don't have. Yeah. So some of them got hurt and then now they're just all ready to retaliate. Now you have a now you have a robot army that you cannot fight.
0: There's right? a lot of really horrifying imagery in this in this short, um, in both parts. Uh not just like the the, the brutality-ness of it, but like um the flaming horse, the robotic horse riding through the or the um the bit where the, the collector is like pulling a person out of the out of the machine like rips it rips when his arms off.
2: When they're figuring out how to make emotions happen in a yes. person when they're messing with their brains. Oh my god. Yeah, how they're trying to matter. figure
1: out they're they're making the matrix at that point. They're
2: figuring out how to program. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You it's, have like
1: all the all the people strung up and they're just all in agony and some of them are when you close get close ups on some of them, some of them have like half their heads like vertically have their faces missing and oh, yeah. it's just, yeah, there is some the second renaissance has some really gross shit. Yeah, on both sides and both the human like even when I was watching the first part when Brandon you mentioned earlier the the woman who was a robot but she was getting brutally murdered and or sparks to that damn it. Damn my husband used too much stuff. <laughs> it was me then <laughs> it was me. That part right. was that part was horrifying. It kind of reminded me of watching old um um Holocaust footage back when I was in sixth grade when we were about Yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And there's and it was, and- yeah, it's it was of course the one the war actually begins and you see all the humans like the first time I ever saw the Animatrix was when it aired on Adult Swim, funny enough. Me too. Me too. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, yo, like the scene where the guy with the soldiers like we just mentioned it, the scene where this the guy is screaming to help get saved and he's a ripped out of his um arm and back. Always stuck But his day. arms, his arms and legs stayed. Yeah, right. that that is uh, horrifying.
2: Yeah, but it's also it's not just horrifying it's not just gross, but it's also like tragically beautiful in a lot of places. Um it's it's gorgeous animation, mm-hmm. honestly. Like it, yeah, it looks yeah. very it's it's mm-hmm. very well animated. There's a lot of real real like Beauty in the sense of different personalities being present in the machines, the way a lot of the machines, even when they've designed themselves, look different as they're going into battle. Like, it's so there's personality present yeah. in their own self design. Um, they they so they're humanoid in nature, right? Because they got built that way, but as they
3: got as they became their own thing, they stayed that way because like they want to they want to mirror like a living thing, right? Like, they, they themselves are living, so they're not going to be monsters, they're not going to look like monsters, right? When but they the more know, they before, evolve, before they evolve. Uh, there's, oh, they say it in Waypoint again, I forget it is, but there's a there's a evolution-type thing in biology where, at a certain point, everything will evolve into a crab because that is, like, the perfect survival thing. So, like, I'll, so like the robots that we see in the future, they're sentinels, and, like, they're little crab monsters. The human robots don't exist anymore because they're not human. The humanity in them is gone. Right. Just like the humanity in humanity is gone. It's like, they, they both transformed because of this war,
0: which yeah, is maybe. super
1: cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? What uh,
0: about? do you want to talk about a different uh, uh short?
3: I got one. Can you get Emma real quick while yeah, I say okay. this quote? This is my favorite uh, quote in the entire because Emma's doing crazy. Shit. Um, after the, the robots have won and they go to the UN, there is a sentinel and he's like, he's like the, the mouth of Sauron. And he says, Your flesh what? is a relic, a mere vessel. Hand oh. over your flesh and a new world awaits you. We, we demand, demand it. it. That is the scariest thing for me. Uh, Because that's them finally going, we've been nice this entire time. It's over. Yeah. And then, of course, he,
1: and then, of course, they just like they sign it. He does the barcode and he nukes the whole place anyway.
2: Yeah. It's, and then he dies inside of it. That's the whole thing. It's like he's signing, he's signing a contract of like peace accords between them. And he's like, yeah, but also (laughs) boom. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, Um,
0: That thing is super messed up. I love that robot design. Also, I'm just
1: like, also symbolism because when the uh, when the representatives from zero one came to the UN one of them was holding it holding an apple he was also holding an apple the same time he's like hmm, you could have had this but you chose the other one so uh,
3: <laughs> I am I, I love this like this is again why I love Westworld like this this idea it's not done done wrong it could be really like gross and like and, and like uh like offensive but like there's a scene of, of a million robot march and I didn't feel like I didn't feel that was gross you know what I mean like there's ways that you can do it and it's really tactical. There's a lot
2: of, there's a lot of like calling up. That was weird. Hmm, sorry. Uh, there's a lot of like calling up images of civil rights activism mm-hmm. and things like that. And they, they know what they're doing. They're the B166ER bigger mm-hmm. uh, case. Like it, they know what they're calling back to, but um, I think it's done in a way where like they want to make direct. It, it can almost be too on the nose, but like, I don't think it hurts it no. in doing so. Especially because like it's trying to make a point, even if it's making that point very bluntly. Yes, because yeah. like for me, like when they say the million man march or
3: million robot march, I'm like, okay, so that means there is a million robots. That means that they nuke a million robots, right? Like, and that is like the scale of like what is what this war is, it's like it's insane. Yeah, uh, yeah um, great shit. What's the next one? So, oh. so
0: we'll talk about. Uh, Mag brought up a short in the country yeah, comments. Man. He remembered the sprint
1: runner short and the images being fascinating. Yeah, that's an interesting
0: one because it's a, it's, I didn't, I was too young to understand what that was, what that one was doing, but like he is willing himself out of the matrix.
3: He is so good at what he does. Like he's been able to master the matrix in a way that he breaks out of the matrix with his running. That is an insanely cool idea. Well, it's not
2: even quite like, right, it's not even quite mastering the matrix, like to his mind. He is pushing himself to the utmost of his limits, but his belief in himself and his own limits yeah. means that he doesn't believe in the rules of the matrix yeah. as much. So he's able to like pierce the veil, even though he's not trying to pierce the veil. Yeah, good He like runs. Really, he like,
0: essentially like, runs out of the matrix.
2: But it's a good youth like analogy for like a runner's high kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. he's just per- like achieving the perfect runner's high uh mm-hmm. it's really cool it's a it's a nice one um it's it's very visceral animation uh yeah like as he's yeah. running
3: which now i because i've never really watched speed running now i get why the flash runs like this i get it mm-hmm. like, i'm not mad about it anymore because that's what speed runners do um still doesn't look cool but you know um <laughs> the the thing again like the, the the other runners turn into agents and then they're speed running too and i'm like oh yeah. this is sick. cool little yeah. short. the agent um,
0: designs on all of these shorts are really cool because they yeah, ch- yeah. keep changing them
3: Mm -hmm. and every arts every obviously it's an anthology but like every art style is super unique and different to the next one
1: yeah Mm -hmm. um so okay so we talked about the other favorite uh the other one that i really enjoy just because i mean the action is gorgeous but also the like it was taking all the animation boxes and all the action boxes were were, for me was program the one that was set in like feudal japan so
3: cool that one's very good basically like early star wars visions
1: yeah
0: yeah, this whole thing
1: this whole thing star wars visions is this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but there is okay. There is one short that is not my favorite. Um, only really because I just I'm not a big fan of the animation style. This is me not knocking the animation style, it's just I, something
0: sorry, Ben. You have a tendency to kind of like jump, jump between two things. Did you want to talk about the the first short first or would you rather talk about the next one you were gonna talk
1: about? Oh, yeah, let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about this one. Yeah. Because uh, the,
0: the Japanese one is is really that's really cool. I love that. I love that mm-hmm. one too. It's my second favorite.
2: Phil Lamar um,
1: is a a is voice in that one. Yes,
2: he is. Yes, he is. I I love that one a lot. Um I have to say like it is one where I sit there and I go, "Oh, I feel like this is how you lose people rather than like yeah. make sure you can keep them." It, because yeah. like it's so it's, a risk. it's so traumatizing. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, like I know like she just hits the guy at the end, but like you you have to imagine like they either this is a new thing that they're doing or just this one ship is doing it, but like it it would seem to me that the logic is that they're doing this because of Cypher. And so they're putting people through these tests. Don't they say something about cipher? I think I swear they. I don't think they do, but they do say <sighs> that it's a test. I th- okay, I think yeah, I think um, it's, yeah, a test so it's because like, yeah. like he's he's doing the cipher play. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. But, but we can get plugged in together.
2: But this is a person that they've completely generated her emotions for her relationship with, and like, and then make her love him and also kill him. And I'm like, man. I don't know that would make me want to go back to the matrix that's pretty, pretty that's pretty manipulative because he
0: because yeah. like she walk, she walks away and she's she's pissed like you do understand what i like about the ending of this is like you understand the traumatic experience that this was for her
2: yeah i mean like i do think it's a fact i'm not saying like the short is bad this is me saying like i think that the people of zion would do this is maybe a misstep yeah, yeah. Uh, like i hope this isn't a a wide swath thing they're doing on all their ships to like check their people because like this is the kind of shit that makes people not like the Matrix. Yeah, mm. true, very
0: true. Yeah, yeah. I, I I do wonder if like it's just this guy because they do mention like the captain ordered this or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, it's just it's, this captain is like, yeah, let's torture my my
3: crew. Yeah, let's let's try something. It yeah, makes
2: yeah. it makes for a very fun uh, short to watch, but it very definitely pretty. makes me go like, ooh, this is not the so way you morally, guys should handle this. Morally <laughs> right. wrong. Morally not okay, yeah. <laughs> ben, did okay, you have no, another short?
1: Yeah, Damn. so the other short that I like the story of it because it introduces a character that we see in um the other films, it's just oh, the, the animation style. Yeah, it's the animation style is not my favorite. That's um, that's fair. Uh, I i love it because it's is is the kid, the, the story, oh, the kid. The kid.
2: Yeah. Oh, I love the kid, yeah,
3: yeah. I thought mm-hmm. you weren't gonna like the A Fox one, <laughs>
2: kids, kids' story
3: is one of my favorites, yeah. I i I think that is that's probably my second favorite, honestly. Uh, no, see, that is, is like like nonstop, like beautiful, like like painting. It's like it's all hand drawn shit, uh, which is really impressive. Uh, that took like a long time to make too. That specific one, um, I can I can understand not liking it. It is very loose in a way, yeah. and like the animation is very. Oh,
1: I get it, but I. It's like that it. to me that animations that style of animation. It's it reminds me a lot of Jay Lee's style of art. No, oh, I'm not that. saying yeah. he's a bad. I'm not saying he's a bad artist. I'm not saying the art is bad or like the animation is bad. It's just that I'm not a big fan of that style of art. Um, The story inside of it, really compelling, really good. And it brings a character that we see later in the films. It's like, oh, this is really cool. But other than that, it's just like really the only bummer, like I was watching is like, this is such a good story. It's just, I'm not a big fan of the art. What, what, What did you say, Sparks? You said something?
2: I said he should have skateboarded and reloaded.
0: Oh yeah,
2: uh, That's a good point. <laughs> One of those barrels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's like getting the ammo yeah. out,
3: he's like, "Woo!" Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the, kid, <laughs> the kid is basically like the beginning of the Matrix again. It is, it is somebody contacting someone to get out of the Matrix, but this time it's Neo, mm-hmm. uh, which is really cool. Which is cool,
2: and it's it's Chiara It also is like. the the introduction of the idea of self substantiating. Yeah, which is where you're able to essentially red pill yourself out of the Matrix. Yeah,
3: and, and like in man, the shot at the end, is it, he jumps off a building, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's how happens, he gets right. out of the
2: Matrix, by basically suiciding. Um, but he's never, he never takes a red pill, which is really important, and that's why, like Trinity says at the end, like, I i didn't think self-substantiation was possible and Neo's like, apparently it is. Yeah. And that's why he's so Im- Im- constantly, Impressed. like, impo- imposing on the kid, like, you saved yourself, because like, he literally did, he pulled himself out of the Matrix by his own will. Which, again,
3: is something goes to the, the newest yeah. Matrix movie, where right.
2: it's like, you know, the pill's kind of just like, like an illusion kind of thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um...
0: Man, I can't wait to talk about that movie. There's
2: there's something inside of the classroom mm-hmm. that I again like. Waypoint brought it to my attention. The teacher I looked at it. No, it's the oh. it's the white, it's the white like cell in the corner of the classroom that like Rob brought it up on Waypoint and was like, "What is that? What? Why is that there?" And it looks like he has like a seal lock or something. So oh. like, there's something kind of more sinister to the classroom. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Um, yeah it's very weird. Like if you guys go back, uh, I I don't know if I could find a picture of it, but like, if you guys go back in kids story, there's the shot where it shows like the teacher up by the, the chalkboard and the students in the front. And if you look to the right, there's like this big white square with like a keypad kind of door on it. And it's never clear what that's for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not the yeah. entrance to the classroom. It looks like a, a an intense timeout zone or something. <laughs> and like, I'm like, what is that? It looks so weird and sinister. Yeah. Uh, It's so bizarre. And I wonder what that touches. Like it's, it's just never explained. It's, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, I love I love kids story because you get like the perspective of like the people who live in the Matrix. And it's like, oh, yeah, happens to kids like that all the time. Just don't believe they live in their reality. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, man, you don't even know. (laughs) Again, that teacher, the teacher
3: is there's the great shot of like his phone rings again. And it's the slow turn of the teacher, which is Mm -hmm. so scary. But it's it's the thing of, again, that everyone is your enemy in the Matrix until until they get freed. Because like that teacher, he's not an agent. He's 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 just living in a society but, where this is normal. But he
2: is like what Morpheus said, which is where like he's so dependent on the, the matrix that he, even on a subconscious level he'll do what is necessary to maintain the yeah, order. He'll, he'll
3: be an enemy without really yes, knowing what's yes, going on.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I really like Kid's story. I thought it yeah, was me too. Cool. I mean, really, it does that like he's a character we see later.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I really like the Ion Flux one. Um I don't I'm not I don't I'm not crazy about that animation though. Um, I really the like the story.
3: Uh, it's where they are trying to um, they're trying to convert a machine. It's a really trippy one. Uh, yeah. Where yeah, they're
2: all like, we're gonna make this machine horny as fuck. <laughs> think, yeah, that's my least we're favorite one. Keep
1: going like, out of all of them, that's my least favorite one to be honest
2: fair yeah yeah i it's not my least favorite one honestly my least favorite one is flight of the osiris purely because like i uh, i like the intent of what that story is but i find it kind of boring to watch especially because i find the animation bland it is
3: the the one animation that i think it looks fine but it's the one that like doesn't
2: hold it's one where i straight up sit there and i'm like this should have just been in live action i'll tell Um, you what i'll
0: tell you what i agree in the matrix but when they're out of the matrix i think that animation is really cool the matrix. so like when they're doing like the flight of the osiris when they like see yeah like yeah I'm,
2: I'm i'm hearing what you're saying and i'm like i still would have just rather watched that in live action i really like
0: i really like that one though
2: i i get that like i'm not knocking it i'm not saying like oh it's shit it's just like it is my least favorite because i find it the most outside of like what it means for the story of matrix reloaded i find it the most unengaging Mm-hmm. Um it is nice to give whereas, like a little whereas I like the AM Flux one because like they do this visualization of like when the machine stops being a machine and starts seeing itself as something related yeah. to humanity and reinterprets its own design and then even when it comes to come to help and connect with the girl the girl still can't see past the machine yeah. and reacts to it in horror and like it it's one of those that like it's weird I don't think all of it works but it does make you like think and is the only matrix thing that I think tries to step into the mind, literally, of a silent machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a perspective yeah. we don't really get. Right.
0: Um. The ending is, you know, he, like, accepts, like, his humanity, almost, and, like, the tragic ending of, like, he connects the girl and then just decides to die in the Matrix or whatever this closed portal of the Matrix is.
2: And then just ends up sitting on, by the sea, the same. This is the one that's the hardest for me to, like, connect. Like, I think it does, like, good setup for... The concept of like the only real solution is for machines and and humans to come together of their own volition Mm. uh i think it does good setup for that kind of good setup for like machines that we meet in matrix resurrection however i'm like i don't understand how this exists in the context of the matrix timeline because like where and what is going on with the monkey (laughs)
3: animals are dead y'all what's going on
2: yeah that's just gotta be that one really throws just just because
3: they wanted to.
2: I get it. Like, yeah, there's right. literally,
3: there's... That's the one that are puts dead. me off
2: in such a major way. And the other thing is, like, we've never seen a place like that in the real world. And, like, they're above ground, which is wild. And it that's hard to... It is kind of,
3: like, the least, like, like can and make it sense It doesn't of feel them. tangible yeah, in the yeah.
2: world of The Matrix, even though I think it's exploring, like, really important and vital things to The Matrix. Yeah, I... But the real world stuff is very hard for me to, like make function in relation to the rest of now that being said like it could be far in the past before morpheus was at zion this could be the prequel the resurrections that we don't even know that's true you know like i i don't i don't know uh it just it's very hard to like connect it oh yeah, yeah into the wider spread that's that's the part where i it is most, most outside like like the matrix zone and all. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. there's
0: there's i mean there is the end where the machines do end up in the compound and kill everyone which i actually think is very very tragic um yeah. but like there's like I a agree. staging ground that they have where it's like there's you know they're looking behind a curtain and like that's a that's a pretty elaborate setup for above the surface so we're told like as like we know the surface to be it's the machines territory
2: yeah right yeah, it's it's just very, it's interesting, and I I have a hard time placing it. If the if
3: because mm-hmm. I like weird visuals, like if the if the cool visuals weren't weren't that cool, I definitely would be lower on it for all. The and stuff like we what they about. meant,
2: and like what they meant, like like everything that's inside with all that cool visualization and the fact that it is the machine like interpreting itself to how it can connect to humanity is cool. Yeah, that is what makes me like it. I
0: agree.
3: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the so, outside stuff not so much. Yeah.
0: I really like Flight of the Osiris, though. I'm like, I'm kind of like, I feel the same way, much of the same way, like Bardock, the father of Goku. Like, I like, I really think this the sequence is really badass, and like, I kind of want them to make it. Like, I want them to make it. I want them to live, and I and I know yeah, yeah. that they're not. They can't. There's no way. Or those. There's no Matrix Reloaded.
2: Yeah, I respect that. I I kind of wish it had been in the hands of a different animation studio. That animation studio was doomed. So like it it you kind of wish that it could have been someone else it was the one-two it.
3: punch of this and Spirits of the Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Spirits that win, yeah. bankrupted
2: that company yeah Yeah, and like it just it did not have the future of animation at its threshold and and like I think I needed someone to be more oh. visually engaging with it for it to be the story it was and be animated or to just do it in live action Brandon do you like this one because it got sexy people
0: fighting no <laughs> I like the outside the Matrix stuff I told you
2: okay because I like that stuff so more <laughs> I mean, I. I it's hey, it's hey, look. It's very we horny. Get, we get yeah. we get some male booty and yeah, female. Yeah, that's booty, what I mean. So everyone
3: like... everyone is represented. That's what I love about it. Back in 2003, this wasn't happening. Show me some booty. Like
2: I really like
0: you know I lamented how how I miss how I miss how horny blockbusters used to be. This is pretty horny. Oh,
2: yeah, this is peak 2003 peak. <laughs> I love. I really like the. I really Wait like until this next bit. week when we talk about the horniest of them all. Oh, like it. <laughs>
0: I really like when they when they, like independently lift up their, lift up their thing and be like, oh,
3: oh, oh. oh. And, I get, and it is <laughs> like hover cars are so cool. So like watching that scene, it is awesome to watch. But it's just like, I just wish it looked a little better. Still, I, sure. it is for me like, it doesn't ruin it, but like it, it is it is the one that's aged for me.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's definitely the one that aged the worst. Um. um we got
2: one left, right? We have two. We two. have the detective story. Detective, right, right. Uh, which is a really good one. We kind of referenced before. Yeah, it's uh, a
1: noir um, matrix thing. Well, I love it so much. Yeah, I I just love how it's stylized differently. Like the Matrix for him is like a black and white noir movie, and even the cars look like they're
2: nineteen from the nineteen thirties. You know yeah, that
0: the, that's why because he's from the second iteration. No,
2: well, but that does <laughs> it does weird me out because Trinity's in it too.
1: Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I'm like,
2: wait. Didn't it be nineteen ninety nine? Yeah. I think this is just a thing of like
3: they're
1: doing like style just more being than anything. Stylistic
2: more than anything. Honestly,
1: yeah. I didn't care. Yeah, we I didn't care. care. I was I because I knew that this whole thing was an anthology series from the get-go. So I'm like, I'm gonna see some cool shit. I'm gonna see some weird shit. And I, this but the thing, thing is, have you seen the Animatrix
0: before? Is this your first time or your second?
1: No, this is my second. Okay. I've seen it before. I watched it on Adult Swim.
0: Yeah, I ago. think I think Star Wars Visions is a good like primer.
1: In a way, like if
0: you were going back to the Matrix, you know, and you have the Star Wars visions, uh, uh, knowledge in your head of like, oh, these are they could can be canon, they could can be not. They're just he- heavily stylized bits of Star Wars. Like this, this is what this is. It's heavily stylized bits of the Matrix.
3: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think the thing that we're not like rubbing up against, but I think it's like how much of this is canon and what, else? and not that that really matters for an anthology, but like the Second Renaissance is canon. That's what. That's the movie. Yeah, that's what happened. That's the Matrix. Whereas something like the detective story or like uh, the program. I'm I'm indifferent if that like if that's in the if that's actually happening in the matrix that we saw you know what I mean as opposed the, to just like, a cool story.
0: Yeah, the the flight of the Osiris uh, one be, has to yeah. be canon, obviously. Yeah. Um, the kid, canon. Uh, but other than that, like in the in the history of Zion one, it's like yeah, I guess they could be, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, but, like, for for the Wachowskis' money, like, all of it is canon. Oh, for sure. Like, like yeah. all yeah. of it is intended to be canon. And, like, uh, I think the detective story only, like, gets weird about the canon only because it is Trinity. And if it was anybody else, it'd be like, okay. Yeah. But it's Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, eh, uh, what is Okay, this? Where are you?
1: It, it would have been Trinity when she first, her like, one of her first missions after she got unplugged. I think sure. that's the implication anyway.
3: Yeah, back when it was like 60s. <laughs> uh, that would be actually cool, Brandon, but uh, if that was... Like your joke about like oh this was the previous Matrix, but
2: yeah Trinity is
0: there. It's just so, uh, Trinity, yeah. Trinity. Unless, unless no, I'm not gonna do it.
2: But well, that being said, like we know there's previous incarnations of, of the One of some people, so, so there can be a previous incarnation of Trinity just the same. That's what
0: I was about to say. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah uh, I, it, it, that would. But that, wouldn't. that goes
0: against what the architect said because the the previous ones didn't have a Trinity.
2: Yeah. Well, it, there could have been a previous Trinity, just not a previous Trinity who connected to the One. Not true. Uh, because, because the change is supposed to be that the Oracle told Trinity she would fall in love with the one. That's the change she made. Hmm. She did
3: it. There another or, universe would, where would she... Would she have
2: ever done it if she hadn't told her about it? Just like the base? Oh. Would she have been looking for it the same? When you that's know. supposed to be the change that the Oracle made. I love these movies. Because the Oracle when we get to the end of revolutions and the architect and the Oracle are talking about the Oracle played a dangerous game. Well, this was, this was the, the big change because we get to it and reload it. We'll talk about it next week. Program, anyway, programs I, are cool. I
0: love it. I love it. You just,
2: Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, I love this franchise. Really good. I, I like detective story a lot because you get that immediate in the moment, watching a person who was hopefully going to escape the matrix being taken over by an agent. Yeah. That's yeah. So yeah. Awesome.
3: And he's like, he's like, he's fighting it. Cause he's like, he he's aware. Oh,
2: that's so cool. She's like, yeah, you didn't make it. Sorry, bud. Yeah. Rip. Yeah. And then yeah. what's the, the only one? way
0: to stop the agent is to kill him before he turns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't the remember. Other
1: one, the other one's beyond. It's beyond. the one where uh, it's where she's uh, with a lady with a star on star birthmark on her face. Oh yeah. She's it's trying to find her cat, and then love they're it. playing around. with Like this spot of the matrix is just all um, uh, it's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. It's just like yeah. a village where you get to play around, and that it's, one it's is or the Dark World thing. <laughs> yes, I was gonna say the same
2: thing. <laughs> yes,
1: the yes. oh, Dark World. Yeah. That that one is interesting because it's really just them playing around in a spot. Or this it girl fights. trying to find her cat. She's trying. She's playing around with these kids, and then the agents mow it over, and then oh, well, she what, goes what back. Cues, she...
0: What cues the agents is that the way I saw it, is that she is. Willing herself out of the matrix. She's like finding her way through the glitch of realizing that this is not reality. And then that's how the like the agents can like sense that. So they go to like be like, yeah, yeah. let's scrub this thing and this never happened.
2: Interesting. Yeah. That's not the read I had. That I didn't think it was specifically tied to her like finding her way out of the matrix. I thought it was just that is a glitch. And like more people are going there more frequently. Mm -hmm. So the agents are becoming aware of it because it Mm -hmm. could lead to them finding their way out of the matrix because it's something that doesn't look the same, but I thought it was much more like directly being an analogy for like the magic of childhood and how that gets taken away from you. Those places get taken away from you. The fact that it literally gets paved over to be turned into a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That, that sense of like childhood wonder and that being robbed uh, I thought that's really what it was all for, which I thought was done very, very well. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. it was. It is like the, like,
3: because most of these have been like action-packed, like dramatic or like scary or whatever. And like, this one's just like kids having fun. Yeah. Kids are flying, they're dropping shit. It's not flying. Really, really
2: beautiful animation and great musical cues yeah. and mm-hmm. sound effects. I, I really like this love one. Love the cat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah. a
1: good respite from a lot of the fighting and the sadness and the and depressing ones.
2: I love the little girl figuring out that her shadow doesn't line up with her and like the cat meows like a lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these kind of like weird things that happen inside. I think that's really neat.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: Animatrix, you guys, very
3: good. Mm-hmm.
2: Always.
0: I really like the animatrix. I do too. Um, oh yeah. Um I remember I remember having it on VHS. That's how I watched it first. Ooh, honestly, nice. honestly,
2: I consider it necessary lore expansion. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um okay. I guess that's everything.
3: Think so? We got three we'll more to
0: go. Talk about talk about the Matrix Reload and the Matrix Revolutions. Um uh, next week, uh so stay tuned. Shall we get into our book club then? Book it up. Unless Sparks has any more notes?
2: I just scanned through and no, I don't. I I I mean, I could say a lot more about the Matrix, but like uh I think we it's best we don't. If you guys want, I'm sure we'll reference back to it. Oh yeah. It. Um, well, um,
1: Before we go, Megan has been in the chat so oh, he's well, talked yeah. about the Dojo scene in the Matrix, because they reference kung fu movies, especially Bruce Lee. True. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh, weirded out by the Matrix part, the part in the Matrix where um, Neo's mouth gets... Um, How can you call rude. if you can't speak?
0: Oh, yeah. um, the the uh, Dojo scene, when they're talking about like all the action stars, it's their first cue that there's been a lot more time than we were led to believe has passed.
3: Hell yeah, that's so, that's that revelation in Reloaded. Uh, yeah.
0: Awesome. Um, all right. Shall we get into our book club then? Okay. My turn. Uh, that's why I was so nervous. I, I messed up the wrong button. Um, all right. I picked JLA Avengers um, because, you know, George Perez uh is is ill right now and i, I I've i thought about reading a George Perez book so I picked JLA Avengers it's the final time that the Avengers and the and the Avengers and the Marvel universe and the DC universe crossed over. Um so Kurt Busiak and George Perez. Kurt Busiak right?
3: Is it I don't yeah. think no it's not Busiak Is it
0: oh is it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh I got it wrong. Okay,
0: yeah. Um yeah, what do we think about this?
3: Um I wanna go last.
1: Okay. Ben, go go first then. Okay. Um I enjoyed it. Um very dense, but of course look at who we're talking uh dealing with here. Um I do have some things I want to say about like Superman, especially Superman and Captain America um later on in the about about their characters in the book, but besides that, um this is it, I it, when, when did this book come out exactly? 2003. Okay. So I, so back then there was like standard crossover like they fight and they team up and they're all friends at the end of the book but there are parts of it i really enjoyed parts of it that i was kind of eh, in but all in all this is i wish marvel and dc would hold hands and do more of stuff like this this is actually pretty interesting
3: okay i'll actually go next i think this book is incredible yeah um um reading this book um the the amount of things it's tackling is truly insane mm-hmm. the amount of characters the plot the fact that this is not a four issue book; they're double sized issues. This is an eight issue book.
4: Right. The fact that
3: mm-hmm. like they're able to tell such a concise story, and I, and I, it makes sense to me. Um, not not that I'm saying you make it doesn't make sense to you or anything, but like I, I, this is one of the most impressive comics I've ever read. Not in terms of breadth or depth. It's not you know this isn't like Watchmen, but pure comic book. This is almost unrivaled. Oh, yeah. True. Truly, every page is the biggest page a comic would ever have. Uh, comics this must have taken him forever to draw like truly i it, it's i feel the same way about it i felt about avengers forever like that is a huge epic book that could have been in too, could have been way too much for someone to handle um i think it's awesome and like my favorite stuff isn't even the fighting stuff it's the stuff where the realities are warping and people are becoming different people and it's like yeah it is a it is a truly chaotic book from beginning mm-hmm. to end uh i love
2: it uh i i think
3: it's awesome <laughs> I think it's awesome.
0: Sparks, do you want to go next?
2: I would pretty much echo everything Ryan said. Yeah. I, I have almost nothing different to add from what he said.
0: Uh I don't either. Um, I adored this book. I thought it was a blast. Um, it, it is such a big book. I took pictures. I never take pictures
3: I took, of, I took too many pictures, man. I never I'm take
0: pictures. pictures. <laughs> um, but like this image of a galactus. Bursting out of the molten core of this planet that he's consuming and and just fucking like Metron, like, yeah, that's that's what he does. Grandmaster mm-hmm. shouldn't give him Galactus. So
3: so Krona is is Krona's from DC, right? That's the Green Lantern guy. Yeah. Is that a, okay,
0: he's, a, so, he's a he's the exiled guardian.
3: Right. So Krona um he wants the secrets of reality. He wants to know like what is life about? Like what um this is confusing, y'all. What what am I supposed to do? So he uh, was banished in his universe but then he's been going to different universes trying to find the secrets not being satisfied and destroying them right mm-hmm. uh so then he goes to the marvel university and meets the grandmaster he's like i don't want to die let's play a game let's play chess uh and let's collect every major mcguffin the world has ever seen and it's like they're not even really important at the end it's just like a game which is super fun because the heroes keep getting the things and they're leaving like what's going on mm-hmm. um i i i have so much to say about this book man it's so crazy I wish I I this book so much I want to do like its own special. Right.
0: Um this this uh Krona there's a moment towards the end where Krona is like um there is something before this universe look in my and my in my universe it's a hand and this universe is a voice like there is there's, there's ascensions to the universe and he's trying to like figure out what that is cuz you know he, we we see the origin of Galactus in this book um and we also see the hand uh the the hand at the center of the DC universe. Um we also
1: see Eternia and eternity trying
0: to screw trying i to... want to talk a lot about the dc <laughs> manifestation of eternity is a woman and i yeah. love it
2: yeah. <laughs> no yeah they they
1: are they the f- vote, third
0: right? issue opens with the two of them embracing they're like you go eternity
3: yeah uh the mm-hmm. thing that uh the art obviously it's really good uh but the thing the structure of this book is inc- is incredible to me because, like, a lot of the pages will have two different stories happening at the same time uh-huh. for multiple pages, right? Um, and it really helps, actually, if you're, like, if you're reading on your phone, you can just scroll up, so it's just, like, mm-hmm. a nice thing. Uh, there are too many, too many cool scenes and cool moments in here to remember all of them. Yeah. Like, truly. But, like, oh, Sorrow so fighting the Avengers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so great. Right. Uh, Terminus, the stupid Marvel villain fighting the Justice League. The The idea... And I, and I understand where you come from, Ben, but it is it is core to the story of Superman and Captain America being conflicted because it's like the universe is doing this to them. Mm-hmm. I love it because at first I also didn't like it. I'm like, Superman is a f- fucking dick. I, he's, uh, this is not Superman. Right. But then it was happening in Captain America. I'm like, oh no, something's happening here. And it's also it's like it's Magneto.
0: Yeah. It's Magneto and Nova in Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like, man, yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah, sick
3: exactly. of this. Exactly, yeah. Um, and like, again, this could have been just like, we're just going to have our heroes fight each other. But that that this book is so much more than that. And again, my Dude. favorite part, it's it's an issue. I think it's issue two or issue three. Like they 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 beat, they win. And then it's it's Oliver Queen hanging out with Black Canary, and then he turns into Hawkeye, and then Hawkeye is kissing uh Dinah Lance. And I'm like I'm yeah, the,
0: confused. The third issue of what the third the issue. Yeah, the third issue when all the realities are starting to like are merging and they're changing eras which i really liked like i took a lot of pictures of just how like the the different era uh things where captain america's like this isn't right and he sees like the picture of the jsa and the jla first meeting but it's the avengers and the jsa and the jla
2: yeah, yeah. um yeah
0: you Captain know. america like wonder Woman's like you've been doing this since infinity
1: inc and the jsa right and it's like what i have
2: i i don't know you <laughs> that's that's the best part of
1: <clears throat> oh yeah no one of my favorite parts of the book is actually in this is actually issue three that's my my favorite issue um is when they're constantly going back and forth between different realities and things keep changing like kyle rayner and um wally west aren't the flash and green lantern anymore and there are so many times like wonder woman's costume is changing or even when there's this random panel where superman's hair is short and then it's 90s arrow long and then it's short oh, again. aquaman he, his hand yeah. comes
3: back after because he had a hook hand at the time. The coolest mm-hmm. Man has ever looked. He's like, Well, I got my hand back, hell yeah!
1: Yeah, just yeah. all of this stuff in issue three was actually like I love how they each go to each other's um, like Avengers Mansion and then the, the watch, the watchtower for a party. And it's like, Yeah, yeah. we you do this every year, we just hang out. I'm so- like, I like so.
0: So there's a there's a line that I really like that, that you're bouncing off of. Um, it's the the Flash and Green Lantern are, are Barry and and Hal. They're back from the dead essentially. They've been dead for for a long time at this point. And Hal says to Barry, "If reality's changing around us, how do we know anything? How are we even here? Are we are we who we're supposed to be?" And Barry just says, "Sorry, Hal, but that's way too metaphysical for my Iowa <laughs> boy. Like for for an Iowa boy like me, let's just get the job done."
3: Yeah yeah yeah. Uh, like that, we don't want to
0: talk about that part. Um, the,
3: the the fights between the certain matchups is super great. Thor fighting Superman is so fun because. Superman stops it, and he's like, "Odin's beard! How can you do this?" And yeah. he's like, "Sorry to disappoint you, son, but in my world, I take the dial up to 11 He punches him mm-hmm. with the hammer, and I'm like,
0: "Dude." Or, or like oh. Superman's Superman, like the way they like compare the Earth, like when they when they're in Metropolis and they drop into like well the Avengers Metropolis, but it's not a city, you know. And Superman like points like, "This Earth is smaller." Yeah. But they've got countries we've never heard of, and they have, and we have cities they don't have, and like. Yeah. This is interesting. This is weird. And like Aquaman even, sorry, real quickly. Aquaman even says like the Avenger, the the heroes here are outnumbered. Like they're getting, they're winning due to willpower alone. They don't have our power. Their villains have our power. We don't, they don't.
3: That is is my absolute favorite thing about this book because there are, there, there is a difference between Marvel and DC and not, not in like a creator way. It's just like, like the, like DC characters are gods. Mm-hmm. Your human character of Batman can beat every god on the planet uh, in the universe, right? That's that's the lowest level of human can do that. Whereas the Avengers, Thor is the strongest you got, and Superman can kick his ass no problem, right? Like, yeah, that's man. that is the thing I love. It's like the Avengers are up against a losing battle, but like their willpower takes over. Whereas like the Justice League, it's like we are the best and we know it. And, like we have to be the best, or we and, have to be as good as we, we mm-hmm. present ourselves.
0: Yeah, and Hawkeye, Hawkeye, is like, wait a minute, these guys look familiar. Oh right, they're Discount Squadron Supreme. <laughs> Dude, I love that line. So <laughs> he's, and oh, he's
3: worked on the Wizard.
0: <laughs> and he's like talking about it, like he's like, well, then we can beat these guys. We beat the Squadron Supreme. Like he's underestimated the Justice League.
2: Sorry, I've, I've had some experience with boomerang. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh God. When he shoots a boomerang, it's like boomerang and gets him every time. And Wally's is just like, really.
3: Uh, so to 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 go to Kronos like final final like castle in the sky or whatever, they use an imperial Atlantean underwater ship. They retrofit it with Thor's hammer, Iron Man technology, and Speed Force technology, to 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 Make the ultimate craft that no comic will ever beat. No. This vehicle they make is the coolest, most like overly designed. Like, we have this is the most powerful ship ever made. It's running with Barry's speed and Thor's hammer. And I'm like, this is the coolest idea. And it's like a giant like attack uh on like a like a citadel. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's just the scope of it is they the reason they never made another <laughs> one is that it's too good. You can't beat this.
0: I want to I want to just real quickly talk about the humor in this. If this will just look at that.
3: Wasp's
1: got a little chair. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. cute. it's cute. This is Wasp got a little chair. Uh, this was a pre- well, there, before you go. I want to talk about this one scene, which just for some reason just made my nerd heart jump for joy. And that's Dark Side wearing the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah.
4: and it doesn't work.
1: No, why? I don't know. And even it want. doesn't work. And he's just like, take it. But just the fact scene, Dark Side wearing a gauntlet, and everyone, and, and like all the Avengers who are about to find, they go. Oh shit! And what I think it's Hawkeye who said this guy looks like Thanos but worse. How can you be worse than Thanos?
0: There's oh, an yeah. image that I really like. I want to share. It's the worlds being squished together by Cronus. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah and, yeah. and sorry, it's a little blurry. But like, um, and and Iron Man's like, what are we what, what are we seeing? And Superman's like, we're not actually. This is just how our minds are perceiving this. It's because it, this it's, is so. Yeah
2: we can't comprehend this whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite bits is, uh, the part where someone shouts, uh, Captain Marvel and both Captain Marvel (laughs) say, thanks. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That was really Uh, good. This is, this is a completely small
3: throwaway thing, but, uh, the fact that they didn't just do the big heroes, they did all the side characters. Uh, jarvis is hanging out with snapper car from the the daily planet and he's like my word mr car this shit is so good and i'm like this is you didn't need to put you, Snapper car in
0: this book did you like the bit where where the thing pops into the bat cave for a hot minute oh my god that's yeah. so funny yeah
2: it's so funny he's yeah, like, he just okay. pees like oh here we go well if cap likes pretty, you everything about the batman captain america side shit is so good oh yeah oh yeah
0: yeah, um, I got the Captain Marvel one. Oh, the the, the Justice League saying Avengers Assemble. That was yeah. pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then,
1: and then uh, Justice League is um lambast. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, there's a image. Oh, Batman's doing his Batman thing. Um, so Captain America is leading the fight he's leading the fight as he's like changing captain america's and he's leading the fight with the, all the things like telepathically and he's like well this is weird because we can't do this martian man i'm just connecting everyone telepathically he's like batman get into oh you already did it all right well let us know if you need help yeah <laughs>
2: no. there's, there's there's just moments where it's you know like oh it's like she hulk standing next to wonder woman or the captain america and john uh jones on either side of uh the the panel and you're mm-hmm. like I, I can't believe this exists for real <laughs> <laughs> this This book is is so good and it's like they even if they did this again
3: like i don't think you can beat this i honestly don't this is is as big is this book out of print
0: yes way out of print been out of print for years
3: that's why yeah yeah. uh it's gonna be hard to find it isn't it this is a moment i really like it's really small it's just like um uh the green lantern has has allowed uh he's hanging out with iron man and Iron Man constructed something for for uh, for Kyle Gardner. And he's like, wow, just wow, the design, Iron Man, the sheer power of it. And you came with it so fast. I'm jealous as hell. He's like, hell yeah, you're jealous. He's, he's like, like I, yeah, I'm I'm <laughs>
0: um, there's a there's a bit where Kyle's losing his energy, his like Green Lantern energy being absorbed through a um, what was her name at the time? Spectrum, sure, uh, Spectrum Monica. Yeah. Monica. Yeah, Monica. yeah, Spectrum. Um, just being like absorbed, and he's like, Okay, well, the cosmic cube. Will give me more power. It turns like the Cosmic Cube lantern for like a hot minute.
2: Yeah. That was
0: longer. really cool. There's there's a thing. So I want to make a quick comparison to the original Marvel versus DC. Um, they There have been a lot of DC Marvel crossovers um, for a long time ago. Marvel versus DC was voted on. So all the winners were like people called in. Who do you want your favorite to win? So like Wolverine won a lot. Batman won a lot. Maybe ones that they shouldn't have. Um, and so like when you get to this, there is so much thought and effort put into combining these two worlds of like well the marvel universe doesn't have the speed force well it's harder for the flash to get into the marvel universe because it's so far like there's Chaos
4: there's
0: chaos like the difference between the chaos magics like the batman captain america fight ending in like a not a beat like you know maybe this is not something so there's a lot of a lot of care put into how not realistically but like how these two worlds would clash, would combine, would how these heroes would actually match up. Like it's really carefully put together. It's That's it's not lazy. It's, and I really appreciate how much effort went into this.
2: Yeah, I agree. I, I was gonna say, like, the main thing is that it, there's clearly a lot of passion for both sides of the aisle.
3: This is gonna be hard to see, but like the the final uh, yes. eternity is going apart.
2: Truly beautiful stuff. I oh. I
0: took a picture of Hal Jordan parallax. Yeah, exactly. Can... Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah. Ripping the two universes apart at the end, as,
3: as the specter, because he's Superman. He's yeah. um, um,
0: and like, Catherine yeah. who's that? It's like you met him before. He's Hal, and it's like, "What?" Just the <laughs> ripping
3: apart. Uh, obviously, it's it's an insanely cool moment when Superman gets Thor's hammer and Captain America's shield. Oh, that's so like, That's The most fan service, beautiful thing. But but um, that cover
1: was also really good. Yeah,
3: uh, Thor is getting his ass beat. And he's and he's like Superman. You need this more than me, my man. <laughs> he's like, I got you, bro. And I'm like, oh my god, this. All the characterization is like, Cripus is 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 like a great talent. Uh, he he definitely has been around for a long time, and like this is this is like some of my favorite stuff that I've read of his. Uh, this I want this to be like a movie, man, but it'll never happen. I like this. There, it's So cool.
0: There's a a really cool <gasps> visualization of the different eras when they're talking when they're doing this thing of like the um the the chronal shifts happening to the to the avengers of the justice league and and the the way george perez is able to keep it in line everyone is matching their era both marvel and dc every single person when they hit the a specific era superman loses the shield because it's the energy shield that captain america has yeah, um right. ca- like characters disappear because they're not part of that specific era that they show up and like i thought that was really cool that all these that they found a, a really cool way to have all these different looks all these different heroes just come in and out of this battle and still kind of make it all make sense
3: yeah right. it's it's astonishingly like easy readable you know what i mean yes. for, for every page literally having dozens of characters always on screen like i'm never confused like the action it's clear enough when you need to focus on who you're fighting because obviously it's a big splash pages so you don't need like focus fighting but when you do do the focus fighting like batman captain america it's awesome or batman bertrock the leaper the <laughs> Leaper. Oh, so <laughs> good leaper prometheus he's like i've downloaded batman's uh fight style now i'm gonna kick your ass and he's like yeah you want to bet yeah uh uh, i want to talk about the ending real quick uh because it leaves it open it leaves it open for a sequel because crona he gets basically turned into like a cosmic egg and he when he is birthed will birth a new universe for him as like his own galactus Mm. that's that's the sequel story you don't do something new you do this do you, the egg. you do the egg, the cosmic egg, because that is perfect <clears> setup. <throat> don't make it. Don't do Thanos, Dark Side merge together. Like you don't need to do that stuff. Like this is this is hatch the egg. Yeah. Hatch the yeah, egg. Hatch Hashtag, to,
0: hashtag, uh, hashtag, hatch the egg. Yeah, you up. definitely it don't need to do
1: a Marvel Just versus make. Capcom Infinite Ultron Sigma thing, but I would like to see the yeah. hatch the egg part. Yeah, I I would really like, like to hashtag. see. I
0: would really like to see a, a sequel. So the the big reveal is like the Grandmaster had set this whole thing up, being like Metron, get Krona over here, and we'll do this game, and we'll. And it was a game between him and Metron the whole time.
3: Oh yeah, Metron is like the secret bad guy in a way. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Because uh, uh, they they do want to stop Krona. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love the the way this book ends. Of like, yeah, uh, Metron's just gonna watch this egg, and uh, that's gonna be that. That's, yeah.
2: That's that's, and we'll see a sequel maybe. No. Uh, I love I love the characters all being confronted with having to face all their greatest triumphs but also their worst pains and yeah except that like they have to choose that to be their reality they have to choose to take that back uh, and the weight of that on all of them I thought was really good. Yeah I agree.
3: many splash pages So so Insane. much so
2: much well done in displaying across the board like all those moments for people um, yeah. uh, Oh really uh,
3: Krona's. Uh Citadel is 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 the remains of Galactus who mm-hmm. he killed. Mm-hmm. Sick dude. His helmet is like the door. Uh yeah, this book is a super cool
2: man. When Vision I, I gives, was surprised. When Vision yeah. gives all his power over to get Superman back in the fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, that's really the,
0: the, there's, there's, to my surprise, like I th- I thought this book would be pretty uh run of the mill. Like they took the easy way out to make this kind of like fluff fluffy thing, but like the, the, the amount of passion and love and the some of the biggest ideas i've seen in comics period like you know the this is stuff that i that i would expect from a more modern writer not necessarily someone who's been doing it for like so long like for some reason it's just like oh they thought smaller then but no this is big
3: and i don't feel i mean i know people talk about it but like i don't see people talking about this book that much to be honest and like maybe it it may be just because it's old but like like we talk about like Watchmen and dark knight return like returns and all that stuff so like this book may not have like the depth that that like those books have, but it is like the purest form of comics fun I've had honestly in a long time. Yeah, like the, this is one of my favorite things I've read in a long time.
0: The problem I think with with like you know the Watchmen and the Dark Knight Rises right returns is that they've been constantly in print, whereas this one out of print maybe a month after it was published,
3: and it has to be like legality between both companies yeah. so like so much easier to just not worry about it which is stupid because this would uh, this would be like the highest selling graphic novel every month oh yeah you know, like this has you don't even have to know anything about the characters they give you everything right? yeah i own
0: all the i went searching for like like five years for all the marvel dc books this was the hardest one to find yeah that's a... so like this is a good book yeah, yeah man. It, it is i i really like it I wish they would rep- I wish they would reprint this. I'd love to have a nice hard yeah. cover of this.
2: I would buy it buy this instantly. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Really, really cool to see uh, them all come together so well.
0: Uh we did have some comments of them, but most of them are just like, hey, we love this and we're going late, so I'm not gonna read them.
2: Hell yeah. Uh, I'm glad
3: everyone liked it though.
0: Yeah. Glad everyone liked it though. Shall we get it? Shall we get out of here then? Trying to get jack off.
2: Hell yeah. You gotta get all it
0: out right. of
3: here.
0: Sparks. Yeah, what's up? It's your turn next week. Yeah. Do you know what no. it is? No.
2: I don't know exactly what it is uh cuz I haven't decided which volume I'm going to do. Ooh, but it is the Matrix comics.
4: Ooh. Ooh.
3: When 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 She-Hulk shows up, she says "Howdy." <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
0: <laughs> uh so next week we're going to be talking about The Matrix uh uh Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions um and uh, I'm sure I'll mention Enter the Matrix somewhere in that. Um yep so stay tuned for that uh that's it thank you to thank you everyone you check out some of our other stuff we didn't do a lot uh as far as like other shows that came out this week um but you can of course check out our back catalog of all these shows um conversation is still out there fichtner's watch uh fichtner uh, basement arcade basement arcade pause menu uh fichtner book club and Animation Station. all those shows can be found on this channel if you like this video and you subscribe to our channel um, you can check out our crafted by Z masks. This pandemic's not ending. Um, maybe get maybe get a mask. Get, you get an it. N95 mask specifically, but like if you you know, you can also get our mask too. Put it or over it. Or just
3: wear two of our masks.
0: Just wear two of our masks. Yeah. Um, All right, you can check out our Patreon. You can check out our Tea Public, both of which support us. Um, we got some cool stuff on 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 the on the t public and i will um, i'm gonna fix our patreon soon and of course you can check out our website where you can find all the links to everything you can find the links to everything um all, all the stuff that i mentioned above and where you can find all of our other shows at Ficknerpodcast.com which is linked below thank you to everyone who listens thank you to everyone who watches the live stream thank you to everyone who watches the rewind uh, we greatly appreciate all your support thank you to jeremy velucci you can <laughs> find him at jeremy Bellucci keyboards on instagram uh he does our, all of our theme music that you heard tonight um, throughout all of our shows he also does a podcast called suburban proctologist official uh, that's on facebook and in- instagram at subproc podcast his show is coming back he's uploading new episodes the first he like remastered the first episode i guess that's up on itunes right now you do have to subscribe to a new a new channel though it fell off of itunes and now we had to resubmit it so you have to resubscribe if you have if you aren't already Check out Mike Matola. Uh, he did our our logo for the show and some other shows. You can find him on Instagram and TikTok at Mike Matola. All right. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at fake nerd podcast. Fake nerd fake guys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT btmcclure on Instagram and
1: Twitter, Ben. You can find me now furiously writing for three different publications at Ben Magnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. And oh, yeah. two of those publications I can say because they're still up and running. Old School Gamer Magazine, both still online and going to be in print. Fusion magazine. That one is over across over on the um, um I was overseas. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, that, that one's it? in England. Yeah, it's I'm right, I'm right for a publication in England. They want to bring it stuff over here to America, so that's why they picked me. Um,
0: I should. Oh, I was right for screaming. I always I'm, I was terrible at promoting myself. Uh, Sparks.
2: Uh, you can find me diving back into the Matrix all over again at Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter. S P A R K Z Witty.
0: Right.
3: You can find me entering a new world because my flesh is a relic at DJ Tony Snark.
0: Uh, all right, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music and Podcast, and Pandora. Great review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Like this video, subscribe to our channel, and until next time you see us, stay fake nerds.